so I'm not gonna tiptoe around your marriage or whatever it is you got going there. If you want to be with me, you're with me. Okay. Too many guys think of a concept or I complete them or I'm gonna make them alive. I'm just a fucked up girl who's looking for my own peace of mind. Don't assign me yours. I remember that speech really well. I had you pegged, didn't I? We had the whole human race pegged. Hmm, probably. I still thought you were gonna save my life. Even after that. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that might go out with a thunderstorm warning in a second. <laughs> it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And now I'm Hermes, hey. I guess. Today. Whoa! <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Elevated to main panel. Wow. Main panel name drop. <laughs> I've come for Ethan and George's seat. I don't know which one I'm taking, but I've come for them both. We'll see. We'll see. Ethan's is empty most weeks. It seems. <laughs> you fit it in very well. Georgia lets us know she's not going to be. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So yeah. So in a sense, uh, we 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 explained last week. Uh, welcome everybody. If it's your first time, hi. Uh, hey. <laughs> we explained last week that um, Megan and Georgia are in a show together, and Liam's in a show by himself not literally a one-man show but but two separate shows yeah and they rehearse at different times so for the next two months or so you're either gonna get liam or you get some combination of the girls and that's kind of where we go um and so when i knew we were going to be down the girls and it was a uh, bff of the bfe episode i just thought hey hermes why not join us for the whole time i enjoy hermes uh absolutely conversation i feel like i'm always still trying to make good for whiplash where the audio quality was less than i wanted it to be <laughs> don't worry i'm not gonna listen but to hermes him. is hermes is great conversation and absolutely. so uh yeah it made a lot, a lot of sense hopefully if it could work and i said to hermes i said hey is this too early for you and he went no, as long as our time zones are right, because I, that has been a mistake in the past. Because you'd think all the countries would change their uh, would change the clocks on the same weekend, but they don't. No, they and don't. that burned me once. You said that in Arizona, didn't you? Arizona, they don't change them at all. No, no, no. In no. the states, they change them. At least they used to change them a week before Canada. I think they've now synced up. Ta-da-da. But they change North America changes their clocks a week or two, but after we do. Yep. Yeah. So it's a four hour gap between us for one week. Uh, and so that one week that there was a four hour gap, I was supposed to go on Hermes show and I'm laying on the couch going, I got 45 minutes. <laughs> I got a message saying, sorry, I couldn't work out. <laughs> we'll get you another time. And I'm like, no, I'm here. Oh. I'm literally laying on the, <laughs> it's not that I got busy. No, I'm laying on the couch. <laughs> So it's great it ended reason. up being good news. It ended up being good news. I was worried about Ian, and then it ended you up You were. Being actually, news. bless you. It wasn't even any... I'd be sitting here going, what am I doing getting stood up for this? And he was just like, I hope you're okay. Oh, see? Kind, caring person. That's right. Um, it's all a facade. It's all a <laughs> Of course. It is. Hermes, uh, whilst we've got you here, why don't you start off by telling everybody... What's the scuttlebutt? What is the scuttlebutt podcast, buddy? Because you—that's something that you, you do. Why don't you go ahead and give a little pluggy plug? Uh, Bless uh, you guys. You uh, um, it is a show I do with uh, friends and guests and family members sometimes, and it, it is exactly what it sounds like. What is the scuttlebutt? What is the latest gossip? 
going on in everybody's life and the world. And we just talk about it. Sometimes it's movies even, which is why I think I love yes. your guys' show so much, you know, because I'm a big movie guy. When I bring it onto the show, everybody rolls their eyes like, we were going to talk about movies. Like, oh, here we go again with Dune. Or, here we go again with Eternal <laughs> Sunshine. So at least I have an outlet for that where I get to listen to you guys. So that's that's basically all it is. A humble brag for myself. Uh, nice. Good brag. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Hermes is one of the uh, OGs of people that I even discovered out there in the uh, in the podcast universe. Yeah. He cut one of our live streams almost short. He said, I will do it. He threatened it. Before we knew each other, We he was, uh, you were, what was it, a moderator? Was of I the moderating you guys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was it's like, really I will fun. cut you guys short. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, kept, we kept teasing it. We were like, we're going to keep going if he doesn't cut us. And then he wasn't like responding right on the spot. And so we went like a minute over, then two minutes over. And then all of a sudden we see this, <laughs> we see this message. I will cut you. Do not try me. <laughs> uh, we apologize. And we will gut it right now. We will end our wow. show. We apologize. <laughs> it was all great. It was all good. I think that's why we uh, ended up connecting the way we did. It was just like a kindred spirit across. The Absolutely. <laughs> Give me the smallest amount of power. <laughs> I will cut you. That's how I'm going to lead the department meeting on Tuesday. <laughs> but welcome, everybody. We are doing episode number 191, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. 191. How did Dazed and Confused go? Which capacity? I mean, how did well, the episode I, go? I haven't, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. I normally actually. listen to them yeah. when... Um, we do name drop you a bunch of times. When I'm not on yeah. the podcast. But this is the one I haven't listened to because I've been so busy. Um, so I feel a bit out of it. You know? Okay. So I feel a bit. Lost. Yeah, it was me and uh, me and Ed for large portions of it. Oh wow. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Ed from the film effect. Yeah, cool. Love it. So uh, let's. If you hadn't caught it, right here says promo. Dazed and confused with Ed from the film effects. So there we go. You're taking care of that for me. Yeah, cool. Because I'd, I'd love to have done the, the film myself, but I, you know. With everything else, and yeah, it was just one of those. Yeah, just, our schedules are just a bit nuts right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Georgia joined us about I don't know twenty minutes in, so that was good uh, on her part. Uh, but uh, Hermes here, he's one of our, our. Can I start using the word many? It feels like we should use the word many. Ooh, yeah. many friends yeah, of the podcast. Can. Yeah, because we're talking about Juline. All oh, right, our friend Hermes here. Yeah, we should. He, he could join. That's me. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do again. Let's go again. <laughs> we're talking about Juline. Woo, Hermes. Hey, that's me. <laughs> James DeGuzman. Yeah. Lena Oberholzer. Right. And Ian Davies. I hear you. Chris Peterson. Come on. Randall, what's your handle? Silva. Woo. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Yeah. Reverend Bruce. Yeah. Nate the Great. All right. Andy Dixon. Come on. Holly Callen. Put your ears on. Cheesy. <laughs> With a fish on a bike. With a fish on a bike. The curmudgeon <laughs> himself. Richard. The cool cat. Ooh. Ryan Kukets. Dirk, but his friends call him. Diggler. We've got Shy Burger Freund, the shy guy. Shy we've guy. got there we, I like that. We keep that. <laughs> uh, we've got uh AJ. Woo AJ. Uh that's right. <laughs> we've got Stu from the Stu World Order Podcast. And Ooh. welcome, 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 welcome to the newest one in the Patreon pool. All the way from Norfolk. Really? Dom. Hey Dom. Dom's been very active in the Twitter chat this week. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Him and it was a video game chat for a while, so oh, I was, was like, "Wake me up when that's, that's me, yes, me wake out. me up when 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 the when the teenagers have stopped talking. <laughs> I can join <laughs> it again. I probably feel about that the way that Hermes feels when we started talking about wrestling or pro football. 
hundred uh, <laughs> percent. I'm football just, I could get behind. I'm just okay. not into okay. it anymore. <laughs> but I'm just really like, yeah, I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> I'm like, just make a side chat. You can make a side chat. Go ahead, just just make a side one, <laughs> like we do for the fantasy football. We've made side chats. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the fantasy football. We will. Yep. Yeah, cool. Sorry, again, I fell out of it again. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Uh, but if you want to know how uh, you can keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness, be part of the group chat, and keep that sweet, sweet BFE content with the microphone to your ears about two times a week, please consider joining the Patreon. It's a You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds, less than four bucks American, about five dollars from Canada. Other Canada. currencies are available. <laughs> I put it back on the board. I got to have it. I do love it. I start standing to attention. <laughs> Hey, well, giddy up. I had a question about uh, that. For uh, I, did, I hosted a quiz last night. I'm going to talk about that a little bit in a second. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there we are. Um, let's take a look and go. Really weird. I don't usually like to talk about the ch- charts that often anymore just because it, it, we're, we're very flattered wherever it is that people listen to us. But we used to do a little side pod called Talking the Mickey. Yeah. It was number six in Norway this week. Wow. I don't know how. You ain't done nothing for... I haven't done any... For- no, no. We, we also charted in Japan and Switzerland with that one this week. That's nuts. We were also number 18 with the BFE in South Africa. So thank you, South Africa, oh, this week. thank yeah. you, South Africa, yeah. Uh, we charted in about... Including the States and, you know, you know, you know America. <laughs> that old chestnut. But no, like, wherever people listen to us, we have a map. It's, it's, it's always very humbling when, whenever people anywhere around the world... Uh, listen to us. I kind of thought we'd get some Canada. I kind of thought we'd get some Britain. Maybe we'd get some America. But I didn't think we'd go nearly as... As, as, as deep as we have as, as, as wide now. across the world yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so i still miss you sierra leone wherever you are we do how did we, we hurt you so much <laughs> <laughs> uh let's do some reflections and, and corrections. corrections we got a few of these we got a few of these so let's take a look at this let's start with all the way back in good will hunting oh there's a mistake i think i'm was kind of a combined mistake but ed from the film effect uh i really had to go like i heard you i heard you i'm gonna bring it up next week i promise i promise <laughs> next week i'm gonna bring it up it just doesn't make any sense for me to go through the mistakes when liam's not here no that's true because yeah. someone from the show should be here when i do it yeah so uh remember when we were talking about kevin smith and we couldn't think of a, a film that he directed but hadn't written yes and i was like there's no such film there, there was wasn't it cop out what was it cop out with Bruce oh, Willis? Oh, I've not seen that. Okay, well, that was like, he was shouting at the radio, he said, so there we go. Oh, uh, yeah, that's one of his later ones, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We also talked about funny men and uh, their tendency to uh, to have low mood and maybe sometimes uh, hurt themselves. Mm. Uh, we talked about Robin Williams, talked about Matthew Perry, talked about Owen Wilson. And uh, Ed joined in and said, uh, Robin Williams and Matthew Perry situation stem from personal demons. Williams was addicted to alcohol and cocaine back in the 80s while uh, Perry was on painkillers for, dura- for the duration of Friends. And felt weird at the reunion because he was actually sober. Uh, I did come back and go, kind of a chicken and the egg thing. Uh, mm. Are we depressed because they're on these drugs or on these drugs because they're depressed? Yeah. And it's about, but and he, and he ignored you. I said, yeah, yeah, I was giving you a little bit of, so that's fine. Uh, but um, yeah, I think he's been, I think the Friends reunion, I mean, he, the story that came out was that he had dental work done just before. And I saw an interview with him like two days later. He seemed really fine. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. I was really worried about him after that. Yeah, thing. he did. He didn't look right, did Oh, he? no. Uh, Kara says, uh, such a great episode, Goodwill Hunting. I agree with Robin Williams' best performance. Do, do we have a random? Yeah, we do. Yep. The Queen of the Gift needs to keep our streak going. She's been doing all right, actually, Kara, on the Gift of the Weeks. Yeah. Uh, Ed also sent a message that he really enjoyed the episode. AJ says, I really love the Goodwill Hunting episode, too. You know, remember the guy who was like the grad assistant? 
Yep. Who was like always like sucking up. Yep. Real mathematician. Really? Yeah. Canadian John Mighton played the assistant professor. That's cool. Yeah, he's the founder of like the jump math program, like this thing that's trying to like raise kids through like it mathematics. It gives it more into authenticity. Though, oh, I was it? stunned. I was yeah. like, wow, that's a good job. Uh, Carlos says, one of you said Mel Gibson couldn't do touchy feely, but this is Gib- uh, Gibson's directorial debut, The Man Without a Face. It's oh. pretty much along that line. That's, pretty good film, if you ask me. I remember that. That's a good film. I said, hey, I think that's me. And he went, actually, I think it's Ethan. And I'm like, oh, I really do think it was me. But I'm, <laughs> hey, if you know me, I'm more than willing to lay blame at Ethan's feet. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's totally Ethan's fault. Ethan's nodding away. <laughs> I do think that, that, you know, Ethan and I have voices that are distinguished from each other, so, uh, yeah. or distinctive from each other. So there we go. Uh, Nate said regarding catchphrases, one of my favorite bits is when Liam brings up some obscure thing and has a big old brain fart. And Ian just <laughs> and Ian just sits there and we hear him sigh and go, I don't know you brought it up. <laughs> I ain't had one of them for a while. Oh, you've had one of those like well you last since you've been here for the last couple of weeks. Oh you're like, Oh, it's that movie. It's that it's that oh, yes. what's that movie? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you saw my brain right, it's like a load of bunch of stars, and it's trying to grab which one is the right answer. I can see them all, but I'm trying to go through all of them. It's like a file of facts, I guess, as well. Just trying to find the answer. File of facts. So, is, is, that, is that like a Rolodex? Is that the same thing? Well, yeah, I guess same sort of thing. Just trying to communicate because I don't know what a file of facts is. Oh, it's just is it some, one of the spinning things? No, oh, no, file of facts is, is it like, like a, a like a diary type a diary, thing. a thing that you would keep yeah, like yeah. addresses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess. Sorry, Sorry. what's that? Alphabetize, yeah, yeah. My mom had one of them. Okay. Oh, okay. Is, is, cool. is there like an American name for that, or is Filofax good there too? I think Filofax, Rolodex, I think it's like interchangeable, isn't it? Rolodex just does the flippy thing. You're Rolodex, typically, it's just the roll, flip. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, where are we at here? Uh, Austin Powers 2. Uh, Russell the Post, he says, you were right the first time when you, me, said <laughs> Vern Troyer did some stuff with WWE. He was one of the many guest hosts they had about 10 years ago. I got news for you, buddy. Way longer than that. Oh, maybe wow. not. Maybe not. Because one of them was Jerry Springer, who's who's recently passed away as well. Uh, Kid Rock Psychic also appeared, but his name is Joe C. I think he called him Kid Joe. I did call him Kid Joe. There's a mistake. I, think I, made. I wasn't that up on my early 2000s hip hop. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I did like Bob with the bar. <laughs> my name is Kid and Cowboy. I like Cowboy. Was that when he was seeing Pam? Yeah, I know. Pam's like when he rips off Sweet Home Alabama. It was uh, 1969. Yeah. I think that, okay, just because you say Sweet Home Alabama doesn't forgive you for ripping off Sweet Home Alabama. No. What was it? We were uh, something funny things and we were smoking funny things. <laughs> I'm like, you can't rhyme funny things with funny things. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. It doesn't make you terrible. clever. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, David from Scriptical says, Ethan sounds like the stereotype of a cigar-chewing Hollywood exec. <laughs> That's brilliant. I think he saw it when his voice was breaking down the other He'd day. He'd love that. Uh, Ian was talking about Northern Territory, uh, the one part which we, on the map, we don't have uh, filled in yet. No, we haven't. Uh, which is one of one or two mainland territories to go with six states. Uh, the worst part about American Woman is the bridge where he sings his other song, Fly Away. Now, I, I did take umbrage with this. Okay. How up to you on your Lenny Kravitz? Um, probably three songs. How up with your Lenny Kravitz are you, Hermes? Um, zero. Okay, so I'm going to go. <laughs> so Lenny Kravitz's Fly Away goes, I want to get, get away. away. 
I, I want to fly, fly away. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, So that was, then in the bridge, he goes, uh, doop, 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 for American woman, he goes, doop, 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 doom, doom, boom, boom. I want to go. Ba-dum, bum, bum. I want to get away. Ba-dum, bum, bum. Yeah. You know I got to go. Ba-dum, bum, bum. I got to fly away. Just saying the words fly away is not repeating the song you did earlier. No. It's a different song. It is. Because you can put any words in... Noel Gallagher uses the words like, don't go away, in like 23 songs. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's the same song, David. No. Just saying. Also from David, I called an actor Frank Willard when his name was Fred Willard. There's a 100% right. 100% right. Got to own that one. Yeah. He is Fred Willard. I'm all about accuracy here at the BFA. Oh, we are. We are. We like a bit of transparency. Uh, no one called me out. Oh, here's one. So we went on for a good three minutes about how she plants, Heather Graham plants like a bug on him. Yeah. I'm like, why are you going to plant a bug on Fat Bastard? You know where he is. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't the point. They don't know where Dr. Evil is. Oh, yeah. So they're trying to get to the volcano lair because as soon as they have the floater Ah. and he drinks the coffee, they go to his island. (laughs) Yes, yes. But we went on for like five minutes. (laughs) People are busting me about Fred Willard. No one goes, oh, the big plot point. You missed that. You missed that, Ian. We all missed that. Where's that Ian's always right here? Huh? Huh? I have a hashtag for that, Ian. <laughs> Good old heavies. It's a shame we lost our connection. <laughs> he will come. I, I will say the film doesn't explicitly ever go, now we know where the lair. You, know, you never, but, but still, yeah, it was a, I was yeah. listening back to the car going, I'm an idiot. And we kept going, like, stop talking. Stop talking. And <laughs> we kept going. We kept going. We have like all this righteous indignation. <laughs> How hard is it to write a movie? <laughs> We felt such an ass. <laughs> uh, dazed and confused. Carlos says, I think Ed was the perfect choice for the film. I would agree. I think Ed was a perfect choice for the film. It was good to have him with us. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, Andy says, the tangent you went on uh, where you said, when do you change to the year above? So we mentioned, Liam, that in England, it's very similar to Canada, where you don't start year 10 until you step into year 10 in September. Oh, okay. Like, you don't consider yourself a year 10 that summer. Before. Oh, no, no, you don't. You're a year nine going into year 10. You are, yeah, yeah. What year are you in? I'm going into year 10. Not, I am a year 10. No, yeah. But in America, at least in the version that we saw, um, and, and uh, Ed backed up that it was his experience, the minute school lets out and you step foot onto, like, non-school ground, yeah. you are now a senior. Oh. You moved up that, you've leveled up. As soon as you leave the, the, the school round. Oh, okay. So, uh, Andy says that's the experience he had. Yeah, is that every, but they do it in school. Everybody moves up and does like a month as a year 10. Yeah. So that was an interesting perspective. Hermes, when you were in school, it was the same as Ed when you guys left for summer. Were you already calling yourself that next year up? See, I, I agreed with you guys during the episode. No, it's not until you are your first day as a senior or as a whatever mm. are you considered that grade, you know? And maybe that was a sports thing because we had a lot of summer camp stuff that we were still in the previous grade, like the seniors obviously had just moved out. So the only people that were in that spot were the like coaches or like the repeats or something. So I, I don't know. You were still a freshman, even though you graduated from that year of freshman, you were always going to be that until you got to sophomore or junior. I mean, that, that was just my sense. experience. Though. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. That was my experience. Um, you, you've seen days to confuse, haven't you? I have a long, long while ago. Because it seemed that our British viewers didn't really care for it, but I think it was too foreign, literally. Well, I 
I, I, honestly, I probably know about, I remember 15% of the movie. No, no, you're fine, you're fine. I was just curious. Um, because I only ever watched it once, and I was probably in my mid-late teens. Oh, I'd only watched it once before last week. So, yeah. you know, there's I think. key moments I kind of think I remember. Um, like the Titanic scene with the... <laughs> Every time it's a Titanic scene, isn't it? <laughs> no, but there are moments. Um, like, because I really want to watch it again. Also, trying to find it was difficult to watch. Was it? Yeah. Oh, like a hard copy of it. Oh, have you? No, I said what? You're looking for a hard copy? I was copy looking for a hard copy, okay, yeah. yeah. You know me. <laughs> yeah, I just punched it into. It was dead easy, dude. Dude, I don't do stream yeah. um, and uh, Andy finishes by going, uh, also the other week someone mentioned Asda is still being owned by Walmart. Apparently they sold it in 2021, although they still have some ownership. They're not the principal owners. So, oh, okay. There's a mistake. I think I it's like a record number of those, but there's like three weeks in one. So. I wonder why they pulled out then. I wonder why Walmart would... Why would they try and break the British industry to There with? was a, a documentary about Walmart yeah. and how they pay their employees that came out a few years ago. Yeah. And in the American Walmart employees' grievances, they listed Asda employees in the UK and the better deal the British employees were getting. And they were going, oh, no, this is Asda. And the lawyers were like, we ain't having it. You oh, obviously okay. think it's okay to pay your... So I think they just unloaded it so they could get out themselves out of oh, that okay. situation. That makes sense. That's all conjecture on my part, but it would... That would make sense. It would line up. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's do some... Oh, I don't know. Let's do some general shout-out, shall we? So... A tan hut. That's cool. It's new. I like it. Uh, Eli, who just says... Uh, you know me. I do my usual spiel when I try to try to. Whenever I, I find some time and go, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shill the podcast a bit. I always finish. Give us five minutes and you'll become a fan. Eli responded, "I'm a fan." <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thank Eli. <you. laughs> yeah. Uh, some nice shout outs to uh, Vern from Cinema Recall for spreading the love. Uh, the folks at Bigger Film Podcast for the love for Bigger Movie Pod for the love. Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die. Love Kev. Yeah. Love Kev. Uh, and then a little bit, we got a little bit of talk about Hermes here and Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who says, uh, Dwayne says, all oh, the- wait then. I thought yep. Hermes was going to jump in. <laughs> who says, uh, all the wrestling talk is going over our collective heads. Uh, Saws. It does go over my head. I did though. talk some wrestling with Ed last week because of All In and CM Punk being fired. Yeah. And, yeah, all that That was stuff. a great day. When I, was, I was knackered by the time I got home. It was a long day. But that was a long day. But I have was, thought if I did a second, if I did it again, I might look up getting a hotel down there. Yeah. And just like not be in a rush to get home or spend the hour in that in that, that tunnel. Oh, and just dreadful, wasn't it? And just, just like have fun instead. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be more what I would do. You know, finish, go for a pint somewhere. Yeah, there were some guys from like some of the YouTube channels hanging around shooting stuff. I'd, yeah. have, gone and, I'd have gone and done that, flogged the podcast. Yeah. Well, you always do. I'd have had like a giant best film ever shirt and just given one to the guy. Here you go, buddy. Here's some free merch. Enjoy. Enjoy. Um, but uh, Dwayne says, I'm hoping if Ian ever ends BFE, it's weird he thinks it'll be my unilateral decision to win the podcast. <laughs> Well, I'd love to see you try and use the road. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably leave me to my own devices for one episode. Yeah, oh, geez, can you imagine? <laughs> um, but he says, uh, even if he, d- I hope he doesn't ever start a wrestling podcast. But if he does, I'd probably still listen. Come on, we know you're going to start one soon. No, I could. You'll do a sideline. No, there's not, no, because that's why we have the Disney one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, true. There's only, uh, put I your passion just pop, you know, I'll do some guest spots or whatever. We'll do the odd random thing. But as far as, uh, I think you got to do one and do it with, with, with what you got. Yeah. 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 Put all your eggs in one basket. I, th- I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Uh, and then, where was it then? Uh, but Russell said, Russell disagrees with Hermes and Dwayne and says, I think it's the best part of the show. I wish point out one, we do talk about a movie for like two hours. So uh, please like that part too. Our, our preamble has uh, extended more and more and more. Yeah, I'm trying to cut it down because <laughs> we're trying to get you out of here at a reasonable time. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I've, I've had a word with the director. Oh, yeah. He's cool with me. Our newest Patreon backer, Dom, thanks for sharing the word of the BFE out there in the Twitterverse. He said he cut his hand today. No. It's his last day before he goes back to uni and he dropped a glass and cut his hand. Uh, and, I'm like, that is the worst and I'm like, thing to how do. bad have you cut your hand? Is this like I cut my hand, okay, it's gonna bleed, I got a bandage, bad luck? Or is this like I'm in I'm in A and E, I'm in the ER waiting for someone to stitch my hand up? Like how bad are we talking here? And he's like, I'll still be able to listen to the episode. I'm like, it's not really my cons- <laughs> Thank you. We should make sure you're okay. I, I do like my download numbers, but I'm I'm actually concerned about your well being. Yeah. <laughs> so Dom, wherever you are, um a very um, across the long distance, gentle high five so we don't pony stitches or whatever it is. <laughs> Have you ever cut your hands badly? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to work in a factory, so. Because that, that, they're hard to uh, mend. There's a spot where I missed, it's on my finger here, where yeah. I, I just missed my tendon by like the smallest wow. bit. And I play guitar, so that would have been the, uh, like, yeah, yeah my, this is my ring finger, right? Like, uh, because I used to work, yeah, it was a, it was a welding shop for the car frame but it was also a stamping press for parts and they were like like a tenth of a millimeter thick wow it's sharp right basically yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're making glorified knife blades you know what i mean yep. yeah yeah so. i've done the same sort of thing I, I, with my um one of my index fingers and uh i rolled it <laughs> I, I i thought i didn't see the plane of glass that was on this piece of plastic and i rolled my finger down the side and i severed the tip of my finger and uh when i actually looked at it i should have probably got it stitched but i can't feel that part now oh no that's just that little that little bit of my finger i just can't feel yeah, i'm all right i haven't any sort of long distance stuff george has done some stuff to her hands working that bushcraft job yeah oh God. it's just insane jeez george i'm like stop get out of that job <laughs> while you still have all 10 fingers yeah. <laughs> Crikey. uh bless her one last one to do gift of the week which was grass grass good, good choice actually it is. that was uh ed who chose that one he was, like, he was like, of course it would be me. I'm like, you are the guest. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> um, so Hermes, I got to admit, buddy, I wrote a note. I forgot for a minute even you're going to be on the show this week when I wrote this. Visible squinting. I said, I have a new theory on Hermes. And my new theory is, because I think everybody else is playing checkers and you're playing chess. I think, I think there's a game within the game. <laughs> you're not wrong. I think Hermes is purposely putting forward rubbish gifts. <laughs> <laughs> which allows him to continue the rigged element of it all because <laughs> this one really wasn't good <laughs> is it true Hermes? what was it Hermes? i didn't even bother writing it down i was like yeah he's, he's not winning but i think it's intentional he's not winning <laughs> do you remember what it was uh grass uh i'm i'm blanking right now on grass i know i know when i saw it i was like aha yeah now <laughs> no, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. It's been it's been a little bit now. Uh, AJ also submitted it. Kara, the self-professed queen of the GIF. Dirk, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Chris Peterson, Anthony and Davies. David from Scriptical and Josh from Next Favorite Movie all handed in uh, uh, sort of versions of it. Uh, Dwayne, you're not wrong to go for wrestling. It just didn't work. It's The Rock when he sort of smells what The Rock is cooking on the top rope. Oh, okay. And it's got a, like a caption about when you smell the fresh grass or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, ah. 
I don't know about that. Uh, Dirk, sexy, and I mow it. <laughs> it's a better pun than it was a gif. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give <laughs> third place to Ensign Ian Davies, who did a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reference when they're like riding down the blade of grass like it's a slide. Oh, that was a great little movie. I would totally have won with you if it was. Yeah, would, yes, yeah. it would. <laughs> um, second place, I'm going to go to... Oh, where? Oh, Chris Peterson, who had a sky. He was riding a lawnmower, but it was bucking him like a mechanical bull. And he's just trying to hold on. Like it's quite funny. But first place, it's a movie we've done. It's it, it's Forrest Gump mowing the grass. Oh, that's good. And that's the Josh next year movie. Thanks a lot, Josh. Best month Frickin ever. Rich. I don't know if it's best gift ever, but it was the best gift this week. So there we go. Hashtag gigged. <laughs> Do you know what I'd have gone Frickin for? Rigged. <laughs> I'd probably. Can you remember an old TV series called Kung Fu? I remember it, but isn't that like David? What's his name? Carradine. Carradine. Yeah. yeah. And there's a bit where he goes, "Ah, grasshopper." That's what I'd gone. That's for. not the same as grass, is no, it? That's grass. Grasshopper. <laughs> so anything but the word grass. <laughs> but grasshopper is one word. Grasshopper I mean, is a thing. Like we know a grasshopper's a yeah, thing, but still it's got grass in it. <laughs> okay, you'd be one of the ones that'd be going. So Liam put in a vote, I think. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, tell you what you submit that it's really hard for me not to give hermes the win on weeks like that see i'm helping hermes no don't ruin my strategy now liam okay i've been going really well you thought of everything but me <laughs> i'll tell you what though um you did submit uh, a, a much funnier gif which was a chris farley uh, the face about something like when Ian suggests the rigged is, uh, <laughs> and it was like Chris Farley going for this big smile to like this, like just pure anger that you would dare suggest such a thing. If I could have given that a, 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 a win for gift of the week, I would have. That made me laugh pretty nicely. Like you know, it, was, it was also a very long gift. Like you usually find I had that to about make, long. I had to make it. Yeah. You made that <laughs> gift. I had to make the GIF wow. itself, and I was going to add uh, some letter, you know, words or captions to it, but because of the length of it, Twitter would only accept a certain amount, so I had to basically attach it as a video, but then replay the... It was a whole thing that Ens- I spent... <laughs> Anthony and Davies, I am awarding a bonus GIF of the week win to Hermes this week. Absolutely. <laughs> if you made that, because that made me legitimately laugh, so <laughs> if that was just I found it, but I went to some effort on it, no, I'm going to give a bonus win this week. He gets your humor. I don't accept this uh, bonus win. I only accept gold. I do not accept contingency prizes. Anthony, and I insist you count this pity vote that I'm giving him. Do not, do not do it. It is officially, in the, but make sure you put a big old asterisk beside it and go. Not a real win. Don't you dare do it. Pity vote. Hashtag pity gif. <laughs> Uh, why not uh, t- well, take up some pity on us leave us a five star review Apple or Spotify I hear five is a nice number five is the magic number checking in with the morning report this Justin can we talk about this for two minutes a uh, couple things Go. Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth passed away yeah. lead singer Yes. Like, like, I'd look his age up. He's in his 50s, but I'm still, like, way too stinking young. Like, yeah. people who were... Hey, we're not that far from that. I was, like, 21 <laughs> when, like, All-Star hit. You know what I mean? I was 18 yeah. when uh, uh, their first album dropped. And I was like, oh, okay, so these are, like, bands who were... Like, yeah, it's the bands of my youth. Mm. So... 
Yeah, like I'm not a big Smash Mouth guy. You know what I no. mean? Because when All Star happened, they sort they sort of just kind of went corporate and sold out and did all this like kind of fun poppy stuff That's instead. All I know them for, though. Oh, you don't know? You don't know Walking on the Sun? Well, I was just about to say it. I have it. I just recently went through their discography, man. It's yeah, like I, I had I had their first two albums. Uh, Astro Lounge was the second, and the first one was had Chinese lettering on it. I forget what it uh, was, but Walking on the Sun. It's this incredibly um, interesting uh, soundscape, and every sound you hear, you think it's a bunch of other things they've used to make these sounds. It's all with guitars. Wow, and it's just. Uh, and it's also like the lyrics have almost like a philosophy to them before it just turned into, you know, <laughs> what could sell on the next Shrek movie. But, but but before it was that, like they were actually out trying to say something. Oh, that's cool. So it, it's, it's a, it, 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 well, they were really, really good. And then they became really, really successful and take your pick, which one you want to be, but still uh, way too young, but apparently his son died young. Oh, and maybe that had an impact on. Him. Yeah, I don't know exactly the exact cause, but wasn't it a liver cirrhosis? Yeah, people were trying to suggest. Oh, yeah, okay. his demons caught up with him, so I'm not surprised to hear it's that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds like drink. So, didn't um, am I right in thinking that when Carrie Fisher passed away, Debbie Reynolds passed like days later? It was one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's they nuts. passed seven days or two. That's yeah. nuts, isn't it? We were. I was in the panto at that point. Wow! Oh no, you weren't. That's, that's why. I, that, yeah, was, <laughs> that's, that's why I wrote in the line about it, another celebrity death. It's not even 2019 because they all happened. George yeah. Michael and the two of them within like one day, one day, one day. Yeah, yeah. Sad. It was sad. That's why you come to the BFE for your uh, dose of melancholy. <laughs> Hug someone you love, folks. Next question, David from Scriptical. He asked a question of the pod, and I was like, "Look, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll answer on the pod. It's an interesting question." It's kind of pick your best out of four kind of maybe met choices. Who makes the best comedy movies? There's four choices, all right? Yeah. I don't want you. You're going to swear at one of them. Mike Myers, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I think you ever mention his name. I think you lose your objectivity when that name gets put out. Uh, Because I think the stuff he does is not bad. I've switched off once you. I hear that. But you do. You do. You're not wrong. You completely switch off. I do. I do. I'm not a fan at all. I know. Yeah. Will Ferrell is to you what Cameron Diaz is to me. Although I do think I'm able to be objective about about Cameron Diaz. Oh, I know I can't be objective. Yeah. Okay. I don't like him. It's like when I went to the factory and some guy told me once, oh, I know I'm racist. And I was sitting there going, I don't know what. I, I honestly don't know how to respond to this. Respond. No, don't don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. So back to a much a much lesser charge, not yeah. liking Will Ferrell. Of the three remaining, who does make the best comedy movies? Because my vote, I think, goes to Mike Myers. But Hang on, was there Mike Myers, Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell. The question was best thing, comedy movies. Thing is, Adam Sandler, out of the gate, I felt was funny for a few movies. And then after that, he gets on Well, it's tits. a formula, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey, on the other hand... He's done some brilliant stuff, and then he's moved like um, Robin Williams. If only his comedies count. Oh. This, this question is only about his comedies, not oh, about okay. the movies in general. So I, I think. Oof. So I'll take the Wayne's World duo. Yeah, but I guess. I'll take I'll take the Austin Powers trio, and I'll take Sam Merritt and Axe Murder as a six oh, pack. That's, I'll not, t- that's not bad. I'll take that. Like he was never as commercially successful as the other names on this list. He wasn't. No, he wasn't. But. I'll put those six. I got to ignore Love Guru, which I never saw, so it's easier for me to Oof. ignore it. 
<laughs> yeah, I never saw it. So yeah, I, I saw either. it and went, that's going to be stupid. Yeah. And just avoided it. Because uh, I kind of looked at it and went, he's out of ideas. I'm not counting Shrek because Shrek's animated. I don't know. I quite like Jim Carrey in the early days. His comedies. It's not like, if you name me the movies, I don't like one of them. I don't like The Mask. Oh, I, like I don't mask. like Ace Ventura. I love Ace Ventura. You know what I mean? Liar, liar. I really. I don't like Liar, liar. Oh, I, I know, I know. It's just, it's, I, I it's like just it. overacting. It's all it is. Yeah. But that's just my personal. So I see him. That's my personal yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like him when he, when he strays from, from, from the beaten path. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Batman forever. So Again, I like him. That's a very casual. I, I like him. What, but you know what it is? When you're, when you're a side character, you can be that guy. I love Adam Sandler in like Airheads. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because, because he's that side character yes, and you yes, can yes. be that guy. Yeah, yeah. But when you become the main guy, you've got to be into that kind of humor. Oh, now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So for uh, me, for me, like Will Ferrell's my number two. Like, I love Talladega Nights. I think Talladega Nights is great. Mm-hmm. But NASCAR one, R- R- Ricky yeah, Bob, Step Brothers, absolutely. Said Will Ferrell again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't see. <laughs> I hope he listened. I to didn't the see the Eurovision one. I didn't see. Uh, I saw Blades of Glory. It was terrible. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I saw that. Good. That was not Anchorman. Oh, Anchorman! Oh, I can't stand that movie. You know, you know what? I like Anchorman, but it's nowhere near as good as people make it out to be. And oh. that's the problem: is that people think he's brilliant, and I'm like, he's good. He's not brilliant. Mm-hmm. Is that that Steve Carell guy? Is that him? Steve Carell's the guy from The he Office, Forty Year Old Version. Yeah, he's in that, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's a side, he's a side character in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the first thing I saw him in, and I and I went, I can't watch this. It doesn't help things now. No. no. So no, I, I, so I I go Mike Myers, my Mike Myers. I'll, I'll go with Jim Carrey. There we go. What about you, Hermes? I would also. Jim Carrey, no, I'm going to go with Will Ferrell just out of almost spite, Liam, because <laughs> Step Brothers <laughs> with my little brother. You noise I didn't think I could make. Well, for those who are keeping track at home, both Mike Myers and Jim Carrey are from... Canada. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and keep moving on. No weight game, weight game. Let's all play the weight game because I had meetings this week, so I didn't oh. go. I'll be going Tuesday. I'll be off of it. Yeah. Not much. Not much, but okay. I'm weighing in the afternoon rather than in the morning. So there's that. Harder in the afternoon. Harder in the afternoon because you've been eating throughout the day. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Usually I wake up, I'd go for a run, and then I'd go way in. Yeah. So that, that, that was quite nice. Yeah. But uh, different kettle of fish. That's and fun. it gives you a bit of motivation as well in the mornings. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So Accountability, as you say. Accountability. Yeah. yeah. Are you, I tell you what, when I told my, someone asked me, how much has it been total now? How much have you weight total? And actually, like, spontaneous round of applause. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying. I'm just trying. Yeah, it's but fun. like I've said before, you're very good at, when you stick to something, you're very, not tunnel vision about it, but you're, you're very good at sticking to it. If I when say I'm say, not doing this. No, I'm not doing this. You, you will. If I say I'm doing less of this, then I, it's, it's a, negotiation. Yeah, different, it's, yeah, different, different game. Thing. Yeah. Uh, football tonight. Uh, I'm playing you. You are. Yes. So there is an alarm on the, uh. On the old computer to remind us when hey, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good standing, I think. I, I think I'm doing... A, although I didn't get... The like, computer's predicting you to be second last. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. So there goes your theory. If I don't show up for the draft, it'll be better for me. No, I wanted to show up for the draft. We thought you were going to get Baker made. I, I know that. You weren't, you weren't doing it on purpose. You were doing no, it because no, you, no, got, no. You, got, you got the old COVID. I did, yeah. yeah. And I was just trying to stay away so everyone else didn't get it. Yep. You know... Um, but yeah, I, if I had more instinctualness with uh, technology, I would have gave it a go. But I know I've been throwing my phone. Yeah, at you definitely need to be around. So, for that, yeah. oh, 
We're never allowed to give you a hard time about drafting three kickers again. No, what was that all about? Megan drafted six kickers. Megan. <laughs> she came around to do her. I was like, let me show you how to set a lineup. I said, it'll take 15 <laughs> minutes. That's all it'll take. So she dropped by, and I'm like, all right. And then you want to take one of them? I'm like, Megan, why do you? Megs, you have six kickers. <laughs> How did we not notice? Because uh, Stu last time was the one who pointed out that you took two, and then we noticed when you took three. Yeah. But no one noticed. Megs just sat there and was just happily clicking kicker <laughs> after kicker. <laughs> 16 oh, teams is a long draft. Hang man. on. She's got six kickers, right? Yep. And I'm predicted second last. Where's she? They said she had the best draft. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's what you want. You want six kickers. See? You can only play one of them, but you should have six. That's proof the algorithm. I'd like to say it's completely broken, but it predicted me to finish second, so I wanted to have some truth to it. No, I won't. It won't. Well, you know. <laughs> I am predicted to beat you, but it's not a huge margin. I'm going to beat you this year. Are you? Yeah. You know what you need? What? Six kickers. <laughs> it's a secret. No, I need Baker Mayfield. Uh, you can... I think Dwayne Smith's got Yeah, him. Dwayne did, yeah. Yeah. Another auto-drafter. Yeah. And that was just... I was almost, I looked through the things. I almost had him dinner. I think he went the pick before you. Yeah. 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 Because we were laughing going, I was like, Liam's going to get Baker Mayfield. It's going to happen because no one else needs quarterback anymore. We've all got them. Yeah. So I said, Liam's going to get them. Because I did at one point joke and go, well, we're through the first five picks and Baker Mayfield's still on the board. (laughs) Uh, George's got James DeGuzman this week. Megan's got Andy Dixon and Ethan plays Julie. In the game of who, who's going to bother to set a lineup? I've said my Julie, No, I mean, Julian and Ethan. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. They're both dan- in danger of just not setting <laughs> So there we go. I even dropped somebody and picked up somebody. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You know what you've picked up? Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette, both of whom do not have teams they're playing for this year. Yeah, they might, though. Jeez. <laughs> what? <laughs> just in case. He's bought ownership stakes in a team. You can't do that and play. Oh, can you not? No. Nah. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Have I, have maybe I, have I got to drop him now? I think you probably should. No. You don't have to, but I think you probably should. I might keep him as my mascot. <laughs> He's the coach. <laughs> Tom Brady, the mascot. Tom Brady, the mascot. <laughs> Liam's Tom Brady's. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I couldn't get Baker Mayfield, so. And in the, in the invitation, I'm playing da- uh, David from Scriptical in the first week. Ooh. Yeah, so there we go. So that's just with the podcast, peeps. Why are we doing this film? We're doing this film this week because we've got... Uh, BFF of the BFE, Hermes along for the ride, yeah. and suggested, uh, uh, what's it called again? Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of Spotless, Spotless mind. mind. Which I kept calling a beautiful mind for some reason. No, that's what we'll have to do at some point as, as well, though. Yeah. Um, no, I saw that and I went, ooh. Dude, you do keep bringing these films to the pod, don't you? What? I really you enjoy like bringing every film. Don't you? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I will say this Hermes seems to pick, actually, I think all of them pick the people who we've had who have been lucky enough to have multiple uh, visits from yeah they do seem to have a uh a kind of concept or an, uh, what we would say in school an authorship <laughs> but a certain signature they like to kind of gather around and juline quite often although she's shifting to a second sort of version but she, uh, she often picks films that have a uh, a discussion that needs to be had usually about representation it's yep. kind of a place where she likes to go uh, James de Guzman too tends to pick films that have a very personal connection to him. Yep. Reverend Bruce, what can I do but let me speak in a Boston accent? <laughs> <laughs> and then Hermes is just generally deep thoughts. He's a philosophical yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, you is. are. Yeah. Jeez. So okay. Well, I mean, I'll take it. I guess. No, I enjoy. No, no, I enjoy it, man. I enjoy it. Uh, I feel like I have to up my game always when Hermes on the pod. Do you know the weirdest thing about this film? I felt like they miscast it. 
I thought Jim Carrey should have played her and she should have played him. I got some notes on that. Have you? I do. That felt really? weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the pitch, uh, I did get Felix to, he, he, he doesn't do fantasy football. No. Well, I, I didn't either. And look at me now. Maybe he's next year's. Oh, oh, we got I'm Megs second, this year. I'm second from last. You are second quarters. from last. <laughs> <laughs> and she leaves for the last right now. But hey, it's why you got to play the games, right? Hey, Ethan's ahead of me. <laughs> In predictions, yeah, he is. <laughs> but let me hit what uh, Felix had to say here. When their relationship turns sour, a couple undergoes a medical procedure to have each other erased from their memories forever. Oh, that was nice. Well, I wish I'd have listened the voiceover, to, not the uh, yeah, the voiceover. The, I wish I'd concept. have um, listened to Felix do that because when I went into this film, I had no clue what was going on to start with. I, I never is this your first watch? Yeah, my very first watch. Oh, really? Okay. And I was like, "What? Uh, what? What's that?" Happening? Georgia was really quick to give this one up because she felt it was going to creep her out. Because I was trying to go on through everybody. I was going through her what the films are going to be about. I'm trying to yeah. decide would it be better. Trying to get an even mix between Liam films and, I guess, Georgia, by extension, Georgia and Megan films, right? The only creepy thing I could say about and this I, was Elijah. I, I, I got a hold of her about an hour through, having <laughs> not it? seen it for a Because I hadn't seen it forever. Yeah. And actually, I went, actually, I think you'd have been okay with this. Yeah. I think she thought it was going to be closer to the Truman Show. Oh, no. And I'm like, no, no. Like, it's an out there concept, but it's actually really quite grounded. It's a really interesting mm-hmm. thought experiment. Oh, and just to see stuff on set would have been amazing, yeah. wouldn't it? Uh, directed by Michael Gondry, who also did, who's the writer-director of Be Kind Rewind. Oh, was that the Jack Black thing? Uh, I think it's so. Video and re- stuff, yeah. 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 <laughs> director of The Green Hornet. Oh, okay. Seth Rogen. Yeah, didn't like that. No, me either. And director of Dave Chappelle's Block Party. <laughs> For what it's worth. Screenplay by Charlie Kaufman, who wrote Being John Malkovich. I've never seen that. I hate that guy. John Malkovich. Yeah. John Malkovich? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Liam's. Tell him why. <laughs> <laughs> tell him why. I found yeah, out. Right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Michelle <laughs> <laughs> why? When I found that out, I was like, Yo, what was she thinking? Uh, the, Jeez. The, well, Julia Roberts married Lyle Lovett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, weird. Giving, giving average looking guys hope, man. That's what they're doing. <laughs> if you can be weird enough, they'll go oh he must be really artistic <laughs> uh, he also wrote adaptation which i think is a fantastic mm. film have you ever seen that one hermes oh yeah uh, nicholas cage yeah adaptations amazing it, it's a screenplay about writing a screenplay oh really and like going somewhere completely off the deep end which is exactly what he did mm. like he was not supposed to write that film someone commissioned him to write one film and he wrote this totally other film and handed it in <laughs> and they went with it because it was really good wow yeah uh, and then writer-director of I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which I'm told is really good. I have not seen it. No. Story by Gondry Kaufman and a guy called Pierre Bismuth, who's a conceptual artist. Mm. Are there any relation, the Kaufmans? Did you just mention a Kaufman? Then? Uh, Sam Kaufman. Yeah, is that? No, it's not like Marta Kaufman and Kaufman, Kaufman and Crane from, from Friends. Oh, it's not them. Okay. No, Charlie Kaufman's just kind of this uh, uh, A-list writer oh, okay. in Hollywood. Very eclectic, though. Uh, very out there. Yeah. As you can see from what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography by Ellen Krauss, who did He Got Game, uh, which is the uh, Spike Lee Denzel basketball movie. Blow. Uh, oh, oh. Which I believe I've is Johnny that. Depp and yeah. Penelope Cruz. Yep. Had a very sexy looking uh, DVD yeah. cover. That's all I remember it did, about it. Yeah. Never saw it. Yeah. And Be Kind Rewind. Again. Again. Music by John Bryan, who did Magnolia. 
Oh, was that the one with the frogs? Yeah, you remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to go. It's the one with the frogs. <laughs> you never remember it. I don't do it. <laughs> Punch Drunk Love. Oh, hang That's on. That's Sandler, isn't it? Is it? It is. Yes. Oh, okay. He's in a blue suit on the, on oh, the DVD cover. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm thinking of another thing. Never seen it. Punchline, I think I'm thinking of. And Lady Bird, which I saw and loved. Ellie, not, not Ellie hated it. I thought it was brilliant. Oh. Uh, Greta Gerwig, same woman who directed Barbie. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's that about? Is that Timoth- Timothy Chalamet? I haven't. I don't, I don't think I've seen Lady No, it's a girl in the lead. I don't know if he's in it or not. Uh, it's got the woman who plays Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. Oh. Uh, yeah. Lori, Lori Metcalf, yeah. He's yeah. in um, Scream. Is she? She plays Thingy's mother. Oh, yeah, she does. She does a number two? Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Let's look at the, the context corner. Um, the concept of Eternal Sunshine came from a conversation between director Michael Gondry and co-writer Pierre Bismuth in 1998. The pair had met and become friends in the early 1980s during Gondry's drumming career in the French pop group Oui Oui. Bismuth had conceived of the idea of making cert- of erasing certain people from uh, other people's minds in response to a friend complaining about her boyfriend. When he asked her if she would erase her boyfriend from her memory if given the option, she said yes. Wow. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Bismuth originally planned to conduct an art experiment involving sending cards to people, saying someone they knew had erased the card's recipient from their memory. It's kind of funny. When you're an artist, you can call this an art experiment yeah. as opposed to fucking cruel. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. I'm going to give you a card that says, oh, no, it's okay. It's art. <laughs> no, it sounds it sounds like catfishing to the or gaslighting to the worst degree. Yeah, absolutely. Horrendous. It's art. Uh, when he mentioned this to Gondry, they developed it into a story based on situations that would arise if it were scientifically possible, uh, but he never carried out the experiment. Good. Probably because it was cruel, like I just yeah. said. Uh, Gondry approached writer Charlie Coffin with the concept, and they developed it into a short pitch. Uh, the writers didn't believe it was marketable, however, but then a small bidding war began over it, which eventually uh, ended up going to someone for a seven-figure sum, uh, Propaganda Films. Wow. Uh, Kaufman was responsible for writing the screenplay, but instead decided to w- suspend work while he was working on adaptation uh, alongside Confessions of a Dangerous Mind and Human Nature. Uh, during this time, Christopher Nolan released the film Memento, which also deals with memory. And because of the similarities, Kaufman didn't think it was going to work. But uh, Golan made him complete it. During writing, the pitch's ownership changed several times, resulting in Kaufman not having to deal with any interference that would have happened at the usual stop points throughout. So actually, the fact he got kept getting passed around gave him creative freedom. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the usual possible was, let me see how, let me see how it's coming along. Yeah. Every time we got to that stage, <clears throat> someone else bought it. So <laughs> he always had this, this like time to work on it. He wanted to make sure he didn't, um, he didn't make it a thriller and wanted to downplay the science fiction elements and instead work on uh, the emotional element. Uh, in essence, his main problem that went with, though, how do you show the memories, but also showing him interacting with Clementine outside of the memories while inside the memories? I thought it was clever. Uh, and the fact that characters could refer to later scenes in regards to the memories. So how do you show the audience the memory the first time so we can understand the significance of them when they get erased? Yeah. And then do the, do the characters in the memory, are they aware that he's already had them erased or not? Mm. So how? So when you're talking to Kate Winslet inside the memory, is she allowed to know she's a memory? Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he resolved that problem by making Joel lucid and able to sort of be aware that he was in a memory, and that helped. 
Uh, originally, the original name for the screenplay was 18 words long, as he wanted a title that you couldn't possibly fit on a marquee. <laughs> he eventually got um, inspiration for uh, the name of the movie from a poem, Elo- Eloisa to Al- Abelard by Alexander Pope, who I'm guessing must be an American poet. Okay. It's not one I'm familiar with. No. Uh, the shooting began in mid-January, and it lasted for three months on a budget of only about $20 million in and around New York City. And that's really about it, but they did shoot for up to 17 hours per day sometimes in some pretty harsh environments. That's some pretty... Because I'm assuming a lot of this was practical effects. Interesting thought. Not all of it, because some of it just... So some of it has to be. It has to digital. be digital, yeah. But most of that pretty must be, mustn't it? I would think so. I believe it, it was shot pretty um, small budget too, and I think yep. they shot it fairly quickly as well. Yep. Wow! They, they kind of had to were forced to do a lot of the practical stuff. Astounding. Uh, speaking of small budget and practical, I can only buy this in SD. I don't know the last time I had to watch a movie from Prime in SD. What's SD mean? Uh, like 480p. What's that? <sighs> not <Standard> a, definition. <laughs> not HD. Not oh, okay. Yeah, you need to be a bit more specific with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So Anamorphic. Keep it kind of, it kind of refers to like how I'll many say. pixels appear. So, like a higher quality screen would have way more pixels. So, 4K is named because it's four thousand pixels across by four thousand pixels down. Oh, okay. More pixels, more definition. more pixels, more difficult. It can be more precise and sharp. Yep, yep. Whereas, post if you have less pixels, it requires more bleeding or blurring of the image. Like years ago, then put it on on Ian seventy whatever inch screen of huge screen here in the studio screen. of awesomeness yeah and it was like okay yeah it definitely looks standard definition to me oh okay you can see it clearly which i kind of went is that a choice not to up not, not to upscale it because memory by its very nature oh, is a bit fuzzy Oh, okay mm-hmm. or am i just giving the film way too much credit and going That'd yeah we cool just didn't release it in hd that, it would be mm. this film i was thinking about this you couldn't do this film even five years later oh, okay yeah. mm. I'll explain uh, why in a moment. Uh, you could not do this film even five years later. Yeah. Anyway, the film begins, and we meet Joel, played by Jim Carrey. Only his second appearance on the pod. Truman Show. Yep. <laughs> uh, when Jim Carrey <laughs> first met with Michael Gondry about starring in the film, he was suffering from a depressive episode. Over lunch, the director told him, you are so beautiful right now. You are so broken. Please don't get well. <gasps> What a terrible thing to say. Recounted the story over a decade later. Carrie would remark, that's how fucked up this business is. Wow. He's not wrong. I'll tell you what, though. He did. He looked. I'm with him. There was something beautiful about his depression in this. He was broken, but it was like, oh. But do you think it's because of the comedy aspect, though? We know him for being comedic jim carrey's a difficult one because the question is yeah is he a good actor or are we just so you are we just so not grateful but so so surprised by how he's going off off book in a sense because he held back a lot in this yeah yeah i think intentionally too they uh there were scenes where they uh, the director uh intentionally confused him saying like we're gonna run it this way whereas we're actually planning to run it this way and the frustration and confusion is actually what we end up seeing and then yeah. after the fact i've gotten my notes was, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he the director would tell carrie remember it's a drama 
play it straight. <laughs> and then he got everyone else and say, remember, it's a comedy. Play it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And just messing with him. That made yeah. sense. Just so that he's the, the odd man out, right? Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. channel that. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey was often frustrated as, oh, I just said this. Gondra said, yeah, so uh, this is go as big as you want. This is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and to Jim, I'd say this is a drama, not a comedy. Keep it small. Um, Jim Carrey and the other actors struggled with fully understanding the memory scenes in the story. Uh, Jim well, said, did. it was a challenge to know where you were in the script. Several times we were going through a dream memory. I would ask Michelle, is this lucid or is this the way it was? Uh, there's a lot of handheld shaky cam and blue color grading everywhere. I really like the cinematography in this film overall. Yeah, me I think too. it's really well done. And I think everybody remembered the, the dream sequences. I think the stuff in the real world is amazing. Yeah, but I mean, to start with, you don't know whether you're in the dream sequence yourself or whether you're in, nope. the, in the real world. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, whoa. And then all of a sudden that all sort of caves in somehow. Yeah. I also think the score in this film is fantastic. At the start, <laughs> I was getting a little Miss Sunshine vibes. It didn't stay there. Yeah. It went other places, which I guess I was glad about. But I was like, oh, I like this. This is going to be a companion throughout the movie. Mm. Yeah. It held it together. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that uh, Joel's car has been hit. It's got a big dent in the door. And he leaves this car a big thank you note. They're going to be confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, random thoughts for Valentine's Day 2004. Today's a holiday invented by greeting card companies to make people feel like crap. <laughs> what do you think? Are you people, are, we, are you big Valentine's Day people? No. Definitely not. Okay, so I'm militantly non-Valentine's Day. And I am wondering now. I am wondering. I'm going, because I've been very quick to go, I don't do Valentine's Day. Yeah. If I'm in a relationship, I'm very quick to go, don't do it. Yeah. I just don't do it. Okay. It's amateur hour. Yeah. Right? And I'm wondering... It's okay for me to have a priority and for me to have an ideology. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean that I need to impose that ideology on someone who might just want, I just want someone to take me out for Valentine's Day. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I can have my whole curmudgeonly, I don't do Valentine's Day. It's va- And I do believe these things. I do believe it's amateur. You know, you, you know how you get around that, Ian, what I've done. And again, just to just to like almost be the contrarian is you take them, you do something the day before and the day after small again, keep it small, but like uh, the whole card greeting card. Oh, it's Valentine's day thing. If you're going to skip all of that and do just like a little note, that's what I've to have done. And the wife seems to like it. Your little wife, note in- your wife is playing you so hard. <laughs> she has she, managed, she also she has it. managed to convince you to give her two Valentine's. Day. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. It's no, not a card. No, because because a- yours is dependent on the day of the year. It's still the 13th and the 15th. It's no different than doing it on the 14th. It's just your own private one. <laughs> it, in a way, but it's, it's the same. It's the same concept of uh, like Christmas or whatever. If you don't. My family is always traveling and always doing, and we can never get up for Christmas. So if we do Christmas like two weeks before and we're like, here's the gifts we got you for Christmas, it's not any less special. And it's the same That's idea true. with this where it's where the where a romantic partners like, I just want to be known. Like, I want you to remind me that, you know, you kind of care about me kind of a thing. So like, if you come home with a, a stack of Legos that you're both going to build anyways on like March or something, that's the same thing as doing it the day before the day after with like a sticky note is that, my, is my logic. My theory. That's the challenge you got to live up to. Hopefully it's only amateur hour. If you're actually doing stuff out of the points during the year. 
to earn points or well, not not to earn points but to go i don't need a special day because look at all the great things i do throughout the year now that actually depends on you doing great things throughout the year yeah, yeah or sure, in other yeah. or in other avenues like you're saying yeah as opposed to the people who just do it the one time a year so this is i'll get my point which for those people i guess it works yeah but no difference to an anniversary or something like that but uh it's like adding the stress you know it's like when you go home yeah. and you have the whole family and they hate whatever's going on during christmas it's like all you associate with that time of the year just stress and bickering yeah. and fighting but if you you take a lot of that stress off by going outside of that you know don't do shopping on the 24th kind of a thing it's just a it's a better experience all around my humble opinion but valentine's day is like comparison shopping the number of wives probably go home and go because someone said sent their wife flowers at the office do you know but susan got flowers delivered <laughs> well, you shouldn't be married to so 13 years and you've never sent me flowers <laughs> <laughs> if that's who you're married to maybe you should uh not be married to that person <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. On, this isn't miss this isn't the compare competing with the joneses or send her divorce that. papers i set you something yeah. this year <laughs> i like your married wife voice <laughs> i think I'm, you know, it's, it's really weird i remember this joke it's just a strange joke to make but uh jay leno back in the day yeah who was an american talk show host yeah, and he had a, uh, a band leader named kevin eubanks and he had this thing was like he was like making this comparison like this couple that had like well the guys had an affair <laughs> and he's like uh do me a favor. I'm going to do a thing. But pretend you're like the husband. Ask me for ask me for the ketchup. You know, the ketchup. Goes, uh, Why don't you ask your whore for the ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> just kept going back to it. I've always remembered that voice. <laughs> I like it. It's funny. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Uh, where are we at here? Um, so Joel skips work. We, don't, we, never, we never do find out what he does. No, we don't, do we? And he takes a train out to Montauk, and he tells us he doesn't know why. He's not impulsive. And pages are ripped out of his notebook, and he doesn't remember doing that. It's his first diary entry in two weeks? Two years. Two years. That sounds more likely. At which point you'd go, look, for some reason I was doing my diary every day. Because they would have to be. And then I took two years off? Weird. Yeah, it is a bit weird. A girl in orange. It's a nice little uh, Easter egg, though, isn't it? It is. It is. There's a lot of stuff they do that pays off. A girl in a very bright orange hoodie approaches, and Joel ponders if he should meet somebody new. This is impossible, though, given that he can't make eye contact with a woman he doesn't know. And I'm like, man, Charlie Kaufman's writing for my life. (laughs) Um, He goes, maybe I should get back together with Naomi. She was nice. She loved me. And during this time, he's outside this beautiful house. We never met Naomi, though, did we? No, we don't. Mm. One little back shot of like the back of her. She's walking away kind of a thing on the beach. That's it. I've got a, uh, I've got a little Easter egg of my own about Naomi later. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, you got my mind going now. There we are. Uh, at a cafe, Hoodie Girl's making her coffee Irish. <laughs> and she also makes eye contact with Joel, who laments that he falls in love with every girl who shows him the least bit of attention. Uh, the orange hoodie that makes her stand... Uh, Oh, the orange hoodie makes this girl stand out from Joel and his blue and black hoodie combo. And they play a game of wave and wave back throughout a couple scenes. And she finally says hi and moves over. And we meet my darling, Clementine. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling, Clementine. I don't know if you get up that Jokes, Liam. No jokes, Liam. Stop with the jokes, Liam. Uh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I love Kate Winslet. Second appearance on the pod. Titanic. Yep. 
Yeah, it's, you've been lucky. It's been big hitters so far. <laughs> Normally, I go. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not like it's like there's like little nuanced role, and you're like, "What was that?" It's like, oh, two of the biggest movies ever made. Yeah, all right, the ones they're known for. Uh, despite the fact that Charlie Kaufman's script and Michael Gondry's visual concepts were closely followed, the cast members were allowed many chances to improvise. Much of a dialogue between Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet resulted from uh, rehearsals that they videotaped. Um, earlier in the process, uh, during which the two became close by sharing stories of real life heartbreaks and their relationships. Mm. So that's good. You can sort of pull on stuff that you know, which I think, for for, for my money's worth, for stuff I've had to do or I've had to act, act, I've gone to personal places for that. Yeah, of course, because yeah. that makes it more real, doesn't it? I remember I was acting opposite Ellie at one point, and uh, it was in Oklahoma. And there's a bit where I'm playing Judd Fryer, right? So I'm, mm. I'm, I'm the big lumbering, uh, kind of simple guy who gets sort of used. Yep. And then he goes into this dance that he's supposed to be taking this girl to. And she's up with the, the good-looking guy. And so I went to some some real places to kind of go, how does that look? How, how does that, what does that look like? Because mm. so, I, I have no dialogue. I'm, which is a shame because I like dialogue. Dialogue gives me a chance to kind of frame things or use space or use movement as I speak. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, all I have is the ability to react. What does that look like? So I went to some places. And I told her at the after party, uh, a few people, we were just having discussions about what we sort of, did and she's like i'm really sorry i had to go to that place and i'm like no you didn't tell me to go to that. i just went there because i wanted that to be an authentic moment yeah the feel of it so I, I totally get this side of it uh can i just say her american accent i think is fantastic yeah i didn't see it i never place. noticed it yeah, no, yeah I, I thought it was brilliant yeah yeah she's spot on <laughs> i even forgot she was english yeah exactly <laughs> kate winslet mentioned to empire magazine this is her own favorite performance oh yep uh, she thinks she knows Joel and asks if he ever shops at Barnes and Noble. Now I thought this was a joke at first. I know what Barnes and Noble is because <laughs> Barnes and Noble are like these behemoth bookstores. Yeah, like saying it's Barnes and Noble is like. Do you ever go to Walmart? It's like pretty close to saying well, that. Well, I didn't know what Barnes and Noble was until I received a rec- Sorry, go on. Yeah, if you don't, if you, if you don't, re- if you don't read books, like I don't, I don't necessarily. I would say there is usually a type at Barnes and Noble, if that is fair to in say. In the early two thousands, not- though, I think these giant bookstores were almost a cultural place to be. Really, I mean, I I think so. I, yeah, because we had a series to- of them called Chapters in Canada, and they mm-hmm. were like, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a certain type, but if you were, <sighs> it's a pre-internet era, so it's 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 where the information was. And that's uh, hipster things weren't really a thing yet. Uh, if I if I could even stretch to say that, no, no, where we weren't doing things to be culturally, you know, different or weird. This manic pixie weirdo um, dream girl, uh, girl, dream girl. <laughs> yeah, that she's that she is. I think is more of the authentic um, repre- uh, example of it. And and that is again, I would I would imagine or I would predict that she would be the type in that, and he would be the type in in a Barnes and Noble at that time. Whereas like you said, post internet, I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, the, the age I was, so this is what they say. 2004. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm like 25. I'm 24. And like, for me, I remember bookstores being massive. And so usually and I lived in Phoenix for a year in 2000 and the yep. Barnes and Noble was a big sort of hangout spot. Uh, probably it's the birth. It's the pre-birth of hipster culture. Like, cause like at least the ones I was familiar with, they all had like Starbucks or second cups or coffee shops like built in the side of them. Mm-hmm. And it was just a place right. to kind of be where the books were and hang out. Because like I said, 
internet was not really a th- like on phones was not a thing no so this was the closest place to here's the newest ideas whether it was fiction or non-fiction or like we're talking like 12 stacks of magazines like magazine culture was was at its zenith wow and in about four years it's all going to be gone yeah because you know free yeah true. why would i pay when i could have free mm. When was the last time you paid for an article online where there was a newspaper or anything like that? I don't think I've ever paid for an article online. No. 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 I have I just scroll or find alternate ways of getting to that same article. But I didn't know The Way Back Machine, kids. The Way Back Machine. But I didn't know Barnes and Noble was a bookshop. I'm trying to think what the example imagine like mass, massive waterstones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm I, trying to think if I've been to one. You know how I'm into my records. You may have figured this out yes <laughs> that's where i know you i shop you at retro i shop at retro records and toys for all your retro needs yeah i, I mean you should go into it for yourself i think liam <laughs> I think what if you went in and saw yourself behind the counter selling people records how weird would that, that would be, be weird jeez <laughs> what color hair i'd have then <laughs> well you actually have chosen for all the above today well yeah i thought you I do kind of look like bozo the clown <laughs> I was actually trying to represent her. You've got green, you've got blue, you've got like an orangey That's brown, orange, you've red. got red, yeah, agent orange, purple, yeah, and yeah. Uh, pink. Yeah. You look handsome, you look smart. <laughs> How I love your head of many colors. <laughs> but, Someone was saying something, it wasn't me. But my, my introduction to Barnes & Noble was through records, because they do limited edition colored vinyls and stuff. Okay. And that's how I got. Yeah, like I remember, I, I remember I, going there, looked them up, and go where? Who, where is this Barnes and Noble? I remember going there looking for British music magazines. That, that's that's where I went to get the NME and Melody Maker and yeah, Q yeah. and things like that. Yeah, because it was a scene that we couldn't follow from this side of the Atlantic that easily. Oh, sorry, no. well, that would have been Canada at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that easily, but yet this was the place where the information was. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Cool. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> for all your bookshop needs. For all your, your Barnes. <laughs> And nobleness. And noble needs. <laughs> <laughs> Farm equipment and uh, and deeds of nobility. That's what they sell there. It's more of an agrarian culture. Yeah. Uh, she says, Joe might recognize, not recognize her because her hair changes a lot. Um, I said, just the opposite. What am I talking about? Oh, yeah. Because you think if someone's hair changed a lot. Like, okay, the minute you become the guy with the bright blue hair, Liam. Yeah. Well, if you got bright pink hair of a next, it's not like, oh, you might not recognize me. Usually my hair is blue, not pink. No. It's like, no, no, you're the guy with the weird colored hair. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you look like someone else, but he had blue hair, so it can't be you. I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's trying to withdraw, and she's all in 30 seconds in. So they, they're not really... Don't get me wrong; they're not they're not crude, one dimensional uh, characters, but they do have kind of one main driving characteristic. Yeah, she's That's impulsive. Yeah. She's impulsive. He's scared. Yeah, That's their characters in everything, in most things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, notes on the cinematography: the shoot was challenging for the cinematographer Ellen Krauss due to the difficulty of filming Gondry's vision for the film, who wanted to blend location shoot authenticity with unpredictable flashes of whimsy. <laughs> According to this, he wanted available light used exclusively for the shoot. Uh, Kuras disagreed and worked around this idea by lighting the room rather than the actors and hiding light bulbs around the set to increase light levels. 
Another thing that got in the way was he frequently wanted improvisation. Uh, therefore, there weren't any marks on the floor and very few rehearsals. As a result, the cinematographers didn't know where the actors were going to stand. So two handheld cameras filmed near 360-degree footage at all times, shooting 36,000 feet of film a day. Wow. Gondry called back to the work of French New Wave director Jean-Luc Godard by using wheelchairs as well as sled and chariot dollies rather than traditional rail dollies. While using wheelchairs, the shot was not consistently smooth, but Curas liked the aesthetic of the low-angle wobbly movement. The final film does contain this footage. And he's got a unique system of control on his camera operators with shooting. He gives each one a headset and would speak to them in French while they were rolling and the actors were doing their parts. That way, the director could have a say on the angles no matter where the actors were, which resulted in a large degree of spontaneity since the actors could decide while in character whether to have an entire conversation on a couch or get up and walk to a window. Kate Winslet said she felt this freedom enhanced her performance and they sometimes would do different takes of the same scene completely differently based purely on gut feelings for what the characters might have done. Yeah, if you're Kate Winslet and you're the carefree one, this sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. If you're Jim Carrey, I'm like, really, it behooves me just to stay in one place. Yeah, yeah. Just a thought. But I do really like the camera work in this movie, so there we go. What I found interesting as well, you just mentioned about the light situation. Yep. Later on in the movie, without giving too much away, there's a bit where it's dark... And there's like, you'd think that's like a torch almost on them. There's a lot of flashlight style imagery. But yeah, there's yeah. not there's not a torch on them, but there's a but, spotlight of But sorts. I think there is a spotlighty torch like effect. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Because I was going, how are they doing this? Yeah. Then there's a scene with an actual flashlight. I went, oh, it's just a giant version of that they've been doing all movie long. It's just, yeah. it's just odd. I like it because it's kind of the idea of what are, what are memories. Memories are spotlighting individual moments, but you leave out the edges because you just remember pockets. Don't yeah, you? of course. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hermes and his flipping. <laughs> I mean, come on, deep movies. <laughs> no, that's not it. No, it's not that. But at the same time, how can you ignore it when you're seeing this? There are pieces like this um, that I even have written down when I was rewatching it last night, where it, it's so it's subtle visuals. Where if you're not paying the closest attention, you could yeah, I could see how you miss it. But anytime you notice it, it keeps it in that sci-fi realm, but also in that beautiful, just not realistic, but yeah, it's like, how is it anything other than that? How is that not intentional? How is that not anything other than a focus on memory? I, mm. I love that. I love that. Icelandic editor, Valdis Oscar, Valdis Oscar's daughter, edited the film, and she reportedly, so that's interesting, a female direct, uh, editor and a female director of photography. Nice. Just saying, yeah. Um, maybe that's what gave the warmer feeling to it. Maybe. She also reportedly conflicted with Gondry during the editing. Uh, Coffin was also very involved in the editing of the film. Yeah. Uh, it was a long process as there was no requirement to rush it. There were very few test screens of films which elicited positive reactions. I'll say this. Editing is really important to this film. Oh, no, that's <laughs> LA Night. It is important. It is. Yeah. <laughs> How many um, notes I have? I put them down and it triggered one of the bads. That's funny. <laughs> Um, we go back to the train, and they're talking, and she's trying to say, you know, my, my, I'll make fun of my name, and he goes, what are you talking about? She goes, you know, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine, come on, Huckleberry Hound? And uh, I couldn't have told you this was Huckleberry Hound. I could have. But you did, because you sang it in, in the voice. Yeah. So there <laughs> we go. Um, but, yeah, it did seem, but, but I, I knew the song. So, yeah, yeah you're yeah, like, yeah, how yeah, do yeah. you not know the song? Yeah. And he's like, nope, don't know it. Uh, he says her name's about clemency, and she says that she's a vindictive bitch. <laughs> and then yells at him when he says she seems nice. 
He ends the conversation and she punches him in the arm and says, take care of that. The punch was not staged or planned. <laughs> Gary's response is genuine surprise. That's funny. Uh, say like son of a bitch, like Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Initially during the train scene, the music was supposed to fill up the space between their conversation. But Charlie Kaufman saw some stuff and said, do the opposite. Put the music when they talk and have the gaps when they don't. And what this does actually is it makes it seem like tense. Well, I think I, I don't know. I think the conversation between them is almost like scoring then. Yeah. So it's beautiful music they make together. Mm. Well, and when, when they're not conversing, it's silent. Yeah. I also enjoy what your brain does. Pardon me? Also what your brain does, you know, when you're talking and it's flowing and it's flowing, but then if there is that silence in between, mm. yeah, it's, it's deafening. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. What do you think about that, Liam? Think about what? Well, the idea about music and as people talk. Um, There's a mistake. <laughs> oh no, I put my sheets down again. <laughs> of course you do. Of no. course. Yeah, no, but it's no. I. It was different. Um, it, it stood out where before because I've I've been to things recently where music has played a big part of when I've seen somebody live and they're trying to talk about their life. Um, Music has been the interlude to keep things moving along. By not having music when they're not talking makes you more focused. Because you're like, okay, what's going on here? What's, yeah. what's happening? I've got, it can build intimacy. So for instance, uh, I, I hosted a quiz last night. And um, just when people were walking in, it felt really kind of like, oh, it's, it just feels kind of awkward. We're all just sitting here and you hear. So I just put some music on. But it's amazing what that does in just letting people relax a little bit. Yeah, it does, yeah. And they're laughing more and yada, yada, yada. Or, you know, I grew up in the church. And uh, when when people would do uh, certain ministers, when they would do their message, and as they were wrapping up, they would invite a keyboard to stop to play some nice chords behind them. And it actually creates a sense of intimacy as they're trying to get towards whatever their end point mm-hmm. is. And however they want people to respond. And I think music lends itself towards that. So to do it to sort of enhance the dialogue rather than just to fill the space between the dialogue. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a question. This initial thing where she punches him in the arm and kind of gets like angry with him out of like for no reason. Yeah. I got my notes. There's too many red flags for anybody else. Yeah, I, absolutely. I am not. I am not hitting up Clementine for anything after this conversation. No, absolutely. but he said his first thing he does is fall in love with people too quickly. Yeah, but I mean, like he literally basically goes, "I was writing in my diary, so I'm going to go back to that now." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, he's not really writing his diary though. He's drawing, isn't he? He's yeah, yeah." <laughs> Both, yeah. Uh, at which point that he sees her outside, and I didn't know how he got to this part. He offers her a ride. I could have used with one more bit of internal monologue. Yeah, where he goes, "Why do I always push the? Why, why do I always do that? I love them, or I push them away." And then all of a sudden, the, he sees her. Now it's an opportunity he's got to reseize. Yeah, I needed something. Yeah. I think to justify this because it feels like he just writes her off. Nothing felt organic, though. Did it? Nothing felt to me like. It flowed. It was quite disjointed. I think it's their way of trying to make her seem impulsive is by doing this disjointed thing. Oh, okay. I think. Because I made me concentrate a lot more. Because I'm like, okay, what's going on now? But she invites him in. Uh, well, he calls, she, she calls him a stalker. And uh, I like Charlie Kaufman's writing, so I don't want to bust on it too much here. 
Um, and it's, and it's, and it's a great, cause it's a smash cut. Like, it's not like he just, he gets in the car and it's like, Oh, hi, it's right to, so, so you're stalking me. And I'm like, okay, I'm right in the middle of it. And he goes, you came and found me. And okay. Great. She's being playful though. She's, she's, she's being, not- she's being playful and he's being a bit playful too. And then she invites him in for a drink and he says, sees that she's got potatoes dressed up. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Which is cute. I guess she is so trying to seduce him with everything she's got. Everything. Mm. and he's not he's not having it really meeting her halfway on any of it no um you know she's the hardest part isn't he meeting her and then getting back to her place he's in the apartment and (laughs) it's her invitation yes he's done the hardest part which is important make sure you're invited but like he doesn't try to angle to get up there she invites him yes and she even gives him the alcohol and says hey just enough to make us you know yeah, make some bad decisions while I seduce you, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty much, I don't know, a positive. De- if he's interested in her at all, this is a very good thing. It is, yeah. Um, so uh, she tells him that she's going to marry him. Yeah, that's alarm bells. <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, like, if you did this now, I mean, we might have a discussion if his character's got like some sort of mental health issue. Yeah, because bi- bipolarism is totally on the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I, I, th- I think it is. Yeah, because she's all feast or famine. It's almost manic on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she's making every move in the relationship. She even holds his hand. It's a lovely moment. She's mm-hmm. like holding his hand, and then he's like, "I gotta, I gotta get up early." <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Dude. I gotta leave from my house. I'm like, dude. Come on. Leave an hour earlier. Yeah. It looks like you're in New York. Last I checked, the trains run. <laughs> oh, she holds his hand, gives her his number, or gives him her number, and she says, and then she goes, and she goes, "Hey, wish me a happy Valentine's Day when you call." And I, I, I get it in the sense of if you woke up thinking you were going to be alone, and if that meant something to you, to finish it by having someone go home and say, "Hey, happy Valentine's Day," that's a nice moment. Yeah. And he gets home, and he calls her, and she just responds of, "What took you so long?" And he smiles, and it, 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 it's a really lovely moment. Yeah. It's now getting dark in my place. I'll have the lights off trying to manage the heat. It, I'm going to turn the lights on, and oh, okay. we'll see if it blasts. Oh, that's very bright. I'm going to let you talk for a minute while I adjust the camera for him. <laughs> okay, cool. It is, it is bright. <laughs> You're just yellow. A nuclear explosion <laughs> just happened on the camera. <laughs> on, the, on the idea of that, though, um, Liam, uh, yeah. did you get that? Because I wrote it down in my notes. Clementine is, and I capitalized it a lot right out of the gate. Personally, she is, yeah, yeah, a lot of red flags for me. I personally wouldn't be a fan. But of course, yeah, Joel needs that a little bit because he's too introverted. Yeah, but then is. they get to that first date and very next sentence I have is like, it, it starts to get a little cute. You know, it, it it's almost as like they've been there before. And it's like, and then when he calls, yeah, when he calls, it's, it's kind of cute. It's like they first have to push themselves to get into that situation where most people would take, you know, a little while to meet up, see each other and have those yeah. conversations. They, they did it all in one, one day. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, for her personality type, that makes sense where she's just all in right away or she's all out right away. Yeah. Kind of a thing. It just, I don't know. Did, did it, did it feel real to you? Cause to me it was like, wow, well, that's a lot. It and then, boom. Yeah, it didn't feel real. Now, on hindsight, though, it feels easy, but because it is sort of shorthand on some level. 
because this because is a, it is natural. This, is, this, or, this isn't meeting number one. Right, right. Again, you don't so, notice yeah, that. No, we don't know. Hindsight, but for yes. the characters, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, though they're they think they're experiencing it for the first time. They're not. So does that yes. reduce your inhibitions on a subliminal level? Oh, and does okay. that explain yes. why? You, oh. yes. Have yes. you ever connected with someone and you've gone? I've done it and gone. This feels really easy. Yes, I've known you forever, kind of thing. Yeah, maybe not as cliche as that, but yes. <laughs> no, but but, I have, I have but, 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 but but the idea where you kind of go, it's usually supposed to feel more awkward or feel more of a working out process. But this has felt really easy every step of the way. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what they're sort of experience. Well, except for the fact they're like fighting and like not compatible. It feels like. Because they but, also have that part of it, though. Because they have that part. Because those things that, that are that are the reasons why they're incompatible. Yeah, they're also yeah. still there on an implicit level as well. But how much of those do you overlook because you're blinded by the positive side? Exactly. Uh, what he even says about well, I won't jump ahead. I, won't I mean, this ahead. is this is a heck of a conversation about relationships and your viewpoint on what makes a successful relationship or not a successful relationship. That honeymoon stage. Honeymoon everything. stage. Yeah, also or, or, or or how do you view your exes? Yeah, yeah. There, there was a there was a, a comfortableness with them that you maybe again again we didn't know that was their not their first meeting, but maybe because subliminally they they knew they felt something before or knew something. Maybe that's why they were so quick at. Getting yeah. where they were. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't thought of it until you guys just brought it but up. But also, I mean, if, 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 you <laughs> like, think, if you think of his criticisms of her and what she does to get people to like her, yeah, it's still consistent. She's using physicality. Now, not to the degree that he'll charge her with later, but she uses physical closeness and intimacy as a way to try and make that connection happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's very interesting. Um, I'm learning a lot about myself here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i'll tell you what the what took you so long it, it makes me smile made me smile i'm yeah. like that's that's a bit of that's a bit of magic there i'm glad he did uh they go out to a frozen lake uh from her request clementine wipes out on the ice and swears a bit and she's a bit crass she's a bit which she, which, which makes her a fully fledged human which is gonna be important for later she's not just a manic pixie dream girl I didn't know if I was a proper fool. I didn't know whether that happened in. Real I don't think life. so. I think no, that's scripted. That was scripted, was it? Yeah. Well, it show, shows up in like three different segments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is their two characters. He sees the, so the ice is the perfect metaphor. Mm-hmm. He sees the the imminent danger at all times. Yep. She sees the adventure in the moment. I see a lot of me here. <laughs> you think you're Kate Winslet is what you're saying? I see a yeah. little lot of Kate Winslet over here. Um, yeah, and they are very much playing against type. She's playing the part that he would usually do, and he's playing the part that she would usually That's do. That's why that felt a bit weird. I love it. Yeah. Or perfect. I love it. Or perfect. Yeah, yeah, I did. When I thought that, I thought, oh, this is, this is different. It's kind of interesting because you give Jim Carrey, the actor, a romantic lead who should be mirroring everything we want him to be. Yeah. And we're like, oh, it just feels a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also just for the record, two non-Americans pretending to be American. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. Hey, she did well. So did he? Yeah, yeah. His American yeah. accent was pretty spot on. <laughs> so yours. That's what you said about mine when I walked in, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy with the perfect American accent? How dare you come in here trying to upstage me? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He gave me no lines. <laughs> hey, we got a guy with a perfect American accent. Should we give him lines? Nah. nah. But I'll tell you what, me and you made some good old. Lines in the show Th- for you. Thank God you and I were ad libbing with each other because <laughs> no one else was. No, they were. Oh, really. I was just, I was just getting yelled at. Interact with people. I'm like, 
I don't know if you know how interaction works. Someone's got to come over. We even gave you a name. Yep. Goober. Goober. I still Um, think Goober would have been part of the T-Birds the following year. I think he would have. Yeah, easy. Um, They lie down on the ice and they hold for a while because they're going to shoot the movie poster. (laughs) And Joel, and he says, show me the constellations, Joel. And he makes a bunch of them up. Did he say he didn't know any or something? He says he doesn't know any. And then she goes, no, go ahead. And he goes, I want, now there's two ways you could read this. Because this is, yeah, this is in the future timeline. No. So is the future timeline, is it that he's forgotten the constellations because they had this moment before? Uh, and it's linked to her, so it's uh, been erased, like the oh. song Clementine's been erased? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is he just being cute? I'm confused now. Now you've mentioned that. It be, it, it's probably both. No, yeah. actually. <laughs> For the sake of the film, anyway. I think most people would know a star constellation at some point in their life, wouldn't they? You haven't got to be an astrologer to know. I could point out Orion's belt. The Big or, Dipper of a Little Dipper, Orion. Yeah. I'm getting a little yeah. bit weak now, but yeah, I could do Cassiopeia. Most of it. Cassiopeia. Yeah. yeah. Scorpio. Yeah, Leo. Nice one. <laughs> Leo. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I mean, it's not the Canadian stars. I could show you the maple jug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not um, the true guy. The, way, <laughs> the Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> the Wayne Gretzky. I love it. Is uh, there a big vat of pudding? Is the better question. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, the, the free healthcare. <laughs> oh, that's a low blow to us. Come on. That's why you can't. See, the problem is, you obviously, you guys can't see it where you're from. We can't see it. We're, <laughs> we're the only ones who can see it. <laughs> we see crippling debt everywhere yes. we look. <laughs> that must be hard, though. I I struggle with that. Oh, I tell you what. Like, I didn't have enough money for health insurance the second half of my year in Phoenix. So I had enough for the first half. Yeah. Oh, I was so scared. But that's the I thing. I twisted my it? ankle. I was like, if I've broken it, I'm going to have to go home. And also, if you do, if you have, I don't know, some bad accident or something like that, you're paying that off for the rest of your life, right? If you don't have insurance? Yeah. Or ever. Yeah. Or you just join the military like I did. That's or you're, I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I, See, I don't know if it would fall, if your hospital debt would follow you, if you declare bankruptcy. I don't know how that would work, but. Uh. I think, I think it doesn't. The only one that does in the States is for sure student loan. That's, okay. that's the one. But imagine like, having to choose between like your mortgage and your medical bill. Yeah, a lot of people do. Like, like it's, yeah. it's, it's just literally so foreign. That's nuts. The it? idea that you don't have a right to just be well. Hey, Georgia. <laughs> she can't hear you, but he's just said. Hello. I know she can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would pass the message along. Yes, we are. <laughs> she heard you though. It's hey, it's, it's, it's we want a football on it. Yeah. Um. What do we got next? As opposed to where are we at now? What do we got next? <laughs> <laughs> Um, she she falls asleep in his car and he wakes her up and it's so gentle yeah it's so caring i'm like this isn't date one no i mean that's that's why i felt so disjointed didn't it yeah Mm -hmm. and then she asks hey can i sleep at your place and now he smiles he's like oh i get what this means yeah i meant the same thing i meant last night buddy yeah come on (laughs) she's gonna get my toothbrush and there's a knock at the window and we meet frodo baggins (laughs) i did not like him He's on the way to Mordor, and he stopped over for a bit. He did, didn't he? Mm. Uh, we don't yeah. get a name yet. He's just Frodo. Yeah, Frodo. <laughs> and he asks Joel what he's doing here. Hey, what and, are you doing here? And he didn't think about saying, I'm taking the one ring. Do you want to ride? <laughs> <laughs> There's mutual confusion, because obviously uh, Elijah Wood's character doesn't know why uh, Joel's here. 
And Joel doesn't have a clue who this guy is. And why no, ask me a question. Yeah. And then uh, Elijah Wood leaves, and we and we fade out. Nice fade to black. And then we cut, and it's the opening credits. Like we're like like eighteen, nineteen minutes into the movie. That confused mm-hmm. the hell out of me. I was and, like, "What just happened?" And now he's weeping. Yeah, but he's in the same car. Yeah, and we're like, "Wait, what?" And it's very four eighty p. Like the uh, the it's it's blurryish kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not it's not crisp. And he throws a cassette tape out of the car because he doesn't like the song. <laughs> and I have to ask yeah, you here in this in this moment of uh, compared to Matt Damon, call back a little bit. How, how are you feeling about Jim Carrey's crime versus Matt Damon's crime? It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. It's difficult, Hermes, and I'm going to cop out a little bit on this one. I'm going to uh-huh. cop out because we cut to him crying. As opposed to, to it, yeah. as opposed to, mm. you've got to get to crying in the scene. Yeah, and sure. That 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 that's a begrudging. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I I would cut out the beginning, even if you cut out the buildup of Matt Damon's. You take Matt Damon's crying where he's hiding behind Robin Williams' but, shoulder. But, and, but what's the purpose of the crying? The purpose of Matt Damon's crying is to is to create that is to create that. that embrace and then that it's not your fault kind of concept this idea that he's finally letting out the purpose of the, of the crying in, in this movie is to go wait what what what's happened now mm. why are you cry- mm. wait, why are you crying and it's, it's beautiful crying like i said like he does he but it's different heartbreak crying is different from i was abused crying mm. so yes I'll, I'll, I'll take your point this is a be see if it was weird to say this is a much more attractive crying <laughs> mm. Um, okay, and the okay, way it's yeah. sh- okay. and, and, and the way it's shot that he's like eating the camera. It's, he really is. He's right at the camera. Yeah, as opposed to that must be so hard Damon's playing opposite Williams, yeah. who I'm sure is helping in some capacity. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's an impressive feat. And for anybody who says Carrie can't act, uh, I, I would show him the scene. I, th- mm. I think I show him this movie in general. Yeah, very interesting conversation at the end where we talk about is this better than Truman Show? Hmm. I got another. I got another topic or another point that we'll we'll hit on later. There at the same conversation. I, I, I look forward to blowing a big hole in that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't concede that. I don't. I don't secede. No. No. You, you don't no have. Holes. If if, no if, if we've if if we've learned anything from 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 the rig, it's that you have the right to make <laughs> the same point over and over again, and I have the right to continue telling you that you know you're wrong, cheating. You know. Yeah. Let's call it a spade a spade. You have the right to continue cheating. No sure. big deal. Sure. <laughs> Much like this movie would tell me, I don't remember it that way. <laughs> um, so, uh, do you notice the credits? They usually credits just pop and disappear. Yeah, these ones faded, Fade, yeah. like decayed. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's just a cool little thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I didn't notice that and realize. Oh, that did you until Later on, uh, well, like, it was your first watch, though. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I yeah. saw it so, and went, "Oh, nice," because I knew. The sort of uh, and bearing in mind, yeah. I still don't know what's going on here. No, that's what I'm saying. It's your first watch. You yeah, wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought the car door wasn't smashed when he was with Clementine. It shows us later it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people were in a van following Joel and talking about him. Joel has an awkward conversation with a neighbor of a day before Valentine's Day. I generally thought he was going to get kidnapped and you know, like, <laughs> yeah, can be a ransom note or something. I forgot all about this. And we see an envelope called Lacuna in the neighbor's hand. He asks about Clementine, and obviously Joel doesn't want to talk about Clementine. Um, Joel rushes upstairs, opens a package with a dark blue a dark blue hoodie and trousers and with white sort of lining to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it requires that, that uniform, but I guess it does. 
and takes a medication, turns the light out, and passes out. Flip flop. Flippity flop. <laughs> and we meet, I'll tell you who's really good in this, and that's Stan, played by Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Now, thought he was brilliant in this. Does anybody yeah. else, I cannot get this out of my head, right? Mark Ruffalo in this movie, didn't he look like a cross between the guy out of Big Bang Theory? Uh, Leonard Hofstadter. Whatever his name is, I yeah, don't know. The main guy. Right? Yeah, yeah him. He looked like a cross between him and Rick Moranis. Uh, Eugene Levy a bit, too. One there. I would take Eugene Levy. Who's Mark? I don't know. Probably his kid. If you've ever seen Shit's Creek, he's he's not that removed from Dan Levy, who plays his son, well, who is his son and plays yeah, his son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dan, yeah. That was weird. Um, he and pa- he and Patrick go into the house. He was good. And we see Joel laying on the floor. We just see his feet, and uh, we fade to black. And in some other time, Joel wakes up in the same PJs, but is watching a redo of his conversation with the neighbor, Frank. As he brings up Clementine, the light gets turned off off on the neighbor and we're like what Mm. this is Mm -hmm. weird yeah Mm -hmm. joel then talks to friends about trying to win clementine back and they go oh no you don't want to do he says i went down to the flea market i bought her a little necklace or brooch or something yeah and uh they're like oh no 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 and uh he says and i went and saw her at her store and she acted like i didn't know who she was why would she? And we sort of see it from his perspective, and why, and then she sort of swings her chair over and kisses some guy, but they're being masked by computers and stuff. computers and like some maps or something like that you could buy because it was two thousand four. We didn't have maps on our phones everywhere. Nope. And um, so, a the, the the disguise of who the other guy is is really well done. Yeah, very. Um, the second thing is she's a terrible employee. Excuse yeah. me for a moment while I go kiss my boyfriend. I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, I'm not going to help you. No. <laughs> and there's, what she says, and, and, to be fair. And there's like a cue. <laughs> to be fair. There's like a cue. He's not the only one there. No. What, is, right. what yeah. does she say? I'm going to kiss my boyfriend? She says, yeah, I think if you need anything, let me know, please. And then proceeds this, to. This is hot girl privilege is what this is. <laughs> if, she was a, if she was a four out of ten, there's no way you're sitting there waiting for her to make out with her boyfriend. I wouldn't be waiting for anybody. I'm sorry to say, I don't give a crap what it's 10 out of 10 for. I don't, uh, excuse me, ma'am. I'm trying to inquire about <laughs> <laughs> this book that you happen to probably have the answer to from Barnes and Noble. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was. Wasn't it? it was a, it was a bookshop, right? It was as Joel <laughs> leaves the bookshop, all the lights turn off behind him. So oh, am I? See, so see now this all. So this me. is all within the dream. So, so everything, is, everything from this point forward is in the dream. And this is the thing he's where remembering. Now, he's rem- everything from here on is a memory until he wakes after up. After the light, right? Yes. Yeah. After he takes the medication. After he takes the medication, on. everything we see is a memory. There is not shown to us any order. And in some of them, he's lucid and is aware he's dreaming. And in some of them, he's not. And this is them deleting bits. This is every. This is the key. The, the sort of the key memories that she's embanked in, they're deleting. Yes. And mm-hmm. Hence but, why the but, lights. but we don't know yet what's occurring. Because I didn't. Because no, we haven't gotten to that. Because no. he's not remembering that part of the movie yet. No, no. Well, it's sort of like when you fall asleep, you don't realize that you're asleep kind of a thing or you don't realize what you're doing. And then until yeah. he does realize that because of the whole, uh, what, what do they say? Like rejection or. 
This is exactly why I said I wasn't do it last time because you started talk. You stopped talking the minute I held the five up. <laughs> I think that was a good place to cut, though. That was a good place to cut. I wasn't though, a good place to cut. Yeah. I'm leaving it in. All right, folks. I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but basically, there's thunderstorm warnings where I'm at. So the the, the, the device we record on the, the road, road is fantastic, but it doesn't auto save. No, as we found out from the famous Georgia leg kick of, of 2021. So the summer uh, of 2021. So we're trying to just every half hour i really Stop like it. this de- this development of the show this is we should bring you should bring this back what's doing for our hermes episode that's all <laughs> well you know what is it's perfect for the what we're discussing here we're cutting certain memories oh, that, we're cutting that's, certain that's, parts that's fair. clever yeah. fair uh, <laughs> you, you'll have to bring memento to the table next i guess we, we can do the whole podcast in reverse yes. it's in the chamber, it's in the oh, chamber. how funny would that be oh if we committed to that bit Please join us next week. Please join us next week as we and then work and then we're backwards. Do every sort of chunk. Ian, let me write a script. I'll write. I'll I'll write a script for the episode. I got this. All right, Uh, all right. Bring it. The the challenge is on. That's the first film from the poster we watched. Yes. Yeah. I I I get to teach it this year. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. So one of his friends is played by David Cross. He's the bald guy who's smoking a joint and. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of reminders set the fantasy football lineup. So I'll tell you what, I'll let you go ahead and get your your one league set up, and then I'll uh, find <laughs> two seconds for myself here. Um, Georgia reminder for you as well, <laughs> as you play James DeGuzman. Um, David Cross, uh, who is famous maybe for being most in Arrested Development, um, but he was also in Men in Black. He was the guy who works at the morgue. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. All he wants to do is get high. Uh, he grabs an envelope and Carrie's like, don't do that. And Rob, who's his partner? And Rob goes, I'm an adult and he's not Mama Carrie's kid. And I went, oh, now the character's name is Carrie, technically, if you look it up. Mm-hmm. But the actor's name is Jim Carrey. Yeah. He's not Mama Carrie's kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wondered if the character was named Carrie before this or if they've done this to write themselves out of a slip by that, David Cross. That would have been weird. Wouldn't it? I think he's gone ad libby. And they've rescued might, themselves by naming her. That's a good catch there. I never even considered it. Yeah. That's one of the benefits. If I wasn't typing notes, I probably wouldn't have caught it. Called, picked up and on it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And it's like a, it's a letter off, right? It's yeah. yeah it's C-A-O. Yeah. She, they, they, but, but still like you can name her, you can name her whatever you want. Yeah. Exactly. You can spell it however you want. Like, yeah. why would you put that line in there? You know what I mean? Yeah. I do, it's yeah. just too close. Yeah. Never so, caught it until then. Yeah, we, well, hey, it's what you come to the BFB for, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fantasy football season. You're going to hear a lot more of that button coming up. Broken clock gets right twice a day. And, all right, and that's, why, and that's <laughs> why we invite you on, buddy. <laughs> well played, well played, well played. <laughs> he gives, uh, he, so he gives Joel the envelope. It says Clementine has a jewel erased from her, from her memory. Please never mention the relationship to her again, and the name fades out. Here's why he couldn't do this film any later. Facebook, social media, yep. yeah, like media. the pictures, like we take not even just social media, but the fact that we have digital can we have digital photos of everything, right? So you'd have to hand your phone over, delete that. But then the problem is you've shared that photo, like somewhere, someone would have someone a photo. Would have a photo. We photo. document yeah. everything now. You could not yeah. do this, but it's it's weird. As recently as two thousand four, you could have, yeah. yeah, just bring all the stuff yeah. from your house. That was it. That was this is all my memories I have of this person. Yeah, but the digital f- footprint we have of everybody. You could not do this today. No, that's true. Yeah. You're tagged in this. You're associated with that. Yeah. You've been, yep, yep, yep. Like wow. you, you can't purchase them from until we get to a point where, and I pray it never happens. 
But like I type in Liam, I type in your name and every photo you've ever been hit at for the history of your time on this planet are all f- able to be found you by one database. On wow. You can do that on Google, Ian, actually. As long as he's been tagged. I guess the question is we get to a point where everything is tagged. You can. No, uh, you absolutely can't no, do that. In Google. We can't. Okay. Scary. What I'm trying to say is that we can tag people, but we're not at a point where everybody that you, everything you've ever done has been tagged. Oh, okay. oh, yes, yes, yes. That's yes. the point. Where, but if we ever got to that point, and it was just like, yep, here's everything. Delete. Including, yeah, right now, sitting in your apartment. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's some scary shit. That, that, like crazy. I said, between 2004 and 2008, mm. this movie changes from doable to not doable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm trying yeah. to when I really got into Facebook, 2008, 2010, maybe, but 2010, you're definitely too late. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. MySpace too was yeah during that time frame. <laughs> Americans, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy's name? Who's my friend? What was his name? With a thumbs up. What was that? Um, uh, I couldn't tell er- you. I wasn't er- into MySpace er- and all er- of it. Er- er- everybody's first friend. <laughs> Georgia old school fact check corner. What was the guy's name on MySpace? Who like was your first friend always? Who gave you the thumbs up? That's my question. Georgia was not MySpace. She's way too young. No, she's just doing fact check corner for us, though. We when we oh, first oh, did oh. our very first episode. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, oh, that, was, that mic, was our thing. We, we were going to do. We were, and then we thought we could put up a mic and we'll have, have rotating guests who their voices won't matter, but they can look stuff up for us. What? Tom. 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 My friend Tom. on MySpace. What about Friends Reunited? That, <laughs> that, was, that was Brett Nolley. That was, was totally Brett Nolley. It sounds, like the, it, sounds like, it sounds like a Poundland version of Facebook, Friends Reunited. I don't think I was ever on it, um, but I remember it. I did sign up for MySpace. I didn't see the point. I didn't understand how it worked. What Facebook, was, I signed up and went, I understand the appeal of this. I don't was, know why this What was exists. Napster? What was that? Napster, Napster wasn't that. Napster was, okay, music. you've got music. Oh, I've got, oh. I want the music. What it does is it was almost like a uh, Napster's a platform that connected different people to each other. So you would type in, I want Oasis Wonderwall. Yep. And it would search its database for anybody who had Oasis Wonderwall available to download. So then what it would do is it would be the middleman and it would connect you, your computer, to my computer. And you would then download Wonderwall from my computer to yours. Oh. So I've still got a co- it's just making a copy, right? So yeah. so it's called digital file sharing. That's how we got that's how they got away with it. They said we're not Legal. stealing, <laughs> we're sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. And I uh, think it shut down though, didn't it? Eventually. Oh, of course, cuz it's 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 mm-hmm. definitely like uh, it's really hard to penalize although Metallica tried. It's really hard to penalize individuals uh because it's a PR nightmare. Mil- uh, well, didn't it come down millionaires to millionaires sue 12-year-olds or yeah, t- yeah, 12-year-olds yeah. To, it was not, not a good look. Yeah. You were saying? I think it came down to technology, uh, how, and that's what changed it. I mean, Apple is notorious for it now. Even between screen and screen, when I was trying to go through uh, Eternal Sunshine on the computer I'm at right now versus my phone or the TV that I have it signed up to, it doesn't want to play the visuals because of the, the that was, uh, Napster was a big portion yeah. of that like embedded technology lock portion where it's like if it's copywritten, it's copywritten to screens or it's copywritten to devices or it's copywritten to an IP or whatever. And mine, because I have so many VPNs and stuff, it doesn't recognize this computer. So mm. Napster, like everybody at that time, it was the Wild West. So Napster held up their hands and went. Because back in the day, it was all analog. It was tapes. Yep. So the yep. best you could do for piracy was, okay, I'll get one of those double cassette disc tape things. <laughs> and you all figured out if you put like a piece of tape over one over of the, the holes, yeah. you could record a tape from one to the other. But that's tape. file sharing in the old days, right? Uh, yeah. I'll make you a copy <laughs> or I'll tape it off the radio. Yep. <laughs> and so well, people still people still bought blank tapes in the in the millions. I'll make you a mixtape. 
Yeah. So much so that it was like part of like, like the courting exercise. I'm making a mixtape. I'm making a mix CD, right? Stuff like yeah. that. And then mix Napster. Mix CD never really took off though, did it? Mixtape did. Well, mix CD did. Well, for me. Um, <laughs> I used to give them out as Christmas cards. Rather than give Christmas cards, I made people like these curated cool, songs. Yeah, yeah these, these sort of, so the, the CD was a Christmas card unto itself. But Napster kind of went, hey, we're just doing a file sharing program. We don't know they're going to do copyright material. And then the people who made like blank CDs were like, hey, we're just making blank CDs. We don't know what they're using them for. <laughs> and I was like, you think, because you bought them in like spindles by the you hundred. Did, you, did. you know what I mean? It's like, what do you, what do you think? I've just got a lot of text documents I need to put somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly why we're selling these. And so basically the music industry went to war with itself and went, how do we rethink how do we rethink um, content now? And that's why the live industry has become so much more expensive because uh, that's yeah. now how artists really make their money. Yeah. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies once had a concert and they put it on a, a DVD that came associated with their CD and said, come on, guys, we're trying to come back free because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to play it all in like their basement or something like that, the whole album. Yeah. And they're like, that's what we're doing. If we have to put these deluxe versions of albums because that's not going to be readily available as easily. So that's this is what we're doing in order to convince you to buy the standard because don't get me wrong. They had it okay because at one point before Napster happens, they're charging like in Canada like twenty three ninety nine for a CD that you really wanted two songs off. of. Yeah, so it becomes so inflated. This almost goes the other way, and then before too long, it was like nine ninety nine a CD or eleven ninety nine a CD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, but anytime there's a new technology breakthrough, everyone goes, "Well, how do we fix this? How do we? How do we?" Because you know, once one person knows the internet era, everybody knows the internet era. Yeah. I remember when they said. I'll soon there'll be like a Napster, but for movies. I was like, never gonna happen. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I can download a movie. Yeah, yeah okay, sure. <laughs> and the cars will fly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, a few years later, it was like, wow, yeah, it's totally, it's totally doable, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. To the point where, yeah, I used to be able to get my students to do like screen caps of things like Netflix. And now you can't do a screen cap of Netflix. Screen caps when you take a picture of what's on your screen. Okay, oh, really? So, so they can show here's a low angle shot, here's a high angle shot, perfect for teaching. Yep. So now they can only do it if it's on YouTube. Really? Yeah, Apple, yeah because if you do it on Apple, yeah, forefront of that, yeah. Yeah, because if you do anything with Netflix or Disney or, or Apple or WWE Network or anything like that, it's just a black screen. I yep. did not know yeah. that. Yeah, if you, if, 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 if you try and do a screen capture, black. Now, if you've got like... That's clever. Is it like OBS or something like that? If you've got like that, you can, you can, do, you yeah, can do that. You can do third party where basically it doesn't register what you're seeing on the screen. It just registers the screen. It knows that it's playing on your primary monitor, but it doesn't know that another piece of software is recording what your primary monitor's got. Uh, exactly. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah. But there's all sorts of stuff. the damn content. Yeah. yeah, there is. There is. But it's just, we're also trying to figure out what the rules are. Yeah. Yep. Well, isn't it that whole thing? Yeah, you know, you you. I think it was in Batman. It was like that. You buy semiotic weapons, they buy fully. You buy, you know, uh, armor piercing rounds, they buy Kevlar protection. Whatever. It's like it's an arms race forever with yep. all of this stuff forever. Um, let's go back to the movie. <laughs> totally tangent. I was hoping. <laughs> it's fun. It wouldn't be a BFE without a crazy tangent somewhere. People tell me they love the tangents more. We like the movies, but we love the tangents, and yeah. we never know where they're going to come from. <laughs> yeah, we had Valentine's Day. I thought it was kind of a small thing, but as far as like piracy, I didn't see not not, not just the ethics, but like just how does it happen? <laughs> and he just goes, "What's Napster?" <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, where are we? That's me, here? folks. Uh, we go to Lacuna. Who are Lacuna? To help promote the movie, there was a fully functional website created, lacunainc.com, which uh, perpeted, which said that it did exactly what the film claims it does. Mm-hmm. The only giveaway was a link to watch Joel's experience of the procedure. And when you clicked the link, it was the movie's website. Ah. Uh. Meet Mary, played by... Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Second appearance in the pod. You got the other one? Uh, I forgot. I was like, oh, have we done... No, we haven't interviewed the vampire. We no, we haven't uh, done that yet. No. Um, Spider-Man? Does whatever a spider can. You might not have been oh, there yeah, with us for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the famous, I think. Kiss upside down. Yeah, was that, was that Jay Salahi and... I went not here for that. Maybe it was one. Ethan I or think- maybe it was... I think it was me. I'm was it you? Sure did, was it was it was, was it was it me? Was it me? You and Jay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Pray for Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for Jay. Yeah, exactly. That's a great episode. <laughs> Jay and I have been in contact. We just we're just not free at the same time. So it's a shame. Oh. Yeah. Release Jay. Sure. It's not because he's not. Sam Raimi. Let Jay go. <laughs> let him go. Um, I'll have to isolate that and send it to him. Uh, she walks Joel to an office where Stan, who we saw earlier, played by Mark Ruffalo, jumps out and scares her. Uh, Michael Gondry told Ruffalo to hide at a different spot for each take. Oh, that's cool. So that he actually would scare her. But he goes, boo. So I'm like, okay. He won't really commit to it, was he? It's also very like, okay, clearly you're into her. It's not very professional. Like, I'm walking down to a medical procedure and someone's jumping out and going, boo. Yeah. Uh, again, I've got questions about him later. Okay. We meet Dr. Mearswack. Mearswack? We'll call him Howard for most of it. Played by Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. I love Tom Wilkinson and all things. Very, another British guy yep. who, you know, full Monty. Nailed, nailed the American accent. Yeah. Full Monty. Good shout. Yeah. We've actually done one with him in it. I couldn't remember him being in it. Oof. I even Googled it. And afterwards I went, is he really in this? Cool. It was uh, <laughs> uh, Hermes will be right back. <laughs> um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh yeah, I think it was yeah, one of those yeah. things where all the concierge just come to cover, or it was one of the ones where you know, it was like three levels to, before you got into the movie. Yeah, I think it was something like that. I think it was just him being like, "I want to be in a movie by uh, Wes Anderson." It just seems a bit odd that he would be in this movie. Is it Wes Anderson? I think it's Wes Anderson. He's Wes Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Wes Anderson. Um, Although I didn't mind Grand Budapest, it's okay. Uh, he Stylistically, tells, I thought it was okay. It looks beautiful. They always yeah. look beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells Joel he shouldn't have seen the card. And I'm like, this is a pretty big crack in the system. Yeah, absolutely. But, okay, it only works if no one tells you. what. No one's ever in the history of your program told someone about this. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Uh, like, what happens if it's like your sister's still friends with them or something like yeah, that? Something, like, this whole thing just falls just, apart. It does, yeah. Like, it's a fun little exercise for a movie. Yeah. Uh, Joe can't handle the process. Uh, he tries to go home and ignore it, but he returns to the lacuna, barges in, says he wants the process for himself. And they say, okay, go home and get everything linked to her and bring it in. And we see a montage. He's ripping pages out of the journal. So we go, ah. Ah. Uh, photos of the potatoes and you can tell here the lighting's different this is where you get our first sort of torch flashlight yeah weird thing thing. uh he explains the erasing will happen in your own home so you won't even know what happens and joel collects all his stuff he's called in by dr dr howard howard as mary tells a woman she can't have the procedure three times in one month which is a bit of a tip-off i think yeah yeah and then Howard comes in, and as he says, I'll come see you now, he puts his hand on Mary's shoulder. So here's my question for you. At what point did you suss there was something going on with these two? Was it when it actually happens? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was too, I was too confused by everything else. Okay. So I didn't really, I wasn't really taking it in. 
their relationship, I mean. Um, but the other bit I didn't see coming. Uh, we go to the origin story, and uh, we find out that uh, Joel went to uh, the beach without Naomi, and he met Clementine. And uh, someone drops something in the office, because he's telling this to uh, the doctor, and we're not told who. We're not shown who. He's hidden from us. Mm. This other person who's in the procedure is hidden from us. Uh, Joel's putting a brain scan, and they go through a bunch of items that trigger a bunch of memories for him. And it just helps them isolate which part of the brain. It was very Doc, wasn't it, from Back to the Future? Actually, it is very Doc from Back to the Future. (laughs) Ronald Reagan, the actor. (laughs) No. We then cut to Joel being worked on that evening, and we're still not shown who Patrick is. We hear of a name a lot, but we're not shown who he is. Mm. Joel was then watching his scan taking place. He's outside of his body, and then he looks over and the camera pans, and it's him with the thing on his head. Every time this happens... He's running around behind the camera and sitting down, taking his hat off or whatever the thing he needs to do, being shot, doing the other thing. And then as soon as it pulls away, he's running back around so he can do the reaction shot. That's clever. So if it's not like the back of someone's head, then it's clearly a double. Yeah. But if it's panning from one face to the other, there's no computer trickery or a cut. He's just running. That's brilliant. So it's like old school movie magic, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, That's cool. Same thing that happens with me and Hermes. I'm running into a different room where the Hermes feed is set up. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hand and a, and a whiskey glass or a Bloody Mary glass today. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I did pour the whiskey actually now. <laughs> Can I just say this? Although it has broken, it's much nicer than it was. Oh, did you hear that? There is the thunder. So I'm going to automatically here hit stop and save again. Did you hear that, Hermes? So, uh-uh. Say it again uh-huh. so I can get that on the thing. What? Did you hear that? Oh, did you hear that? Oh, Hang on. Did you hear that, Hermes? Brutal. <laughs> Three years of doing this. Well, no, say, you got to give him a script. Because of the thunder. I thought you meant, like. Don't give Ethan the script. We learned that with the end line the other day. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ooh, um, nice. Look at Oh, did it? Yeah. I think there's a very real chance, Hermes, that we're going to be cut Ooh. off at some point. Uh, it made a hell of a noise. Thunderstorms are very unusual in this country. Yeah. And as a result, the power light cuts like. Oh yeah, so easily here. Yeah. So if we do, we will be back. We do apologize. Uh, no we will be back. I have actually I have thunderstorms over here. Yeah. Funny enough, you know what's a uh, what's a uh, really good. I don't know if we're recording or not. If if it is, anybody listening who does podcasts that is you know a saving grace for this auto save function, all that stuff is to get one of those power banks. It plugs into the wall, but it has an external battery that charges while it's plugged in so that if where it's plugged in cuts, the battery, the battery bank takes over. It doesn't give you, you know, 24 hours, but it gives you a good hour, two hours. So if that's the case and you seal the rest of your house, just cut off power, you won't lose your monitors. You won't lose your um, audio bank. You won't lose any of that. Your computer, all of that is plugged into there. That's what I do. And then it, we're, we're good to go there. It's a great way. You didn't get one for yourself or what? I didn't know if you wanted two. That was one. No, no. Oh, okay, cool. Help. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> help. Somebody help. I thought it was the nana. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing the quiz last night, I, uh, I used the road to do all the musical sort of cues. And I had that one set up. I'm like, I need to do a test to make sure the music can be heard yeah. when I play it. So then I said, can you mind if you hear this? And then it was like, blah, not blah, like hold your ears, but it was definitely, definitely loud enough. It was definitely. Oh, so here's the thing. So it was a challenging quiz. I've got some questions I want to ask the two. Yeah, do it. You said earlier. Because a couple that they kind of looked at me like, who would possibly know that? And I'm like, okay, so. Not your target audience. (laughs) So the category is 2023. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Here is the question. Um, 
this Amazon Prime original series wrapped up a five-year run and wasn't joking when the lead character wished its audience thank you and good night. Amazon Prime. Ooh. Thank you and good night. This Amazon Prime original series wasn't joking when it wrapped up a five-season run when its lead character wished the audience thank you and good night. Have I seen this program? Yeah, I'm, I'm like 99% sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. So Amazon... People, people are shouting at the thing here, so yeah. 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 It sounds familiar. <laughs> it's Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, it oh, is. Oh, I never saw that one. Never saw that one. People who, so if you haven't seen it, fair enough. But people who are like, well, like challenging, like, should that really have been a question? I'm like, yes. Yes, it's like, this was a big deal this year. Flissy will be showing me yep. this. Yeah. Um, oh, that was, yeah. Oh, so I have one last one. Oh, Hermes, this one's for you. This one's for you. Although one team did get it right, so for what it's worth. Uh, round called commonalities. So what do these three things have in common? So, for instance, if I said uh, duty, Kanicki, Sunny. They would all be Beauty. Greece. Greece. And you could get more spe- if I said what's the most specific answer you could give me, you might say they were T-Birds. all T Birds or Burger yeah. Burger Palace Boys. Burger Palace Boys, yeah. yeah. Um but but I probably would have accepted Greece. Yeah. yeah. But I would have looked for the most specific impossible. So here we go. Uh Vermouth. Sorry. Yeah, Vermouth, gin or vodka, olive brine. Ma- martini, I mean <laughs> that's a- Specifically, specifically a dirty martini because it's the brine from an olive. Yes. Well, if you said sweet vermouth, it's not technically uh, dry. Um, if you did, uh, I said dirty. I didn't say dry. <laughs> no, no, you said oh. Well, you said vermouth. You didn't say sweet you, or you, dry vermouth. Yeah, you did say vermouth, just vermouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's be, like four different kinds of vermouths. I can't make a. Yeah, he's trying to be more specific. So no, I-, I got what you, I got what you were saying. I got what you were saying, but I'm I'm just I'm splitting hairs here so that is, Ian is, cannot be right here. Is, is there one I'm more? Trying to help I, you I'm, trying to the one, I'm trying to hear the ones from yesterday. I'll do one more. One more. Come on. Tell you what rounds. I can't believe I didn't get Miss Maisel. I love that show. She you know what I started? I need to start Miss Maisel because you guys speak so highly of it. And uh, one that I did start recently that the wife and I are very into now that you have spoken very highly of was Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's oh great. Goodness. Season three is not as good that. as one and two, but it's still really good. Oh, yeah. We're still in one. I think we're in episode six or seven. Boy, it is she even this last though, I watched an episode before I came on here. She said, you know, I'm waiting for this to be funny again because all I am is crying right now. No, you go through movements, yeah, because it tricks you to thinking it's just a comedy and it goes to just some real places. Oh, yeah, that's what I told her. Oh, I highly recommend I it, but it's on Apple TV. So oh, is that okay? yeah, it's really you good. You can though. share mine. I'll I'll give you the uh, little the yeah. info you can there share you not that i would do that because netflix makes it illegal as we <laughs> as we as we started talking about all the ways you get around uh, <laughs> yeah. content loss absolutely uh my last one let's do this really what the commonalities were i'm sure i have another one here that i could use um oh dratty mcdratter i you didn't have your sheet with you that you i just threw them all out earlier in the day yeah yeah oh. So I'm trying to think of, I do Shakespeare, Liam, but I know it's not really your thing. No. Mm. <laughs> what happened on the 11th night? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but not, the 12th night, I bad. know what happened. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, here's one for you, Hermes. one I used last night. If you were in Detroit, Michigan, and traveled directly south, 
Which country do you hit first? Detroit, Michigan. Oof, my geography's not the best. I want to I want to say you're still in I mean you hit the, the lake. Oh, you're still in the US. So which foreign you? country do you hit first? So if I if I just my starting point and I travel south, where do I first enter international land slash airspace, whatever you want to call it? I mean, then the only one you could be is Canada, then, right? Well, you could hit, you could hit Mexico, you could hit Brazil, you could hit. It depends what the first Wait, nation what? is. Cuba, south from I Michigan. You, I said to Michigan, you head south. Oh, south. oh have oh, you confused oh, oh, north oh. and south? Is this just happening? No, 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 no. It's because if you're hitting south, like you could hit the lake, and I was like, is the lake? Canadian um, territory. No, I said it, but it, it, it just, will be land. The answer will gotcha, be land. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Then yes, Mexico. Okay, the answer is Canada. Canada. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> you knew, so much. You knew he was going to say that, though. Because it's kind of Michigan does this thing where it kind of the the it part does. where Detroit is kind of comes up into the east, and Southern Ontario kind of comes down to the west, and so Detroit. Yeah, yeah they're, like they're holding hands. Yeah. And Detroit, you travel south into Windsor. Yeah. It's the strangest uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, I've done the drive. <laughs> Detroit's a scary place to drive. I'll say that much. Well, played, I literally have. Well I literally have driven through V8 mile region. Uh, did not stop. <laughs> just saying. Just in my gut. I'm I like, never trust you. Should have. You should. I was just. I just wanted to qualify the answer. Never trust. You know. There you go. Have another drink. I think can't I've, win for losing. I think I've driven through Compton. Have you? Well, I think because there was a lot of people looked at me and this lady I was with. And the road started to narrow, and I was like, um, "People are looking at us. Turn around, turn around," because <laughs> I looked like I was going to come to a dead end. And they didn't look very savory characters. Maybe you were an enterprise renter car. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll pick you up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, I've got a story, but I don't. I don't think I have time for it. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's just gone. Yeah, all the time. Story. We, all right. we have. Yeah, exactly. I got in a car accident. Four hour mark. Come on. I'm, dri- I'm driving to university for a job interview to be like a uh, to be like a uh, research assistant yep. to one of the profs at school. Actually, it was like, yep, yeah, sounds good. And on my way there, and uh, because it's because there's been constr- there's only two main roads really between North Sudbury and South Sudbury because the, uh, the Canadian Shield it's just rock everywhere. Yep. So I go the other road. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go the other way just because it's been such a pain to get to school lately. And I get to this red light, and we all stop. And the guy behind me, he's a little late on his uh, – oh, the rain's finally come. Yeah, the rain has come. He's a little late on his uh, brakes behind me. And I'm like, a bit, bit worrisome. Yeah. And it just started the rain. And so we get to the next one, and he just crashes into the back of me at the Jesus. red light. And he pushes me into this truck ahead of me. And Ooh. so we end up kind of doing – I was fine. It just sort of rolls up my uh, hood like it's like a, a tinfoil on a yep. spaghetti. Jeez. And uh, the guy comes out, and he starts talking to me about, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, uh, whatever. Can I, can I, can I, he's like, oh, I've been driving for 50 years, never had an accident. And I'm like, now's not the time to tell me how good of a driver you are. No. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, the woman ahead of me, she won't move. The guy behind me, he won't move. I'm forwarding the cops. I said, move. I said, I hear you. They ain't doing it. Um, so he comes and he yells at us. And I said, I'm the guy stuck in the middle. <laughs> like I actually yelled back at him. I went, at what point does it look like I have any control in this situation here? I am the third car in one of those demolition derby trick things you do where you weld three cars together. <laughs> yeah. One of them got to move. If they don't, I, I can't do it. So uh, off we went and I got 
put by this mechanic, and part of my insurance gets me a, a replacement car. Yep. And then this word came across that they're, they're refusing to pick me up because they have no one to come do it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so the mechanic's like, it's okay, I'll give you a lift down. I said, hey, thanks a lot, appreciate it. And I get down there, and I'm just waiting to run the deal with me for the rental car. And I'm like, it's, now it's like four and a half hours. Jeez. I've probably gone through shock, the adrenaline. Now I'm just really tired. Yeah. I'm really, really tired. Mm-hmm. I just want to go home. And I, I, I think I may have messaged my wife and gone, hey, accident happened, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and uh, and so I'm there, and it's Enterprise. I said, Enterprise will pick you up. <laughs> Enterprise will pick you up. And then I get asked at the end of it when I hand back the car later, oh, how, were you satisfied with your thing? I said, no, I wasn't. And they said, you didn't oh, pick me up. Well, I said, you refused. I got in a car accident. I just want this day to be over. You refuse to pick me up, and then I have to sit there and listen to you tell lie to every customer <laughs> about how you'll pick them up, which you won't. And they said, well, can we offer you a free upgrade? I said, you can offer me all the things you want. I will never rent a car with you people. <laughs> so a free upgrade on nothing is still nothing. Yeah. You ain't yeah. get you. Give me a free rental. Maybe we'll talk about, I'm the, why do I need a rental? The whole purpose is I, I need to get my car. And then I have no need to rent a car. Exactly. Because I will have a car. <laughs> the only time I've ever rented a car in my life is when I've been traveling. That's it. Yeah. I rented a van once to move some furniture. Functional. Yeah, I've rented a U-Haul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are we at here? We're oh. in a spotless mind <laughs> tangents, somewhere. Tangents, tangents, tangents. Tangents, tangents, <laughs> You so, love it. Uh, <laughs> I so did. he goes to the show. He meets Clemens. We said that already. Uh, we cut to Joel being went on. So Joel's then watched the scanty place. About that, we get our first real look at Patrick, and it's Elijah Wood and Ruffalo yes. and Elijah Wood. It turns out they improvised a lot of their interactions together. I quite liked their interactions. I thought Mark Ruffalo was a lot better at it than Elijah Wood. No, you don't. Yeah. No. Mm. Here's what happened, Liam. Because you're you're doing the thing you do. Go on. You know. <laughs> It's the deal that you don't like the character, but you're not supposed to like the character. But as a result, you're saying, Ruffalo did a good job, but Elijah Wood, no, he's supposed to be creepy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I'm just... <laughs> You've turned on him because you're supposed to. He's the villain. I, I get that. I have turned on him, yeah. <laughs> little creepy Frodo. Yeah, he is a little creepy Frodo. <laughs> Putting his feet in the way he shouldn't. There he is. Go back and hang on. panties. And go, go, oh, yeah. Go back and hang on, Mr. Sam. Jeez. Why would you even admit that to somebody? Especially somebody you work with. What's weird if, about the whole thing is Mark Ruffalo's character just accepts They laugh about it. He just Eventually, is fine yeah. with this. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a small bit where he's like, well, that's wrong. It's kind of weird. Then, we don't leave Ruffalo. We leave Ruffalo in a very in the middle place. Mm. We don't really make a judgment on him. I make a judgment on him. <laughs> Sorry, the movie tells us not to make a judgment on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, so the last time we saw you, Clementine is the night they broke up. Clementine and Mitch, she sort of kind of wrecked his car. And it turns, oh, out she was, turns out she was driving drunk. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... It's not something you laugh and skip over. You've lost the moral high ground on this one, you Clementine. Have, yeah. She's like, you're an yeah. old man. Nope, just because no. you don't drink drive doesn't make you an old man. No. Makes yeah. you a, a functioning member of society. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And uh, she calls her a wino. She goes, in your wormy little brain, you're trying to figure out if I fucked someone tonight. And he goes, no, Clem, I assume you fucked someone tonight. <sighs> Isn't that how you get someone to like you? <sighs> and I was like, if this is a fight, he won. Yes. But the problem or, is. And lost. The problem is sometimes time, you yeah. win, but. You lose in the long run. You lose in the long run because yeah. you won the fight, but is this what you wanted? Yeah. Because she walks out. Uh, she got I orange hair here. This is the last straw for her, and she leaves him. Um, I'll say this. The fights felt organic in this. It felt like I'm like, yeah, I've been in not that fight, but the idea where you're like. Again, it's a lose, lose, yeah. for me, that was too, too bipolar-esque of fighting. I, I can't deal with the the hatred. Not hatred. That's not hatred, is it? More argumentative. And then the lovey-dovey stuff. Well, it's because they're they're going in reverse order. It's weird. But my argument was, and I, I stand by it maybe at the end. I know that I'll try and paint it differently. But I really struggled going. I need to see some of these guys actually being happy to justify why he cares so much about yeah. keeping her. Yeah. So, yeah. God, it really is teaming down now. That's good. We could use it. Uh, Hermes, yeah. uh, last yesterday was the hottest day of the year in the UK. In and September. Day, and the day before that was the hottest day of the year in the UK. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's not supposed to get this hot, which I know for American standards, you'd go, it's not that warm. It's about 90 degrees Fahrenheit. But no, that's pretty warm, especially where you're at. It's pretty warm humidity, with right? like that's 80% humid. humidity yeah. and a country that's not built to keep when heat When I was over out. there with you, no. When, when you guys were going through that last heat wave, that was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like been, British heat wave, it just feels different. I know the numbers. It does. But numbers here are less than the numbers in Canada. But, man, when it's gross here, it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. You have that stone and brick and everything around you as you're walking too. Like there is a there is a very tangible part about that. My house is sure. made of brick, yeah. so it's like a pizza <laughs> oven. It sucks in all yeah. the heat, and then the nighttime it goes. Here you go. Here's <laughs> yeah. all the heat Enjoy I got. Enjoy the heat. I can you know, sleep. In the winter, it's nice when it sucks the sunlight up. But you know, in the summertime, I'm like, I don't need this. No. Yeah. 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 So I was literally. Wa- I just washed the dishes today. Is that pouring the- with sweat washing <laughs> dishes? Is that the reason why America's predominantly Wood buildings. Well, uh, I can only speak about Canada, but it's about insulation. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's about it's like where Arizona about, was, where you were at. Yeah. Clay. Yeah, it's clay. It's it, it's about so how do you best prepare? So in Canada, we do a lot of stuff with just siding and then insulation. The insulation keeps the heat out in the summer. Yeah. But it keeps the heat in in, in the winter. in the winter time, and that's and you have the goal. Worst winters, don't you? We have, well, it depends on what part, but yeah, the part we were from, uh, the worst snowfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's about, I imagine the siding holds up better than the brick did, as weird as that sounds, yeah. to the elements, to, to the constant snow. Because yeah. snow can get in and creases it. Snow can get in and, in the cracks and, and then expand. Yeah. And when that happens, it cracks and it breaks and your foundation goes da 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 da. Where a siding creates a uniform kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's my logic. I built houses very briefly for a couple of months of oh, my life. Okay. But yeah, I did construction for a while, actually. Did you? I did. I did. I'm not a very uh, hands-on man's man kind of thing, but uh, I did do some stuff where I helped build some houses. So, uh, oh, especially cool. in the colder areas, yeah, 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 it makes if, a big difference. If you're someone who likes working outside, I totally get why people would do that sort of thing because it's quite nice. You're somewhere outside. I was just never enough of a, of a guy's guy. Hmm. So I went and worked in a car factory instead. Oh, <laughs> so that's not a car guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a car guy, but it was like, here, this is your job, do this. And I was like, yeah, cool. Or, or, 
not a man or what did you say? Not a guy's not guy. A guy's guy. Yeah. Like as though you working in the machinist shop is not a guy's kind of a, go- a job. Well, machinist shop. <laughs> you're you're making me sound. Up. You're making me sound real good for what I did. I basically just took a part, walked over. Like, there were like 50 year old ladies who were working where I was, and 60 year old ladies. But yeah. Nobody has to know that, Ian. Just take it. (laughs) I think think there was sort of like very minor management on the shop floor at one point. And then I basically went to a job interview and they said, why should we give you this promotion? I went, because I'm really bored. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to quit. I didn't say say exactly in those words, but that was the gist. I very much said, like, I'm not mentally interested by this job anymore. And I'm young enough that I'll just go do something else. And and so they promoted Mm, me. And that lasted about three more years. And then I did get bored and quit. Yeah. But it gave me enough, because it got to the point where I was ever going, okay, I'm getting high enough that the next step is actually something significant in the leadership scale, which I probably would have a hard time walking away from. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was, yeah. do I want to do this? There's nothing wrong with that. It was building cars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was a John, a John a Honda supplier. So would you gone to the noble pursuit, noble <laughs> pursuit, right? There's, there's yeah, honor, yeah, in there's that. honor and all that stuff. And then, <laughs> and then my, my inner Ben Affleck, the problem was I had a lot of Ben Afflecks in my life saying, you should go back to school. You should go back to school. Should, and it's when they stop, you go, Hey, hang on. What about me going back to school? They're like, yeah, you're a lifer. Ooh. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm not. Ooh, that's tough. But you look around and there's people who said, I'm just going to do a year. And you look at, you know, he's been there for four years. He's been there for six years. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens. Cause if it, you make, the secret is don't make the big $50,000 truck purchase. Yep. If yes. you can not do that, yeah. Yeah. then you own your stuff. Your stuff doesn't own you. The minute yeah. you do that, then you've just, you haven't bought a truck. You've just signed up for five years to pay off that truck. Yeah. Yep. 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 So as yep. much as the trucks look nice, it was always like, no, my vehicles are for function. I need to pay. So I was, I'm going to pay this car off. And I'm going to go back to school. And I did. I paid off the car and like, it's one of those things. My mind's on it. I'm doing it. Did you ever think you'd ever come back to England though? At that point in your life? No, I thought I was going to bet on me. I'll find a job in Canada. I'll make sure. Because I was pretty confident about my ability to communicate. And I was pretty confident about my ability scholastically. Mm. So I was like, I just need nice someone. Word. Thank you. I'm just like, I just need someone to give me a chance to get into a room and tell them. I thought yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very good when, when you get me talking, right? Yeah. So if I can get that, but then I had no idea. A, it wasn't just going to be me, though. I was, in, I, I was in a relationship, right? So we both have to either find success or find failure. And she was either ahead of me in the program. So then when she went to England, I was like, ah, that sounds good. I'll do that. I've got, I've got the ability to go do that. I'll get my passport. I'll yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was never in the plan. No, no, no. I, was, I would visit, but no, I never thought I was going to come back here and work or live or anything like that. No. And now the thoughts of going back. No, yeah. no, same idea. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. live here. I live here. Yeah. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. yeah weird how different, like, my, my life back in my early 20s was I'm going to Hollywood. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to do this. And I went to Hollywood and <laughs> I came back, you know, and... I got homesick. I bet you the next time I head to Canada, because I always say home. Even when I'm, when I'm in Canada, I call this place home. And when I'm here, I call that place home. Yeah, yeah. But next time I head to Canada, I bet you it's going to feel very foreign. Because yeah. if you think about it, I'm coming up on, this is 12 years. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. My 12th year teaching, it's 11, just over 11 years since I moved over here. But a lot, change, a lot changes in 11 years. And even personally, you know, I lost my mom. Yeah. Uh, things of that nature. Even the old factory that took me for a tour around, they've changed it so much. I don't know nobody who works there. It feels like I know nobody who works there. Yeah. So all these things that are moments, memories yeah. in my life have now been modified, changed. Someone else lives there. It's not what it once was. Have they all been erased? It, that- it kind of feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to see you done. Yeah. It's interesting that I they- have to ask for sure too. No, it, it's I have to ask. Go ahead. I, is there a thing that you can point to that says what it is home? 
because you say one's one one's home, one's the other home, and even Liam saying, "Well, I went here and I thought that." I mean, someone who traveled, I mean, military brat, like I don't even know if I can point to one thing. Is there something that yeah, makes but you've it traveled home for you guys? so much? Haven't you? There's one moment in my life where I felt home. I was in my first bit of time in Phoenix, and I uh, I was struggling actually being away from home. Not so much being away from family, not even away from friends. I just wasn't acclimatizing to, I don't know if it was the American culture. I don't know if it was that specific group of 200 people. Mm. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't, I guess I'd say I wasn't happy. Just whatever happened, it was not a good start yeah. to the year. Yep. I think, I think I was feeling, I think I was feeling a giant wage disparity and, or, or income disparity and going, there's a lot of rich kids around me and mm-hmm. going, I don't understand how I can, so it was like they all went off and did stuff, and then it was like the poor ones all kind of hung out together back of the apartment. <laughs> yeah, and that's a bit rough when you just feel like you're going no, no, and it's no blame to them. Like play the hand you're dealt. I fully get it. Like we would call it privilege now and yada yada yada. But I'm like you, you know, if if that's the hand you're dealt, God bless you. I've got no hard feelings because that's just the situation you woke up in. Yep. Um, but I remember feeling the airplane wheels hit the tarmac at Pearson and this wave of relief hit my body. That even the symbolism, you know, Toronto's never 150 kilometers away from from my house and I don't know where we're in Toronto, but the symbolic nature of what that meant, I felt home. Yeah. In a way that I really don't anymore because it's weird. The, The thing about moving so many places growing up and Hermes would be very curious to get your take on it as well is the idea that uh, you almost always feel you're not at home you're always on the missing the place you're not yeah and so I, I you know I had a good last sort of stretch in Phoenix and I have very positive memories of the people there and yada 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 and I can be an introvert and it can take me a while to sort of warm up and feel comfortable in a place da 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 so my second half was much better than my first half and for a while, I really missed living in Phoenix. And I was planning on, you know, if someone said, hey, do, you want to, do you want to come back for a second year? I would probably not for it, yeah. Um, but I'm very glad I've had these experiences. But it, what it results in is that when I'm in Canada, people think of me, and even when I was a kid, I moved to Canada from England. So people thought of me as being the English kid. Yeah. And then I'm over here, everyone thinks of me as the Canadian guy. So I'm yeah. kind of always away from home. And I, I don't really mind that, but... Um, that the concept of what it means to be home is an interesting perspective that Hermes brings up. Mm. How do you feel? Bring it up. I'm curious how you feel, how you think, <laughs> Liam. Yeah. <laughs> You're deflecting, Hermes. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, it's because well, Liam, I, you've spent about- you've spent most of your time in this area. I have. So, because we we born in Kingsland. Yep. See, I know that. So it's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you. So you're as as we sit here, we're all of a 15 minute drive away. From the hospital you were born in. Yep. Okay. George as well? And, and George right. too. Yeah. So really interesting other side of the coin. So people, so you've traveled uh, somewhat. Somewhat. Not not extensively, but... More than, more than some. Yeah, 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 yeah. And stayed in different places. Um, but I did find I yearned to come home. And I do feel Kingsland is my home. And I feel now at my age, I will not move anywhere else. This is where I'm staying. You know, as a young kid, I always had aspirations to go to America, live out there and become this actor and everything else. That's, my world was just that. But when I was there, all I yearned for was to come home. Really? Yeah. 
I could do one more big move. I'm not planning on it. This is where I see myself yeah, being. Yeah, yeah. But I could do one more big move. See, I, I couldn't. Yeah. Okay. I love where I live. Um, and I think people who slate where they come from haven't been out of where they live. You appreciate more where you come from as you travel different places. I was actually trying to make this point with Ed last week, which was education or whatever it is. I often tell, try and get my students to buy into it because I'm like, even if you love where you are, go somewhere else to go, hey, I've been exposed to it. And if you tell me afterwards, I really, really love where I'm from, awesome. Yeah. But we're doing it from a place of being informed rather than a place of it's the only option I left myself. Yeah. So now no more deflecting, Hermes. What's up? Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I bring it up because of the, the idea of what I think of home and as it relates to this movie specifically is usually people. And what I consider to be like, you know, my home is, is family, who I love, my friends, who I'm around. And that has changed a lot over the years. And so, again, I couldn't say a location. So I was curious if everybody more goes to a location, which it seems more or less. Uh, oh, okay. Liam, I don't know. what What's the maybe, one thing? Maybe it's not say? the location for me then. Maybe it is because of the family. Maybe it is because of the people I grew up with. Um, yeah. It is more the people than in the actual place. If I came back to Kings Lynn and I knew nobody, I probably right, wouldn't right. feel home. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it is the people rather than the place. I just want to touch base to make sure. Did you have your hand up, George, to say something? <laughs> George says she's planning on making a big move. We, when she does, we will reveal her new mailing address. <laughs> the more, weird- more than welcome over here, uh, Georgia. Aww. Hermes said Hermes just you. he's put you on the red list. So <laughs> <laughs> airport security have ensured you're not getting through. <laughs> I will make sure that happens for sure. <laughs> he has now changed and said he was exactly, I'm exactly right. <laughs> um, let's continue. Yeah. Um, where are we at here? Oh, like Clementine was, oh, the big, the big fight, right? She was drunk and he didn't agree. Uh, Stan tells Patrick that Mary is coming over. Patrick doesn't feel that Mary likes him, but reveals he has a girlfriend now. Well, he's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend now. That's never a cool guy saying that. No. I have a girlfriend. Because it's more about the status of I have a girlfriend. It's not about who the person is. No. It's about I have a girlfriend. I have met, yes, fulfillment, tick box, done. Yeah. Achievement unlocked. Patrick says, yeah, he goes, my girlfriend situation's a little weird. And we go back to the flashbacks, kind of. Joel drives and scrapes up the hydrant before uh, he goes over to... Uh, Clementine and says, I'm erasing you. So it's the first time we kind of have him as an active participant in the memory. And she's already done that to him first. Yeah, and she's not, she's not, and she's not real. She's a figment of his, she's, she's a projection in his mind, right? So there's no part of her that is engaging with this. This is all inside his own memory bank. Yeah. Is this the scene where he drives and walks to chase her and then it swaps? He's driving, she's walking. Yeah. And then, then he gets out, doesn't he? The first car starts like getting like thrown over as the uh, thing gets erased. Yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, we hear Patrick talk about who's more attractive between Joel or himself, and that's when he kind of spills the beans that you know, hey, the girl from the potatoes—that was this guy's girl—and now uh, I fell in love with her, and I stole a pair of her. I'm going to say underwear because I, I, <laughs> I just hate that word. <laughs> I think that's something that's come from living in Britain. Uh, they say uh-huh. the word, uh, I'm going to say the word and watch George's reaction here. Panties. 
Yeah, there we are. She just went. <laughs> yeah, it is a very. Uh, uh, the woman who plays the lead in Modern Family, uh, Julie Bowen, I think she has the same reaction to that word as well. It's a strange word. It doesn't seem right, does it? It seems juvenile. Yeah, it does. Yeah, hmm. yeah. George, I don't know juvenile. if I have that same context. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it just feels like it's like a childlike. It's weird the sexualization combined with the with the almost like a childlike name to it. Yeah. I do agree, though. It is a little more crass versus underwear. Yeah, I, I agree. Less formal. Well, you say that, would you just say pants over here, Drew? Knickers? Yeah, knickers okay. for women, pants for men. Ah, see, that right there is all fun to me. Knickers. Knickers nobody's is fun. Knickers over here. Knickers is fun, but it's not childlike. Uh, is it? Not like panties. Not like panties, no. no. Yeah, I'd say yeah. knickers is more fun to say over That's here. That's because you guys panties. like British words. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Ew. You can have your <laughs> knickers. You can have your knickers back in a fortnight. No one it's, says it's, knickers. It's just banter. <laughs> <laughs> it's no one marathon, says it. not it's knickers. <laughs> Don't get your knickers in a twist. <laughs> uh another uh, all right and so at first like patrick chat not patrick uh stan challenges him on it and then they start laughing and you're like okay where is he because it feels like ruffalo is my is my barometer here but he's just kind of well that's all interwoven isn't it yeah another memory they're at the flea market and she wants to have a baby i'm on 100 percent on board with uh Joel, this is not something you have a conversation about while you're walking and down. And I don't know why she got so upset, mm. because at the end of the day, she you should know what you are but, like as a person. But on the flip side, I'm 100% with her. You can't just say, you think you can take care of a baby, and then go, no, I don't want to talk about this now. Like, oh, you, yeah, yeah, you need to talk about it. <laughs> the minute you open up number one, let's go, get, open that can of worms. Let's go get a coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go get a coffee, yeah, and I'll yeah. talk through my concerns. So the problem I've got here is uh, she challenges and goes, maybe we should break up here. At some point, I've got it written down. My challenge here is that I don't find either one of these people to be good. No. Now, maybe it's in that like, moment for sure. Well, maybe some yeah. relationships make you the worst version of yourselves, and that's okay because you know when relationships break down and communication breaks down, then it does feel like and and what when you break up, what happens is you play the greatest hits, and that means negative and positive. Yeah, but yeah. man, are these two people like? I'm like, why are you together? They're you couldn't the be worst. more Total different. Opposites, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Opposites do not attract. Mary has stopped by, and Stan and Mary's affection, I've got in my, is young and sexual. It's just, there's a lot of sexual energy. Have they been having this for a while? Have they been feeling this for a while? Because I, they feel familiar to them. He does the whole boo thing. I think they've got a physical thing going on. Because I don't know if this is a new thing for them to actually be together. The movie doesn't give us enough information it, to go. It, yeah, on. it doesn't give enough information. But my read would be it's escalating. This is the most they've done, but they have done other stuff. Oh, okay. That's my that's my read. Yeah, okay. Hermes, thoughts? No, no, I think it's a good read. No, I think they've gotten physical a couple times, but this is, yeah, the limit, I guess, of intimacy. Yeah. Uh, Patrick says he's never had much luck with the ladies. Stan opines that maybe it's because you steal their underwear. <laughs> Uh, and then she goes, blessed are the forgetful, as they get the better even of their blunders. That sounds... Funny. What a great line. Yeah. Because... Was that po- no, that was Nietzsche as well. That but weren't a this was, line. This was, was a- no, it was Nietzsche. Yeah. yeah. Frederick yeah. Nietzsche. Uh, who we Maybe heard... She does Pope We later, heard though. stuff from Nietzsche in uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You're not speaking because of Frederick Nietzsche. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. It's from a Bartlett, and a Bartlett apparently is a book of quotes. 
which yes. made me Lindner. wonder, yeah. is that why the president on the West Wing was called President Bartlett? Because he's a he's good speaker. Full of, full of quotes, yes. He's full of, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's a fountain of wisdom. Yeah. He's going to quote other great things in his speeches and stuff like that. Ah. Just a thought for me. Uh, she says, I bet Harold ends up, Howard, sorry, Howard. ends up in a, you can see I made a mistake early on. Howard ends up in a Bartlett one day. And I went, is that the doctor? Yes. And I'm like, little familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Have first you, name basis. First name basis when he's not in the room and he's the boss and you're talking to yep. the other guy who works with you guys. Yeah. It's yeah. this flaunting of we have a relationship, at which point I'm like, I kind of feel for Mark Ruffalo in this because he's got to know she's into him. Yeah, because they ask him later and he says no, doesn't he? He says no, we didn't, I didn't know you were together, right. but the question is, do you know what she's into him? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. But also, I, I wonder if he wasn't covering it. Never... All outside of that conversation, again, we're jumping we'll have a to little get ahead because there's a different question to be asked. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, she so I've said, oh, good, a good memory, and then I went back to it and went, nope. She wakes him up and says she's going to be an open book and tell him everything, every vulnerable sort of thing, and she's projecting because this isn't really about her. It's about I want to know about you, so I'm going to start by saying I'm going to tell everything about me. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes, hey, constantly talking isn't necessarily communicating. At which point she starts yelling at him by saying, why do you say that? And you say your thoughts aren't that interesting, but why are you always journaling all the time? And I've got my notes. I'm struggling because I find both of them heavily unlikable at this point. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, she comes on a bit strong, but then he comes off like an ass. Yeah. Like, at I least still- she's engaging with him. He's just shutting her down. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's sleeping, she wakes him up. She's excited. You can with. There's no question. She is trying to engage with him in a progressive manner. Yep. I'm going to tell you things. I'd like you to tell me things. This is moving. Here's something that I want from you. His move is to is to dump water on it though. So it's like somebody yeah, asking it, a question. Yeah. I'm doing negative. Question, I'm just going to give a full. I'm going to tell you the thing I don't like about yeah, you, yeah. as opposed to let me tell you what I like. Maybe a little more of from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But again, uh, on, on the idea of though, Joel, how many relationships do you think Joel's been in? Like how mature in, in as a boyfriend do you think he is? I think Joel's had less girlfriends than she's had boyfriends. And I think it's, yeah, by, exactly. I think it's by a multiple. But yeah, I think he's absolutely. had longer relationships. Yeah, I think he would have had three or four long-term relationships. Where and she'll have had like 20. Like I don't know if he's had any though. The well, he's had Naomi. Him, Naomi. He did have Naomi. How long was Naomi? He said he falls in love with the first one that gives him attention. So how long? What was Naomi to him? It never. It does say they were kind of living together. Oh, it does? Yeah. I miss. I remember she thinks he's married when when he goes back to the bookstore to talk to her. Hmm. And she goes, right. Remember, you're not right. You're not married. You said you had a theory on this, Naomi. I do. I've got stuff. I've got information. Oh. I just want to get to the right point. Okay. Um. November 19th, they go to restaurants and sit there in silence, the dining dead. I have been at this dinner. (laughs) Oh, I have so been at this dinner where I've sat with someone and not said a dang thing. And then you talk about like the one thing you can only talk about, which isn't about each other, but about a third party thing that you know. The weather. (laughs) Usually, um, if you're part of a group or, or if you work together, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, especially when you know it's going to end, works too. an easy conversation. Yeah, well, it's better than sitting there in silence. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, until you then disagree about that thing, and then it's like, yeah, which will happen? Yeah, we're just screwed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, they get in an argument about because she offers him a beer. He puts his hand over the drink and then goes, "Okay, now she's." And it's 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 the and this is about when relationships go into breakdown with communication. It's the things you don't say that are deafening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't say them, and then you finally blurt it all out at once, and it's full of all the emotion that if you dealt with it earlier. And I speak as someone who totally does this. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. and then she's, but I mean, he's just going, I don't want to drink. And he's like, Hey, you can have your, and she can be insecure and feel like, Oh, he's, 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 he's doing that thing where he's better than me again. Yada, yada, yada. But then she's like, Hey, can you do me a favor and not leave your hair on the soap? It's disgusting. It's and then he mouse revolted you. Revolting. Repulsive is, repulsive is what it revolting, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It is repulsive. Um, and so, and I'm like, that's just a low blow. Here's what I've saved in the bank mm. for when you're going to go with me yeah. on something. I've got this ready to go. And anyway, her hair would be more just, in the just, sleep. Just go. Well, you know, I'll take it at face value and assume that she's telling the truth. Mm. But I'm like, just, just. I mean, but again, it's the idea we're at this place again. We eat dinner here again. This is the thing that we do. Mm-hmm. We then hear Patrick. The memory shifts to Barnes and Noble. Joel seeing himself be ignored <laughs> by Clementine, and he tries to spin around. This is what he tries to spin. He tries to spin the other guy around, and he can't. And he can't do that. it because he's never met the guy. No, he can't. He he can't fill the gap. No. So that's a cool effect. And then Patrick's girlfriend's on the phone really upset. We're back in the room where the, the brain scan's happening. And Stan says it's irresponsible to leave. But Mary says she can help. And then Stan's like, go, go, go. Because he's trying to seal the deal, I guess. Well, yeah, but you, you're trying to do something clinically professional, I guess. And Oh, I don't think Frodo's been a help for minute one. Well, no, I don't <laughs> think he's good he at, He's good at lifting some stuff in. That's about it. But, you know, Rick Moranis, uh, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, um, has been up until that point. Yep. And then when she comes in, that's when everything starts to go a little bit. Because yep. he starts jumping on the bed and drinking. Well, and, it's because they smoke a joint, isn't it? Yeah. Which, again, second straight movie where I don't think people are acting when you're, on, when you're stoned the way that at least my experience of people in high school was. Yeah, a bit more relaxed and a bit yeah, more... Yeah, there wasn't so much uppers as it <laughs> no, was. Yeah. Last week, it was a guy getting aggressive. This week, it's like they're at a rave. I'm like, it's the wrong drug, guys. The yeah. bit where she's freaking out. I buy that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, she... Uh, um, they sort of go. Um, and so he Not tells... He, he's sort of on the phone. He goes, I'll be over in a minute, Tangerine. And I think it's one of those things where they both sort of say, he says it there and like uh, Jim Carrey saying it in, in the flashback. Can I ask a question? You just did, but do know. Okay. Because <laughs> this confused me. Can you, when you're deleting dreams or uh, moments, can you see these moments? Can you hear these moments? I'm glad you bring this up because I worked for two years in a place just like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because no. they say tangerine because no. that was a thing that he said. Right. And he's mimicking the, stuff. So it's not so much that they can hear him. No, because he's stolen we see later he's stolen when he brought in his goods to be to be burned or whatever yeah. it is they do elijah wood has decided he's going to take this and not the ring to mordor so he's been going through this and he's basically just like plagiarizing him yep yeah. so he's yeah. using tangerine he's using the speeches he's the guy who thinks it doesn't it's like when oh here's another one um if you were elijah wood yes right, character yes right and you think into yourself these two people are erasing their memories of each other. What part does he think this is going to work? Because he got her. Because that's the step one. It's not keeping her. He's, he's just trying to get her. Oh. Yep. She's beautiful. And this guy was able to do that. And then once you're there, I'll treat her differently. But I just need to get her to like me. But it's like, okay. I mean, I'll be 100% honest. I mean, there's this podcast that I've listened to from time to time. And I'm like, oh, 
That's our content. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I say that. I do that too. Interesting. And it's not about, but the thing is, I sit there and I go, it's respectfully, it's not about the words we say or the catchphrases we do or how we structure the podcast. None of that's it. Mm. There's an authenticity about who we are. And hopefully if people enjoy it, thank you. People in the microphone, thank you for enjoying this. <laughs> Apologize for all the tangents, but uh, thank it's you, very warm here. Um, yeah, and Herbie's is a bad, he's a bad influence on us. We went four <laughs> hours with him last time. Come four on. Four hours. <laughs> We're going to go for five this week. Um, so, but I think that's the part that draws people in. And so the same thing here, it's not about the, about the, here's the gift I got you or here's the thing or whatever. It's about, is that, does it feel like it's an organic, genuine, authentic experience or does it feel weird? It feels weird. And do you think Art, that maybe right? she was falling for it because of she'd fell for it before, and that subliminally was still there? It's not, not a magic spell. He's uh, when when no, Joel no, no, said no. it, it was the right thing at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, when, it's not a recipe. No, she but, still responds to certain things, though. She's not yeah. going to not. She's not going to respond to some left field wild thing that she hates. At, no. You know, inherently, right? right? So, so she's speaking back on Joel's knowledge. There's a piece of, of jewelry she'll really like. So he uses she that. never saw in the first place. Never saw she? in the first place. Saw it was yeah. able to work. The lines, yeah. and then it doesn't go the way it's supposed to go because you can't just blurt it out. Even if you go to the same location and say there's the same line. Yeah. 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 It didn't feel it. right, didn't she? It, it didn't saying. feel right, yeah. 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 It's the art. It's that intangible, right, guys? Like, yeah. we all know what we like, but we don't know, always know why we like the thing we like. We just Human know communication is a performance art. Yeah. 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 Is it Pip? Is Pip? No, it's not Pip. My fridge seems to be. Do me a favor. Just grab some paper towel and just here. Grab some paper towel and just sort of. Oh, is it doing its little um, because of the heat thing? The condensation drip. It might be. There's some sort of a melt going on at the bottom of it. The fridge. It's. It's a very. It's a very. No, no. I I know that because the lights on. It's got to be condensation drip. No, no, No. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to answer Georgia and you at the same time. But it's not going you're well. Good, you're good. You're good. That's all right. Uh, it's Lee, my fault. Liam's, Liam's doing the quicker picker upper on my behalf. Um, where are we at here? Uh, so uh, I've gotten my notes. A happy memory. Clementine's hair is tangerine. How much is Liam going to like the idea of hair color changing in this movie? Love it a lot. Yeah, that's a shock. And we see the orange hoodie. I wish I could have a hoodie that keeps its color as long as this thing apparently has. Yeah. Oh, it's a great hoodie. Joel challenges. I see red. I don't Do know why you see. Oh, I, I saw orange. orange. Yeah. I saw red. Joel I'm challenges why there. Patrick knows to call her that because he's he can hear what's going on outside of him. He can hear what's going on in the room occasionally. Yes, uh, it's Joel. Like, Joel, it's yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like a patient in a hospital bed, and he's aware of what people are saying around. Because at some point, he opens his eyes as well, doesn't he? Yeah, at one point, yeah. Marion, well, funny enough, Marion Stanner eating on the other side of Joel. She goes on about how brilliant Howard is again, and they're smoking a joint. She says Howard makes all the sadness and all the phobia go away, and I'm like, yeah, there's a yeah, this is a bit much to be talking about your boss when you're over here trying to get with the guy who you're getting with. Yeah, who's the so younger, this- prettier, handsome guy? This would be like red flags for Mark Ruffalo's character. They're stoned, and he's powered. Uh, the, the the power of sexual yearning is strong with him. But I don't understand why he leaves later. I, I, we can. We, yeah, I, I I know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we leave Joel for the first time in the whole movie, and Patrick is with Clem. We haven't left Joel the whole movie. Yep. 
So this, this is new for us. She says she feels she's disappearing because she's freaking out on the phone. Like I had the whole bipolar thing, 100% legit. Well, yeah, but I mean, you, yeah. you think you've just had your memory raced of a certain person yep. as well as having bipolar. You're going to feel like certain things don't feel but right. They don't officially tell us, but I think I think this like validates yeah. for us that she is. She says her skin is coming off and she's getting old and nothing makes any sense. Here's my logic. For two years, every photo she was in had Joel's face in it. Yeah. So she looks yeah. in the mirror now and looks at the last photo and goes, what happened? Oh, yeah. Because it's one thing if it's over an amount of time, but if it just goes from you've aged two years overnight, basically. A bit like people who go into a coma and they've been there for five sure. years. And you wake up and up. you go, I don't look like me. Yeah. Who's this old person where, where I'm supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, that would freak me out. Yeah. Uh, she invites Patrick to Montauk and to Boston. And it's interesting Same because... Places. No, no. Montauk is the place on the beach that we keep going back to. That's Montauk. Yeah. Boston's just a proper city. But Boston was on a snow globe that he that uh, Joel brings. Oh, okay. there has to be some link. So obviously they've gone there together. And I've yeah. got my notes here. It's an interesting question. Is this what we do in relationships? Do we have places that we've gone with with Several previous people. relationships? And then we just go, when you get to a new one, you take them to the same places? I tend I tend to work harder at not to do that. Yep. I don't mean like restaurants. I mean yeah. core places. Yeah, yeah, different places. I I because I, there's a lot of places I've been. Do we just replicate ones. memories that we've already done once? No, I try not to. But what I do try and do is that I try not to let it interfere with what's going on today, rather than what happened years ago. You know, you can still visit places and. Mm-hmm. Hermes, did you laugh things. and say yes? Uh, I uh, let me ask this of you guys: Do you <laughs> delete things of your past prior to meeting a new person? So, is your favorite movie no longer your favorite movie because you shared it with an ex, kind of a thing, that's or is your favorite? Because that's that's a hundred percent what I took from that. It's not necessarily that you take them to the same spot for the sake of the same spot, or even to the same degree of like, how do you react to this versus how my ex, ex reacted to this? It's just because I like this place. Yeah. I like this song. Oh, yeah. I like this thing. There's a different, okay, I'm, I'm going to come it's back part to of me with, with, with a further qualification. There's a difference between, can I still enjoy this? So for instance, right, right before we had the talk yeah, where my marriage was like, all right, it's, uh, it's we're now in a changed state. Yes. <laughs> the thing we just finished watching was a season was a season finale of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. It took me forever to watch another episode of Sons of Anarchy because mm-hmm. I link those things now. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if we went to a musical, and I'm like, I love this musical. Am I still allowed to love this musical now <laughs> because I link that so closely with that person, or has that tainted that thing? That's step one. Can I still like the things that yes. we like that I associate with her? Yes. Different from, hey, uh, we really liked and watched this one show together, and it was our it was, it was our thing. And now I'm in a new relationship. I'm gonna watch the show with this person and make it our thing. Yeah, no, I'd never do that. We'll see if it if it becomes the thing. That, yeah, that's that's tricky. I don't. If you still like it, like you said, and it just because it was a thing, does it mean it right. can no longer also? I be really a thing like this. I want to share this with you. Yeah. Am I just yeah. replicating what I did previously, or can I have a second organic moment that has this thing at the heart of it? 
Yeah. Or is it forever now thrown in the bin? It gets quite blurred, doesn't it, really? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you, I was quite adamant. Because I was, I was sitting here, when I was taking notes, I'm like, this, is, this might be more about the conversation, yeah. the, how we apply it to ourselves, than it is necessarily about the film. Because I don't think you should not go to places or see things because of past things. But at the same time, I guess, in a weird way, you are kind of right. If you into something and somebody else was into something that you was with the previous partner... And then, you sh- and then you're with a- another partner now, and you go, oh, have you seen this? This was really good. I guess in a way you are kind of, but... I'm not talking the trope of the guy who brings the first date to the same restaurant every uh, night. I'm not talking that, right. but I'm talking, say, if you had a great holiday where you went up to the coast uh, to Cromer or something like that. Yep, yep. And then you get into another relationship and you go, hey, this is, because oh, uh, you want to share this experience with them. I went to Cromer once. It's beautiful. You should come see this. Yeah. Yeah. Is exactly. that is that a lazy copy or is that now hands off because you're just doing something that happened with someone else? I think intentions. Intentions yeah, mean a lot, it's right? Yeah, about the intentions, yeah. Yeah, intentions mean a lot, right? Yeah, if, you're, if, you, if that's where you're coming from, it's like, look, I want to share this beautiful experience that I had once. And then if it goes down that rabbit hole and it's like, yeah, it also happened to be with an ex once, but it's, it was a different kind of time and place. But if you're actually going into it, it's like, hmm, maybe this person could replace the hole that this person left kind of a thing. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Because my feeling on it is I don't think you should, you put too much, if you avoid a place or a film or a piece of music, then you're putting something more on it than what there should be on it. If that makes sense. Georgia, you haven't heard Hermie's side of it. You haven't missed much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But do do you have any thoughts on this? Let's say you went someone with somewhere and you found out it was something they'd done previously in a previous relationship. What does that give you as a reaction to it? I know we're living in the hypothetical here. I just wanted to throw your direction for a female perspective. Georgia says it depends if they genuinely like the place. I'm just very aware they can't hear what she's yeah. saying here. So I'm sure. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> do, you, do you want to come uh, grab a grab a microphone and just sort of talk? I'll I'll I'll, I'll crank. Oh, you do that one. I say it entirely depends if it is somewhere that they genuinely like is one of their favorite places and they want to share that with me because of that, or if they're doing it because they think it's a get in because the previous person liked it. Yeah, then that's wrong. Yeah, I think. Wait, the do you think the person's going to be like? Oh, why'd you bring it here? I thought it was just, 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 just an easy get-in. No, but you can tell if someone is genuinely passionate about a thing or if they just think it's something I would like. Okay, thanks. Just kind of like it, impressing it, on. Yep. Yeah, trying to impress you. Yeah, I, I, I see that as well. Absolutely. She's doing some sort of to a nice thing restaurant. she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's to yeah, Hermes, okay. I, I hear that. Yeah, I hear that for sure. You hear that? She doesn't hear you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still think you should be allowed to go to different places. Just don't try and replicate stuff that has happened in the past. I, yeah. But yeah. you should still be able to appreciate a certain uh, place or a certain movie or a certain song just for the value of what that is. Hermes, after I kick Liam off the podcast, I want to take you to Retro Records and Toys. This is a great record store. <laughs> I hear it's, it's everything I need for all my re- retro needs. It, it, so it will meet all your retro needs. <laughs> I love it. Uh, smash cut to Patrick and Mary dancing over Joel's body. She's not wearing much. No. It's like she saw Cameron Diaz and something about Mary and went, I can and do that. And replicates that, yeah. Yep, it's, uh, but what if we shot me from underneath? So you saw my, like, the, the briefs on my, yeah. on my bottom half as well yeah 
I did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I noticed that too. She's hard to, she's hard to a, miss. <laughs> she's a very attractive young lady. Oh, Kirsten yes, Dunst. Yes, Lovely. Yes. Uh, according to Mark Ruffalo. Oh, that's not Lee. I'll do that later. Uh, I can say this. Apparently, this scene was, was improvised. I'll say that much. It looked fairly simple. Now, improvised, I don't think they just started taking their clothes off and jumping. I think they just said, what if I we did watched, this? I watched him carry quite a lot. In yeah. these sort of scenes, because obviously he's still aware it's, in it's, real it's, life. It's amazing. It's not where my eye was drawn. But, uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. In certain, well, no, my neither. But every now and again, I'd look at Jim Carrey because I want to see if he was smirking. Was he laughing? Yeah. Because he's yeah. trying to be still and under this hood of thing. Uh, Patrick calls Stan and says he needs to stay away. Uh, as far as he needs like patrick needs to stay away because uh his old lady's giving him a hard time i'm like god you've been like you just you've been dating for like a day yeah like old lady's a bit of a i know you want to be in the club but it's a bit of a stretch uh he then goes through joel's stuff he brought to lacuna and uses it to his advantage including giving clem a jewelry we talked about earlier under the covers we've just met this memory where uh, clem asked joel am i ugly she thought she was ugly as a child and she said she had this doll and it was like you can't be ugly be pretty be pretty and she says, Jolie, please don't ever leave me. And she kind of like climbs on top of him. And he's like, let me keep this memory, just this one. And then he starts to see the folly of it. These all, and he's already taken away And he then starts to well. cry, try and hold on to the memories. Yep. They're trying to delete them, aren't they? So we get a montage of happy memories, including a different time when they're on the lake. Uh, he states he's happy, but then the lights go out. And she's. it was a great thing. He's sort of laying down looking at her. And it's like someone's pulled her away along yeah, the ice, was, almost like a horror villain has yeah, pulled her was, away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's a great yeah. shot. It was a great shot. Uh, he wants to call this off, he says, and then we, but we cut and now stands in his underwear as well. They're dancing, which was a great <laughs> sort of moment. Joel grabs Clem and they try to outrun the removal process. It obscures her face. The woman in the doctor's office with the obscured face is the film's director of photography, Ellen Curas. Oh, cool. Uh, he tells Dream Howard that Patrick is stealing his identity and seducing his girlfriend with his homes. So it was words. And cut to Patrick saying the lines about, oh, I could die right now and be happy. And uh, as someone who occasionally has tried to write lines for other people to deliver, it sucks when someone butchers your lines. And that's yeah. what he's doing here. <laughs> yeah. And she just sits up and says, I want to go home. And I had to re- I had to look this three times because it didn't quite sound right. And I had to turn the captions on to get what she actually said. But it was, I want to go home. In the woods, Lucid Clem tells him to wake up, and it works for a moment. He's able to see them, but he can't do anything or react. Yeah, he says he's paralyzed. He says, I can just look or something. Uh, She apologizes for erasing him. She says, I'm impulsive. And he goes, that's what I love about you. (laughs) And now it's all the happy good stuff. Uh, They cut to on the couch, and uh, (laughs) it's this memory that he once looked at her her crotch and then decided they should have sex on the couch. (laughs) Which is, it's, 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 it's a fine memory. These are things that happen in relationships. So, yeah, such is. Uh, I, I totally believe that Kate Winslet's a willing participant in all of this. So, mm-hmm. sure. Again, this is the idea he has of her, though. Not, it's not her. It's just what he thinks of it. Agreed. But the actress who is playing this role is sure. there going, yeah, do a, do a close up on my, on my crotch. And I wasn't sure it was gonna. I wasn't sure it was gonna be her crotch until a later scene where it very much is her crotch. Yeah, no, fair. not that I did like a freeze frame and did a comparison <laughs> thing. Of course you didn't. Like, <laughs> a I didn't. But, but of course you didn't. But, but, but no, of course not. But for the purpose of being clever and having a joke available to me, I'm gonna say, of course not. They don't let you screen crap, uh, grab them anymore. <laughs> of course they don't. Not at all. <laughs> Jeez. Um. 
they uh, they kind of was that already. So he's figured it out. I'm going to put you in my childhood, which is a little bit weird considering the sexual energy we just had, but. It's Especially with the character he gives her. Well, we're go- well it just seems to be... And they even point at it, yeah. Joel turns into a child. He's under the table as baby Joel. Clem li- loves the dress she's got. That is a lovely dress. Uh, Joel freaks out uh, that uh, no one's looking at him, while Clem freaks out about how much she loves the kitchen she's in. I love the kitchen. And then she pulls up her dress and says, Joel, it worked. Look, look, my crotch is still here. <laughs> which is just like you which, remember. Which is weird because he's a child. Yeah, so weird. But he isn't, though. But he he's isn't. Oh, no, I'm, memory I'm, I'm of not a saying child. it's bad. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's weird. Um, it's to that sci-fi quirkiness that I love so much about this movie. Yeah, because he's because he's because his performance is childlike. Mm-hmm. Um. Back to Stan and Mary. They don't know what to do. Mary wants to call uh, Howard. Howard agrees to come round, and the wife looks concerned. And Stan's now trying to get rid of Mary, which if only he'd done that. Uh, back to baby Joel in the kitchen, and all these shots are used using, like, forced perspective. It's clever. Yeah. So, like, you know, although it looks like it's something like the table's, like, on an angle and all yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Basically, Elijah Wood should have some consulting rights on this because basically it's how we did all the hobbit stuff in lord of the rings <laughs> yeah just saying yeah. um she tells joel to find her oh this is clem tells joel to find her in the morning and tell her about them he says yeah well you're dating patrick i think she goes is he cute uh cut to real life patrick telling real life clem all these positive adjectives because she's crying because you're not ugly you're beautiful and you're kind and you're funny and you're charming and you're nice and nice is a trigger word for her because I guess because it's so closely associated with Joel and she doesn't know why she doesn't like it, but she knows there's something about it. Something about and it. And that yeah. seems to be the deal breaker for her. We never. The one thing they don't get is they don't get a, a definitive breakup. No. She just gets over him and then doesn't kind of. And, and this doesn't really kind of tell him. No. Uh, Harold arrives. Howard arrives. And he deals with Mary not being cool at all and links up to the memories and joel's mum is bathing joel in the in the sink going oh my darling oh my darling <laughs> my darling clementine which is interesting because this means that this song was this song and this memory of his mother will also be erased in full after yeah. the procedure's finished because he remember in the future when he meets her he doesn't know the song oh yeah, yeah. True, yeah. So this is gone. It, and he said, yeah, Huckleberry Hound was my favorite toys growing up. And that's gone too. Yeah. It, it goes to that subtlety too, if I may, the the connection that you, it's not just the solo emotion that you've now associated, your most recent association, yeah. right? It's everything it's like that the foundation. To it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the things we overlook. None of these that. things are singularly linked. When I mean, we talked about the Facebook thing earlier, but you know, your, your, your exactly. relationship with one person isn't, isn't singular. It's yeah. got tapestries Loads throughout. Bits, yeah. You know how many wet? How many weddings is he not going to remember that he's been to? Yeah. Wait, you got married? You were there? I was there. Yeah. How, how you gonna avoid the wedding pic? Like, there's a bunch of yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch of our plot holes, but still, the idea that we're all interconnected. So as much as these relationships could be singular, they're, they're really not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then she disappears and starts coughing, and and then he starts coughing and sputtering as he watches her leave. Howard notices this. And he's able to locate where he is in the memories. During this, apparently the scene took over two hours to shoot. Kate Winslet fainted. The director wanted to continue filming, and Jim Carrey flat out boycotted until he knew Winslet was all right. Oh, good. Good on him. He's a complicated fellow, Jim Carrey, I think. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Especially in his later years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot more so. Hasn't Um, hasn't he given up acting? 
Yeah, he's painting he mostly now. It, yeah. And he does a lot of children's it. stuff. I also think he aged out. Like, how many. Th- There's a certain point. I don't care how many funny faces you can make. I just don't want to see a guy your age do it. Yeah, true. I respectfully disagree. Kidding was fantastic in 2019, 2020. I got to watch Kidding because one of the puppeteers from Kidding got a hold of us and asked yeah. us to give it a watch. And I said I would. And, and, I, and I did purchase, like, episode one. On Apple TV, Gondry it uh, directs it as well. Does he? Actually, yeah. So that's really yeah. interesting. I even asked him if he'd be up for uh, coming on the pod. I'm not, I'm not sure if he liked it or if we actually made contact beyond that because I thought Georgia would find that. That would kick, be fantastic. He's done. He's done real work with the with the, the Muppets and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, so Mary is far too positive in her praise about Howard. And not far too much like he doesn't deserve it, but she's just like an unfiltered. I mean, even even for 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 Americans, she's way too positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you clearly know that she's into him. Yeah, yeah. And he's deflecting, like he's not. And the question is, I don't think he wants anything to start up. I think just the opposite. I thought he's being respectful until later on. Well, the respectful thing is is to not give her a job anymore. Yeah, exactly. But, but I didn't know that at the yeah. time, did I? They're back in a memory about a free drive-in movie where they park on the outside and do the voices themselves. I love that. Yeah, that's all right. You, I thought it was cute. I, I thought, thought it was fun. cute. Yeah. yeah they I, run, I, I, go ahead. No, I just thought it would be fun. They run again, and then uh, they're back. Uh, she says, let's go to uh, Hide Me in Your Humiliation. So there's a scene where he's masturbating in bed <laughs> oh. and his mom walks in. <laughs> I love the way she deals with that. Though. She's like, Joel, because she because they're both loose. He's like, I don't want you here either. <laughs> that didn't work for long enough. So instead, this is one as a child where he's like hammering a bird to death. Yeah, yeah being bullied by somebody to the, kill a, The bird looked bird. like it was already dead, to be fair. It wasn't really moving, but still. I'm hoping that wasn't a real bird. And he cries, and then you have like the adult voices over the children doing their things, which is the opposite of an ad we have in this country called Haribo. Yes. Where <laughs> you film, you film a, a bunch of, basically you film a bunch of children talking about why they love um, Certain sweets. these sweets. Yeah. And then you keep that sound, and then you hire a bunch of adult actors to act like children. Mainly big metro men or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, or businessmen or business things like women, that. Yeah. And But you, they have to mime the existing soundtrack of these two, of these child, ch- child actors they've got, which, we, I, which we, I aped. We did that, that didn't was, we? That was, a, that was my idea, too. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, we did that in it, um, you know, it came Finn Street. Off, it came off okay. Yeah. Yep. Man, you should have seen the rough footage. I'm just trying to talk to the kids again to say something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, give me nice long answers, guys. I'll tell you, and, was, and to credit, they did a pretty good job of talking over each other in all the right ways. And I'll tell you who who was really good at lip syncing to that, Amy. Should we just say Amy? Amy, yeah. Sorry, I realized <laughs> I, after I, I don't said even it. know what timestamp to give this because there's like five files. <laughs> oh my word! All Damn it. Sorry, twenty five fifty five. I think it's the fourth time we've done this. We'll do our best. Yeah, we go. We'll try. <laughs> Amy. Yeah, she was very good. She was very, very good. But there's a musicality in speech. Yeah, there is. So if you think about the way that uh, George was making fun of me the other day, because I had to go through the, join us next time, when? And she went, oh, you have to go the cadence. I'm like, I do, because there's, there's musicality in speech. Yes. And so if you think about the way I deliver a line on stage, it's always the same the same cadence and pitch and rhythm. It's just the way that I, I deliver a line. Yeah. So I, I'm not surprised someone who's accomplished in music exactly. as Amy. Exactly. I thought she was brilliant. Would nail it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but so the way it works is that they're not off in a studio doing this. They're 
they're on set or they're on location. Yeah. And when the kids are doing their thing, they're just with microphones like beside the camera. That's brilliant. Shooting it in real time. Yeah. So basically they're doing in real life what they're pretending to do with the driving. Uh-huh. I, see, I didn't know that, but I, I love I love all of the visual and the audio portion of that scene where it's like it's changing in and out, where it's like it's small Joel, then it's then it's Jim Carrey Joel, yeah. and it's you know it switches back and all forth. the right costumes. So, yeah, to know that that's actually an, another layer to that scene is is actually really really cool. So they do this weird game where they smother each other. <laughs> not a weird game. Very <laughs> okay. Weird. I was like, there's wave like it's okay. We're not really trying to kill each other. That- no strange and joel smothers her and then the house decays in the background because they got found and And i assume that's the digital side of things that has to be or 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 just like a really quick cut something but that yeah that has to be digital because it's almost like a sandcastle isn't it she she smothers him back so now it's the two of them in bed and she smothers him back as adults and it seems to be a game they do yeah odd and then it's like her turn soon or whatever and then he grabs her breasts and then he grabs her backside, yeah. and I, I, it's a shame Georgia couldn't watch it. It'd be very curious to get to get, to get her perspective on it or more Megan's perspective on it. I'm okay with this from an acting perspective because this is what couples do. Yeah, of course. Just, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what couples yeah, do. Yeah, as long as Winslet's okay with this, yeah. Which I have no reason to think she's not. She hasn't said anything since. Yeah. I, I think couples and it sounds to me like Jim Carrey is very respectful. Yes, anyway. but I think couples are like this, of course, and I think. If you can, I, I, I want to have a world where actors are able to present this as a thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, yeah. Like, yeah. there's obviously a line. I don't want to see, like, proper full-out sex on my screen and be like, that's what couples... No, no, there's a line. Where's, I, I, I don't know where it is, but this hasn't crossed it for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is what couples do. It's fun. It's playful. It's cute. It's intimate. It's true If anything, it's not even that sexualized no. in this regard. It's no. supposed to be shocking. Like, uh, here's what I'm... Oh, no. I don't even know if it was shocking to me. It was a hundred percent, like you said, playful, cute. Yeah. I believe what in the I've relationship that got my, me here. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, she she wants okay. She goes to do it again, and then he and then we have such a tight close up on the pillow that we think maybe he's died or something, like fake died again. Yeah. But actually, it's that she's disappeared. We go back to Howard. Stan goes for a walk outside, and Mary wants to share the quote she knows. And he knows the Nietzsche, and she screws up Alexander Pope by calling him Pope Alexander. <laughs> and he, Who is not an American um, oh, is he not? poet, by the way. Who is he? Is he British? Yeah, he lived in London. Oh, there we go. He's clearly smitten with her, but he's very deflective. He said, no, no, it's very nice. And no, it's great that you know that quote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you being a Bartlett's. It's really, it's really kind of you to say. And so he's being nice, but I don't think at any point he's leading her on. I don't think at any point the only thing he's not doing is calling out the fact that she's into him. Yeah. Mm. And mm. then she gives the poem that the movie's title is from, and it's a lovely little it's, it's a lovely passage of a poem, and it's um, shot over this like street circus that's happening in New York City where Clem and Joel are visiting. I guess if I had a thing, it's this fantasy where she wants to seem smart for him. But she wants to seem smart for him, not by saying anything original, but just right by repeating words that someone else have vouched. This is what smart people have said. That is smart. Yeah. I mean, you just had a total moment there. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you just, you know, like trying to represent yourself as being smart by re- talking about somebody else's speech. 
basically what I what we do with this podcast all the time. Yeah, well, think, think <laughs> hopefully we say something original about um, Elijah Wood's character. He was just trying to replicate. Oh him, yeah, wasn't yeah. He? He's got to a book. Him- he's he's got a book of Bartlett's. He's no more authentic than she is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that was the realization I just had. I was like, "Ooh, that's a good shout." I didn't pick up on that. That's well done. One. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. Damn, I wish I'd gotten that. <laughs> 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 well done, you. Well done, you. Uh, just you said it. I was like, "Ooh, no, that's good." Um. So uh, the scene where John Clementine watched the circus go through the streets. Uh, the scene was made up on the spot. Obviously, the circus was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, director Michael Gondry decided, "Hey, this could work." The part where Clementine disappears suddenly is one of Gondry's favorite moments in the film. As Carrie didn't know she was going to disappear, mm. so says that Carrie's face appears so saddened in the moment. So there we go. There's rumors. Uh, there's uh, some of the research said that Carrie actually says Kate when she disappears. I replayed the scene three times. He's very clearly saying Clem. So oh, yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then they and by they, they an alternate take or something. Maybe. maybe yeah. Mary and uh, Howard kiss, and Stan can see it all from down the street as Harold's wife pulls up. She's got a heck of a memory. See when he went out. Uh, Stan, is that his name? Yeah. When Stan went out, why did he leave them together when he felt there was something there? Did he want to make sure that there was something there? Or... I think he cares, I think he cares more about his job than he cares about... I don't think this is. I don't think he's in love. I think they're having fun. Oh, that's, yeah, it seems more for him than that. Yeah. That's how it felt. No, I don't think so. No, I what? think it's fun as well. I think it's fun. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah uh, we, we, we didn't mention they do wake up like in each other's arms like naked. There was a sex mm-hmm. scene, but they cut it for length. Oh, okay. I'm just, yeah. He just seemed hurt by it. Uh, maybe disappointed. Yeah. Maybe because uh, like he digs her. Yeah, he digs her, and I think there's a natural sense of competition in matters like this. And she ego, said, and you're dumping me for the old guy, but I can't be the old guy because he is the genius. And he even tries to fake and, his way through doing the procedure, but then no, we have to call Howard, and he has yeah. to back down on that one as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the niggle. We don't know about the niggle yet, but he's got the niggle. Yeah. And when she goes, we should call him. Okay, there's another bit of a niggle, isn't there? Yeah. So. I'm he, telling you, there's some past there that he, I, I don't think we're there yet, though. Just, okay, we'll talk. Yeah, same, same. I still want to no, mess with it. Still the same, yeah. <laughs> um, Howard and Mary. Uh, sorry. Uh, the wife gets out. Uh, Stan gets on the horn. He looks outside and goes, oh, no. And then that's and then the, the wife assaults Stan. Which was out of order? Uh, understandably out of order. Yeah. But still I mean, assault's assault. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. with you. Assault's assault. But it's one well, of those. I'll say it's one of those things as a society we seem to be okay with. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I agree with that. No. But if a <sighs> but if a woman does that and starts smacking a man, you 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 reverse that. Okay. Let's say there's a female employee, and uh, you know I'll, I'll play the part. The guy drives up. And sees that his wife's man with someone else, and he goes ahead and he pushes her into the van. <laughs> We're not going. She had it coming. No, no but he's no. going. He's going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a law. I don't know. I think. I think what it comes down to is there's a law, and then in certain situations the law is black and white, and certain situations are sticky gray. This is one of those oh, sticky gray. Exactly. Even if it was a man or, or aggravated assault, he doesn't get hurt. 
to, to play devil's advocate on both sides, even if it was a man. <laughs> Hang on. If I, take, not, if I take a a glass of soda and throw it in your face, that is technically assault. You have not been hurt. You have technically, been, you yes. have been made. To the, yes. you, you can take me to court. That can happen. I can be charged. That's what I mean. That's okay. what I mean. There's the black and white existence, and then there's the gray stickiness. Okay. Letter of, of a, a law situation. versus spirit of a law. I get you on that. Yeah, okay. w- which is where we where we're at right here. It's like if we're in a situation like this, I think a lot of people will grant leniency in you know uh, you know. I'm not calling for to go to jail, but I, I I do think we've 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 normalized this sort of behavior. I agree. You shouldn't be doing these things. Yes, yes. And she seemed to like. She knew this was going to happen. She she has resided to the fact not the first she time is surprised it? No, yeah not yeah. at all was she because she gets so she wakes up so you have to wonder how many of these have gone on theoretically yeah yeah, yeah. I love to get George's perspective but she is very much asleep she is very much at asleep. least once so um where she we should have watched here? it she should have watched it we're gonna I'm gonna tell her I told her on Patreon she should have watched it. I one. did say to her I said I don't think this would have bugged you as much as you no, think it would have I don't think so either um so Howard and Mary run after the car and Mary takes all the blame. And as far as I'm concerned, lines up with the film I saw to this point. I practically yeah. forced him to do it. Da 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 da. And just Howard, don't be a monster. Tell the girl. And you can talk. Uh, there's yeah. some. Is there some implicit fault here with regard to what happened tonight? And that the, he did not expect her to be there. No, he shouldn't still have employed her. That's he where was, I come. That, yes. That's the problem. That's I the agree, problem. That's the only, that's the yeah. only problem. Of, well, because why keep her around? Depending on how. We, That's got to be part of the stipulation. We don't, we don't hear enough of the audio tape. No, we don't. No. Um, she goes, you could have him. You did. So there's a whole other story we don't know about. Did, yeah. did, 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 did Howard and his wife break up and then and then get back together? That's when this thing flaked out? How long, how long were they together for? Because it wasn't enough for anybody who worked, who worked to really realize they were a proper thing. And she seems it was an affair, a nightly yep. affair kind of a thing. And I'm assuming she was okay with her memory being wiped of him. Yeah. Um, he tells her that they had a history and that she wanted the procedure so she could get past the experience. But says we can talk later. I've and he, he isn't on the clock in that regard. Uh, Stan officer a lift home. She rejects it. Uh, Joel back in the dream world approaches Clem and wants to take her out. This is at Barnes and Noble. She says he's married. He says not yet, and she says, "Look, I'm high maintenance." And she goes, "I'm not a concept. I'm just a fucked up girl who's looking for her own peace of mind. Don't assign me yours." Great little, great little few lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just goes, "I remember that speech really well." And again, it's this. Here's part of a memory, and then we'll drop into commentary, commentating on it. Yeah. He goes, "I remember that speech really well." And she goes, "I had you pegged, didn't I?" He said, "You had the whole human race pegged." And he's like, "I still wanted you to save my life, though." <laughs> and he's like, "I know." He says, I want to never go. And he says, hey, if you remember me, maybe we can. And this is regarded as one of the most iconic female characters by some because of her rejection of the manic pixie dream girl trope. Uh, the I'm not a concept. She destroys the notion of a wild female character completing a man's wishes. Uh, 500 Days of Summer is probably the best one that when, when we get around to doing that I'm one. Seeing that. Oh, yeah. like yeah. she is the manic pixie dream girl. She is. Yeah. Uh, more the- reasonable, more grounded one, though, too. Believable one versus. What? Um, what 500 uh, Days? Yes, versus Clementine, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, yeah, I agree with that. Um, which is weird for a movie as surreal as that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mary goes to work, ransacks the office, and finds a very lazy folder with her name on it and in why the would drawer. You still have. Okay, fire. if it's Mary, I call her Kate. Yeah. Mary like, Kate Olsen. <laughs> how hard is it to just find another name? Yeah. Legality, though. Le- legality, it's, though. It's just one name. 
No, legality, though, on terms of patient records. Um, on the folder? Um, if the inside file yeah. says Mary, the folder has to? If it's in your... Oh, I, I mean, I guess. He's trying to hide If it, he's though, worried about legality, he wouldn't be doing this to his employee, would he? Agreed, agreed, agreed. All of it would have been... Let me leave yeah, a very that's, convenient that's a bottle, paper trail for Act 3 of the movie. This is where pitch meeting would go. Must have been very hard for her to find her paperwork in that office. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. Well, she works there. Yeah. Well, (laughs) uh, she also finds an audio cassette of talking about how he didn't come on to her and that she liked that. So even the first time around, it wasn't that he forced himself on her. She had a crush for sure. She also wanted to seem. She wanted to seem smart around him. So look, we're repeating the same behaviors, right? She. She says, I don't want to do it anymore. He says, look, we agreed it was for the best. And that's creepy. It Was this done of free will or not? Yeah. Did she really want to erase him or did he yeah. want to? What did he want her to erase It's just my, my life's easier if we just reset. Yeah. 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 Uh, off to Montauk in Dreamworld, the day they met, he talks about the hoodie. Uh, he was obsessed with her back. And she sees him and says, hey, you don't know how to behave here. That's normal. I like you. Uh, he asked for no joke. She asked for no jokes about her name, and he goes, "Oh, he sings with a Huckleberry accent." Uh, the song. Uh, she says, "This is it. I'll be gone soon. What do we do?" He says, "We enjoy it." And I think here the score is being played in reverse. Oh, and I think it's because the memories are being erased from finish to start, mm. and we're the last bit. And that we're would going make backwards. sense. But I'm convinced. I'm convinced the score is backwards here. Mm. There we go. Um, she goes, are you married? He goes, no. She goes, let's move into this neighborhood. He goes, I do sort of live with someone, though. <laughs> she goes, male or female? He goes, female. Female. And she goes, well, at least I'm not barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> that was funny. That's a good line. She breaks into the house, and the flashlight motif has been present uh, in the rest of the film. is really heavy here. So Very she's going to go to the bedroom. He says, I think I might go. She goes, so go. He goes, I wish I'd. Wish uh, she, I'd she goes, I wish you'd stayed. He said, I yeah. wish I'd stayed too. Yeah. And she goes, why did you go? He said, because you said so go with such disdain. Yeah. And she does. And I, could, I, I understand that. I feel that. And she goes, what if you stayed this time? And so he goes up to her and she, she goes, bye, Joel. He goes, I love you. She says, meet me in Montauk and whispers it in his ear. Which is good because we already know what he does. Yeah. Yeah. And all this time the house has been falling down around them. Yeah. And that's the, 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 the memory of it dissipating, isn't it? Because that was their first sort of like touchstone memory was we should live in this house. Yeah. This, this idea. Uh, the film did use minimal CGI. Uh, but a notable example of uh, practical effects is the house in Montauk. The production team accomplishes by building the corner of a house on a beach and allowing the tide to rise. So executing this effect was difficult as the special team hired to place the set in the water refused to do so because it was perceived to be dangerous. So in response, the director fired the team and had the production team, including the actors and producers, place the set in the water. Wow. The chief of the union reprimanded Gondry in front of the crew for this. Wow. Yeah. But this will live on forever now. Had a vision. Yeah. That's the problem. You get a tyrant director and then it lives forever because it's genius. Yeah. It's nuts. It's It's a fine line. It always is. It is. Whiplash, isn't it? Uh, it always is a fine line. The procedure's (laughs) finished. They pack up and they get to get going as we restart the film. Stan's fine. Mary packing up to go when he fills in some gaps for her. He says, "Did you know we were? Were we? Do you know?" He goes, "I thought." 
And he says, I saw you once, and it was like you were stealing a moment. And you had this smile, kind of like this private cheating kind of smile. But it was just the once. I thought she meant, did you know that he raised my mind? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's both. And that's... I think it's both parts. This Did you know we were together? I've been waiting for this. This is where I'm... I'm 100% convinced he doesn't know. I think he thinks it was a one-time thing. I think he thinks the, the mind was not erased. Who helped? Okay, so who helped the doctor? Because she asked, him? did you do it? He did it himself. Oh, okay. We see he can do it much better than Stan. Yeah, true. True. I believe Stan. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't either. I don't. I, I think. There's too much thought in there. There's too much. He wasn't on it enough to go. I don't know. His, 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 his body language told me different. No, ready for he this? Won't. Ready for this? There's no way. There's no way. He invites her over, and there's no way he calls her Howard if he knows. Hmm. If they had been no, together, so. you're not no, calling Howard so. over. He's your boss. You're not calling him over to be like, here's my girl. I'm with the girl that you did this whole like workaround thing with. But that's why I think him and Elijah are okay with it because he's kind of already done it mm. to her, similar to Elijah's doing it with Kate Winslet. I think, I think that's why he laughs it off because he's like, yeah, that's super unethical. And then it doesn't say it, but it's like, eh, but I've kind of already done it with the girl who erased the boss. Oh, I and I think th- so. I really do. I really do. And and the same thing when when she asked, did you know about us kind of a thing? He 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 his story doesn't kind of make sense. And he kind of plays it off as like, well, no, I didn't know that you guys like I didn't know the extent of your guys' affair is what he kind of plays is he kind said, of what I get from he him. He said he had one he had one moment. And exactly. Nothing else backed that up, so we let it go. Which is, I feel like he is covering for himself and knowing that he erased him. He's he erased flirting the with her from. in the office because he's trying to replace Howard already. He's the technician. He's a guy who knows at least something. You think Howard? T- but you think Howard's going to be cool with that? I think Howard's fucked would, up to begin with because yeah, he's still employing he the girl. Okay, hang on. But, okay, so we think that, but we think we think Stan is we think Stan knows that Howard is cool with that. Yes, because Howard never came on to her, was never trying to do anything. He's was a one-time mistake, similar to what he says to his wife, and then is trying to just get rid of it, brush it under the rug, forget about it be done with this and if that means also being cool with it that one of his other co-workers is having a thing not, with co- not that- hang on not co-workers subordinate yes yes subordinate okay. uh, at the end of the day his employee yep. at the end of the day if if there if that helps him in any right right, right. But in, in any a, case i appreciate it does, it, it, does. You're, you're, it not, does. you're not answering the question i asked <laughs> You're back to answering the question of why is Howard okay with it. You're not answering the question, how does Stan know that Howard's okay with it? There's a lot of presumptions being made here about why Stan knows the old man's okay maybe with him just, doing maybe this. Maybe he just overlooks it. Maybe he's overlooking it because he's that desperate to be with her. He's that infatuated with her, even though she is clearly infatuated not, with Howard but, but, still. But you and I have been in agreement. It's not a love thing. It's a fun thing. Yeah, but those th- that's that's a blurry, that's muddy waters. That's a blurry line. He could be infatuated with her and still have some jealousy things. He can still have some. But even though he knows, like, I saw he's the, still infatuated with Howard. Tell you still, what, folks, we're going to put a poll up this week. I saw the jealousy <laughs> when he looked at Howard. We're going to put a poll up this week. Not that it means, David from Skeptical, not that it means it's correct. <laughs> just to get a perspective about what people think. So uh, we'll, we'll put it up there. Did Stan know? 
Yes. I'm going to call or all of my no. alternate accounts. All of my burner <laughs> oh, I forgot about you and your many burner accounts. <laughs> your 19 VPNs logging in from all over the world to vote. Don't you think I won't do it? Do me, do me a favor. If you've got a VPN, it's been a while for us with Sierra Leone. Help us out, would you? <laughs> oh, actually, I could do that right now. Oh, <laughs> While <yeah>. we're talking. <laughs> I want it to be real. I want it to be earned. Don't do that. <laughs> um, to get 200 downloads. <laughs> you thought it was real the first time, huh? <laughs> You're hilarious real, to huh? think it was. Yeah. Hilarious <laughs> <laughs> to think it was real. Don't take this for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hermes is the puppeteer <laughs> they pack up and get going and we restart the film we said that part already back to Clem going to get oh sorry Mary meanwhile gets help with her stuff in her car there's a ton of files in the trunk and audio cassettes another reason why I don't think Stan's a bad guy because Stan's gotta see what she's doing here oh okay mm-hmm. that makes sense she's yeah. got like nine boxes of office and she's supplies gonna post in them to everybody, aren't with she? envelopes and file folders like yeah, yeah. Yeah, for someone supposed to be... I know he's been up working all night. If Stan missed this. Um, so uh, Clem goes to get her toothbrush, and Patrick's there. There's a message from Patrick that's really, really needy on her answering machine. I'll be Very. anything you want. Oh, I've never been that guy, thankfully. He's a dreadful, isn't he? There's a bruise on Clem's backside, and I'm like, is this from falling down on the ice? Yes, it must be from falling down on the yeah, ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a good look. Yeah, I had a hard time piecing the timeline together at this point. I'm like, this is two days I after. had a lot of time. This is the day. I, this is the morning after the morning after. Yeah. This is the day. Because the way they're cross-cutting it, I was like, is, are these happening at the same time? Is she? Is she... Is she accosting Stan at the same time that um, that they're getting back to his place? But no, there's a day between them because she's got to post everything out. That being said, I'm, I'm familiar with the American Postal Service. One day is not an accurate timeline of how long it takes. <laughs> Thousand percent. <laughs> but she's got a bruise. Um, and she's like, ooh. And so um, there is – Clem gets back in the car with Joel. Uh, she has to walk by um, – does she walk by Patrick at this point? Somewhere around here, Patrick's come by the house. Yeah. And tries yeah. to talk no, her out after. of it. It's after. It's after. Okay. It's after. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she plays the, the letter. She plays the letter, plays the cassette in the thing. And we hear Mary at the end of their relationship just saying the worst things. And uh, Patrick, sorry, um, um, Joel thinks Mary's screwing with him, which of course you would, and kicks her out of the car. And she uh, runs back to her house, and Patrick, there it is, and she screams at him, get away from me. And I'm like, the guy does deserve to know you're done. Mm-hmm. Like, we know he's an unethical scumbag. I don't think she does yet, but we know he is. Right. Um, but that's the thing with her. She's impulsive. She doesn't, she's not yep. thinking about all of that. She's just doing it. Clem goes to Joel's place, and the neighbor lets her in, even referring to her by name. She goes to his place where he's listening to his tape on Clem. And he's got a five CD changer to which I marked out for. And when I remember those, I had one of those. I had one in the car. Five felt like it was like I have reached the peak of technology. I can listen to any one of five CDs. Right. I can go between them. (laughs) How are you change it? You put it on shuffle and you hear Yep, you heard it. Does it all move in the right spot? What's the song going to be? It was like a little lottery (laughs) because it made you wait for it. It really did. Uh, They're both having to make up for the audio on the tape um, um, because you hear him say, the thing with the hair is bullshit. And then then that's the recorded version. He goes, I really Mm. like your hair. She goes, thank you. She's like, do you have any whiskey? Because he goes to turn it off and she's like, no, 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 you heard mine. She heard his for like, 
He heard hers for like yeah. 30 seconds. Like they listened that, to yeah. minutes. I agree. I agree. Thought the same. I'm thing. like, why would you bother with this? She wants whiskey and brings little. He has left a nice Easter egg because Stan and Mary drank it all last night. By the way, that whiskey is is shite. Is it? Okay. I'll just say that. <laughs> it's a blend of whiskey. It's terrible. Oh, okay. They listen to way too much of Joel's tape. We said that. She then leaves him. She walks out of the house this time, which is kind of like a nice. So he has to fight for her, which is a nice. Maybe he's learned something implicitly from that first time where he leaves the house. Mm, yeah. He follows her and then asks her to wait. And she says, what about the, she says, repeats the thing about not being a concept. So they have that memory again together. She goes, look, you'll get bored. I'll get bored with you. And you'll think of all these things about me and the way I, I, I find attention. And he goes, okay. And she <laughs> goes, okay. And he kind of cries okay. and goes, okay. And that's enough. And, and the question I've got is, isn't this the crux of relationships in general where odds are we're going to end up in, in heartbreak? But you, but you still give but it you go, go anyway. into it and you go, yeah, I'm probably going to get my heart broken in this. I think I can go one step further than that. Go ahead. Then, then just the heart. So is it the crux of a relationship that we might end up in heartbreak? Or that we do end up in heartbreak? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But you know what makes it 10 times worse is if you don't Try. learn from your previous mistakes. Yeah. No, if you erase the past, if you don't learn from the past. I know there's a quote out there, right? It's, you know, something, something, something. You're destined to repeat it, right? If those you who do past, not learn from history or de- uh, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Exactly. And that is, that's where I think. All of this is the crux. That's, that's why the you ultimate. need the history. That's I had exactly. I had. It's yeah, better exactly. to have loved than lost than yeah. never to have loved at all. Same. I mean, this film's yeah. all. Uh, there's a hit song on the radio right now. I don't know what it's about, but it's about the concept. I got to fix my TV's about to turn off in a minute. Um, I got to, but it's the idea about. I don't mind if you hate me, just don't forget me. And yeah. uh, I'm curious if it was a thing to do with oh there it is look at that it's nice that my remote's always in the same place liam you've got another role here on the pod you can do the uh, <laughs> there we go i'm the gopher <laughs> so there's that uh some erased memories for us oh it fades to white unlike to blacks so if it's not going to be in a relationship they sort of run and play in the montauk snow and we fade to white because black has been everything else to this point yeah, fade to yeah. white's more positive i suppose people yeah. say that's hopeful and everything yep. god it depresses me every time i see it because <laughs> it really does it's because if you, it, it, the only reason they're willing to take another shot is because they forgot all of that bad stuff. Sure, they forgot some of the good stuff, so they're willing to rehash the good stuff. But they had their chance. They did do all of that good stuff, and it turns out that there was more bad than good, and they're ready to. Cut okay, it. but let's 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 re- retweak this. Let's say she she's not impulsive and she doesn't get the memory thing, right? Yeah, she doesn't sure. get a memory wiped, and he goes and he buys that thing for her, and he goes and stops by the house and says, "Hey, I want to get another go. I really really care." Enough days have gone by. She goes, oh, it's, it's perfect. You, you, you clearly no. do get me. And they decide to give so. it another go. I mean, th- this happens in relationships. I'm not saying say this. Say Elijah Wood's character. Who no one's ever bought me jewelry that I've, that I've really liked before. Yeah, and, and yeah. she did. Didn't so, I mean, this happens with couples all the time where you tell them, oh, I'm glad, yeah, she was terrible. And then they're dating again a week later. You're like, oh, this is awkward. Um, and does it last ever, though? But we don't. But will this last ever? I, I don't know, but... No. Uh, I guess your idea could be the fact that it, it, the movie has to end sometime and it ends on the reunion. Therefore, we frame this as, oh, love was there all along. But we do have the crime bit where they go, okay, which does give us the idea of it, you know, it's likely going to end. Mm. Absolutely going to end. And that is beautiful in a sense of, of, of living in the day and the moment and enjoying what is enjoyable here and now. I get all of that. But it is, it is the biggest thing I took from the movie is, yeah, is you can't, 
you can't be a full-fledged person. You can't learn. You can't ever have those things of wisdom if you erase the things that teach you those, exactly. those, those lessons, you know, and this is one of those very hard lessons we all have to learn luckily there isn't a technology that erases because i know a lot of people would take it as it shows in the film where there was uh the people who was sitting with in the office where they're trying to erase their dog the buster that died and yeah. you know all those things it's we would all take these easy roads out but oh, it's never the road I that wouldn't. needs to be traveled so i mean I've i had- don't like going through the heartache i don't like doing going through the the bad negative times but you know what I feel better afterwards yeah. when I've come through it. I don't think I made anybody, anybody likes it. Well, uh, no, but I wouldn't erase it either. No, I mean, it's the thing of going. So I asked to start. So I had a relationship that lasted 10 years and then it ended. So is that, you talk to some people, I wasted 10 years of my life. Not mine, when they talk about, about their own relationships. No, I don't think I wasted mm-hmm. 10 years of my life. I think it broke up. Does that mean I had an unsuccessful relationship or does that mean I had a successful relationship for seven of those 10 years? And then the right. last three, it kind of went badly. Just because we didn't get to the end of our lives together, does that mean it was not a successful relationship? No, I felt pretty successful and happy for seven of those ten years. Mm-hmm. So I'll take those. The Eagles wrote a song about it, Wasted Time. There we are. There we are. Um, erase memories for us, because we never saw them. Maybe we didn't see the film and they took us out back. Um, <laughs> Joel's girlfriend was supposed to be played and be in a scene by Ellen Pompeo, who was the lead character of Grey's Anatomy Lovies many years. Uh, she also had a oh, bit okay. part in Catch Me If You Can as yep. one of the stewardesses that he ends up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cut, uh, uh, even though Kaufman really wanted to put her in there. Also, Tracy Morgan was cut from the film. There's something I want to know where he what takes What the hell? Place. Yeah. Who's Tracy Morgan? A uh, friend or something? I have no idea. Uh, it's, it's from a... He's Cop from Out? A, he's from Cop he's Out? Saturday Night Live. <laughs> he says everything that's really, really blunt kind of... Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he, he's a black actor and sort of plays this very blunt type character. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, I don't know where you'd put him in where it just wouldn't be... If he's playing to his usual type, yeah. maybe he's going to go against type like everybody else's, and he's going to be like a, a, a wizened Harvard professor. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Oh, but I really like Tracy Morgan. Uh, if you had a chance, see 30 Rock. He's great. He's in on his own joke. It's really, really good. Oh, okay. Um, another one would be, in the end, an older Clementine, there'd be a, a final coda, would come in again to Lacuna to have the procedure done. And a look at the screen would show she'd have had the procedure done 15 times and all of them would have involved Joel. Wow. Yeah. Even, a- even when there's a scene where he's sitting in there with the other patients and uh, Kirsten Dunst is on the phone, she's like, look, we can't do this procedure on you three times in a month. Yeah. Again, a lot of people I feel yeah. like would take would be there again. Bill. Yeah. Another subplot drop oh. from the script was that Kirsten Dunst would have found out that Howard made her get an abortion and then they wiped her memory. Oh, that's deep. So yeah, I'm glad so that was cut. They didn't yeah, go same. they didn't go quite to that extreme. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. I will try and make it a little bit rapid. You're way late for your <laughs> rehearsal. Yeah, I'm late. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> um could you please tell us um Random word, buddy. Oh, I oh Hermes. It's Hermes, Hermes, Hermes job this week. going to do it this week, yeah. What? what? Uh, random, random word, word. buddy. Um, oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- well, tears. 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 Yeah. Because yeah. I'm telling you, that opening shot there with the credits and everything with uh, Jim Carrey's tears. Yeah, tears. Yeah. Tears. Stick there. Mm. That's going to be, I don't, I don't think I've ever searched this one on the gifts. See what this pulls up. We will be in tears. (laughs) Uh, The money, 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 $20 million budget. Uh, What does it take home? 
is more of a cult. Yeah, I don't remember this being a big hit. Um, I reckon that's going to go under, so I'm going to say 15. One five? Yeah. Uh, Hermes? Two five, just because it made a little bit more doesn't mean it made the marketing, so two five. You're both low. It does make a small profit, $74 million. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, the awards, two Oscar nominations, one win. Any ideas? Cinema photography. No. Uh, Script. Screenplay. Wins the Oscar for best original screenplay. Oh, there we go. Uh, uh, was Jim Carrey nominated but didn't win? No. Nope. I don't think he was nominated. Yeah, no. Winslet, then? Winslet's nominated. Oh, okay. Nominated. Yeah. Uh, also wins See, BAFTAs for Best Screenplay and Best Editing, which I would say good shout there. Yeah, because there's a lot yeah. going on. The Writers Guild of America ranked the script at 24th in their list of greatest screenplays of all time above The Wizard of Oz. Wow. In his Ooh. acceptance speech for the Best Screenplay Oscar, Charlie Kaufman never thanked or even mentioned Pierre Bismuth, and in later years would express a mixture of skepticism and annoyance as to whether Bismuth deserved to share the award or take any credit <laughs> for the script. Wow. Didn't Bismuth say, no, it was mostly Kaufman. Didn't he say, I, I swear I read or. There's a bit where he kind of gives him a lot of credit. Yeah, but. He said, yeah, you, it was mostly Kaufman. <laughs> did you know that Jim Carrey's never been nominated for an Oscar? That doesn't shock me. I thought Truman yeah. Show he had, because he was clearly going for it for about three years. He yeah. really wanted. When he did the Majestic and all those sorts of things, it was Wasn't like. There a film called Number 13 or something? Uh, that's number 23. That wasn't him going for an Oscar. Yeah. That was just him going no. for a whole I've movie. never seen it. I don't yeah. know. It's just off. East for him. All right. He's uh, better in this. Yeah, for Hermes, sure. who would you cast as who? Oh, well, Liam's going to be, I'm, you know, Kate Winslet. She's got, he's got to be um, <laughs> yeah. the hair and the, and the manic pixie a little bit. You're also, you're more of the, the, um, the quirky character. Whereas Liam, I think you could play this, the straight man, Jim Carrey in this. I think that'd be good. Yeah. So you've got him as Winslet and Jim Carrey. No, no, no. You, you as Jim Carrey. Oh, I'm Jim Carrey. Liam, okay. <laughs> Liam would be Kate Winslet. I real, think that'd be a. I think that would be a great dynamic. I look really, really sad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I did see yeah. a lot of myself in her. Sometimes it's a very small. Georgia cat. could be Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Who, who are you going to be? Um, I could be the doctor. I guess. There like, you go. Um, um what's his name? Doctor Howard. Howard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Howard. I could do um, that. Or Ruffalo, I'd have fun with. No, Elijah Wood. Be, uh, Ethan could be Elijah Wood. I think course. that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Ruffalo's such a great character in this, though, isn't he? Ruffalo, Ruffalo does a great performance in this. Yeah. Did this He's film have a villain problem? Yes and no, yeah. if I can say it. Yes, because there's not a definite one. Like, is it, the, is it, is it Howard necessarily for being the creator of this technology? Is it, is it the each of them in the relation yeah so maybe in that case it does have a villain problem but in my eyes i say it doesn't because i don't know that's the last one i have to do it's verged because (laughs) you know the weird thing is though when you do that hermes automatically goes to stop yeah he does (laughs) rather than just finish his sentence earlier he was like yeah yeah i'll be good i'll be good keeping going he just goes It's because like you I can when start I my your line. Up. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, learn how to extend. I can start my. I can stop it, and then if you give me the five, and then you press play again, then I can continue on. Oh, like nothing oh, ever okay. Okay. I can good. absolutely. Do. I should have explained it, but I could do that. Yeah, that's good. Now that we've done our last one, you've explained how you can do it and not do it. 
<laughs> I think the film does not have a villain problem because the villain problem is almost like a horror movie. It's this idea that this process is going to take his memories away. The villain is the process. Mm-hmm. The villain is the process. It's almost yeah, like a yeah. horror monster yeah, coming yeah, together. Exactly. You, it's, it's very horror. You can't hide from it. You're trying to hide from it everywhere, and it finds you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's a nice twist with some stuff of Wilkinson at the end. And that's all right. That's all right. And it's not a roar. I'm that big bad he guy. Doesn't he doesn't seem a bad guy. Because he thinks he? he's a good guy. Because he, he went over to do his job and then yeah. she kissed him and he had a moment. The big thing is that he erased her memory and didn't tell her. Yes. And there's a cool reveal of that. Yeah. When she goes, don't be a monster, movie. tell her. I'm like, well, that's decent. Although yeah. she was living with that secret as well. Yeah. So she's sure. not exactly innocent. Nope. It's gross all around in that case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whose story is it? Uh, it's both of them, isn't it? Both, yeah. It's entwined. What is the story here? I think we've said it better with love than lost. Those who learn from history. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the good and the bad. And there's so much value as human beings that is associated to both of those experiences. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We always want to erase some of the bad, but I mean, I was recently talking on, uh, one of our recent episodes, there was a shout out to Nick over on uh, miles and mountains. He's been having some valleys, you know, he haven't had as many peaks, as of late and you know he he's a, an ultra marathoner frequently and he told me straight up like this is why i do these ultra marathons because you know the cl- it's much easier to go downhill than it is to go uphill but when you get uphill like that's that's a much more rewarding experience because you know where you came from yeah versus if you just ended up at the top you know like you said if you're just born into privilege like that's it's not the same as if you came from the valley climbed to the top and found yourself up there kind of yeah thing. Um. Yeah. Uh. Roll of women. Roll of women. I think she's great. I. I think she. I think she's great. The odd few bits, you know. But yeah, overall, she's she's all right. And she's Kirsten great. Dunst. All the women's are. Kirsten Dunst is a bit. Oh, really? Kirsten Dunst is a bit, is, is a bit harder to swallow. I. Well, I think she's just young. Yeah, that's what I think. Young and naive to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, exactly. Guy or girl, I think. I think we've all been there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Um, any other big questions? We've asked a lot of big questions along the way. We've, we've trimmed some things out. We've trimmed some things. <laughs> There's no Muppets in this movie. No. Um, <laughs> any other Muppets. big questions? I don't think so. I think we talked about how this movie could really couldn't be made today because of the, the technology doesn't allow it. And neither of us would wipe our minds no. of things no we talked about kind of the well the ethics in a lot of relationship stuff today so we've kind of done the big questions throughout mm-hmm. that's why the runtime is where it is uh <laughs> favorite character oh no, it's because i'm on here yeah, well, th- there, there's here. an element of that to it <laughs> <laughs> i keep blaming everybody else and <laughs> you can blame me. i'm clearly the common link here favorite character yeah um probably Again, I'm going to do this thing where I'll have two. One sub-character and one main character. Cause, go, go, do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's why you look As he explains the runtime. Just, just do it. <laughs> I like Kirsten Dunst in this. I thought she was, um, she added a different element to the movie as we're following the two main characters. It gave her a bit more depth and a bit more understanding of what was going on. Um, and I like the fact that she gave the files back to the people of what's been happening. Um, but Kate Winslet I thought was brilliant in this because I do put myself into characters and I do see how I'm going to be with and how I'd handle situations and I'm a little bit like her in the fact that not just with the hair dying and stuff but I'm very impulsive myself and very much still like yeah let's do this let's do that oh come on we can do that and I don't always think about the consequences 
Um, I'm not bipolar, but I, I'm I'm more of a, a calmer version of herself. So, Kate Winslet. Okay. Clementine. Harris. Uh, I gotta it, Mark. If there's if there is a um, honorable mention, Mark Ruffalo is an honorable Absolutely. mention. But I got I gotta go with Joel only because I love Mark Ruffalo and he does a great job. But, Me but too. I gotta go with Joel. I gotta go with Jim Carrey. He. This was one of those first. Um, appearances those these first movies where i saw him break typecast and i always enjoyed jim carrey i i do like lie liar i do like ace ventura i mm-hmm. i enjoy him and i and in interviews and everything i see i i feel like i like him as a person as well yeah but when i saw him crying in those opening credits there you know and listening to the to the music and i was like wow like it was a big shock and and he continued it throughout the entire film that I was like, wow, really impressed by him all around. He's got to be my favorite. He was very suppressed, wasn't he, from him normal self. It was really good to see him reined in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for my honorable. I'm going to go Elijah Wood. I mean, the guy's creepy. I would have given him my <laughs> I would have given him my, my, my full one, except for he disappears about half of the movie. Yeah. So, full in it. yeah, um, I know the last time her movie's on when I know we had to have him around for the whole movie. But <laughs> for 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 my pick, yeah, he kind of has to be around for the whole movie. Um, so I'm going to go with. Oh, it's really hard. You go to either of the two leads. You really, really could. Yeah, I'll go Kate Winslet because I don't think. I think everybody's going to be so surprised that he had this in him. I don't think anybody's looking at what Winslet's doing. Yeah. Because they're so surprised by by Jim Carrey learning you can act between four and six and not zero and ten. Meanwhile, Kate's doing two to eight pretty damn well. When is Kate bad, though? Like, when is Kate Winslet ever? Right. This isn't about, this isn't about, wow, this isn't, they didn't suck for once. This is, this is, this is my favorite performance. And I thought, like, I've seen Kate do, do the other side of it so well so often she could yeah yeah she's yeah. not meryl streeping this and playing the same thing all the time you know what i'm saying yeah which yeah, is why i wrong. thought they were they were reversed roles probably not being fair to meryl streep there but yeah <laughs> do you know weren't what I mean? they originally weren't they originally written different weren't they originally uh the characters written different and they swapped them after i've they heard cast this them? i mean i've also heard about pineapple express oh, so take your uh, take your pick what pineapple express yeah it's a it's a movie with um, Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco, oh, and on James the first day of shooting, they, they they basically agree to switch to switch roles. Oh, really? Yeah, because Rogen does the respectful one. one in the end, and Franco does like the, the crazy stoner one, which you'd uh, expect the other one to have okay, done. Yeah. So isn't yeah. that what happened? I swear I heard something about that. It might be. It might be. Go ahead and. Uh, should you find out? I'll, I'll put. We'll, we'll add it next week in the. Uh, <laughs> put it into the BFE uh, Twitter comments. There you we'll go. Just, if you can we'll find it, it was sort of a link, for. guys. Help us out. Help us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do this. Best moment, best element, Liam. It was the um, visual effects of it all. The the fact that you know yeah. you you saw him in bed waking up onto a beach and water coming into the house and the house falling apart and representing her being pulled away on the ice and all these visual it was an assault on my senses it was like amazing especially when you think most of it was practical i mean (laughs) clever stuff just just the where the camera's pointing how it's pointing and then like the certain little color gradients there was that scene where he's like eating chinese food going from the kitchen yeah and you see him in the tv half of him yes and then that was clever wasn't it Right, it, it, there's little little oh, things like life. exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 I, I wrote that down. I'll tell you yeah, what. I saw the runtime for this was an hour and a half, and I went, "Oh, it'll be easy." 
And then 21 pages later, I finished and went, this is usually the notes I have for a two and a half hour movie, not a one and a half hour movie. <laughs> well, I'm glad Hermes brought it up with the TV. And the, yeah, it was the, very good. Because that's just something. The that you- visual element. You can tell two visual artists had a kind of a, had a sort of were involved on that production side of it because it's yeah. not just dialogue, which it could be. I, I love me a dialogue movie. But the visuals yeah. of this were so important. And I do think that people should respect safety and everything like that. But he did capture a great he moment did. on screen. <laughs> he did. The he ends did. justify the means is what Liam's saying. All right. <laughs> oh, well, you should watch Whiplash. Uh, you should watch yeah. Whiplash, Don't throw Liam. any symbols at me. <laughs> he, he, likes it, he likes it okay when it's the production of the movie, just not the narrative. Uh, Hermes, I'm assuming you've done yours yet? No. Um, yeah, favorite, uh, best element yeah. is, um, or best scene, is um, the moment where... And it, this really solidified the the essence of the film for me was uh, when Joel is turning on the procedure. Where he says, "I I don't want this anymore. I I, I changed my mind." And he's he's uh, he doesn't like, he's trapped. And and going forward throughout the film, and then at the end, where it's just another procedure, he lost out. You know how many of these patients ultimately you know change their mind midway through but nobody yeah. knows that because it's only in their mind kind of a th- that whole thought that i had when i saw that was it doesn't matter you know you're probably one of the many people who have a rejection to the to the procedure i just how many of us would change our mind after we're done being you know emotionally distraught over, yeah. over a relationship you know that 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 one sticks out to me every time uh, I'm going to go with, it's going to be boring in this regard. I'm going to go with the chemistry between the two lead actors. I think uh, with all that other stuff, none of that works if you don't have the two of them making you buy into it. Yeah. And they do. Uh, you look at the two scenes. I mean, the big, you know, the, scene, the scene in the hallway when he's trying to talk her into staying. And she's wait. like, yeah. well, we'll, yeah. we'll always do this. And he's crying. He's going, okay. Yeah. If that's, if that's why that's it's supposed to show. be. Or, yeah. or when they're in the car and, you know, are you fucking with me? Yeah, clearly yeah. Fine. I'm not, and it, it felt like the arguments felt organic. I didn't necessarily agree with the way the, the 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 dialogue or the plot had them doing the things, but their performance against each other, I always bought, mm. and that's important because without that, why do I want him to to end up with her? Didn't you also say most of it was improvised with them two? They went and they practiced, so there was oh, a deal okay. of their own experiences massaging what was in the script, which is something because Charlie Kaufman's writing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. you could easily go, yeah. "I'm Charlie Kaufman. I wrote being John Malkovich," but really, his writing's more about <laughs> his writing's more about uh, other things than it, you know, about the idea yeah, than yeah, it is yeah. about necessarily the words. He's not Aaron Sorkin per se. Yeah, um, and he grumbles. I didn't like um, the pillow, playful pillow suffocation. Oh, it's okay with it. It's just weird. <laughs> I didn't like it. Okay. Oh, that's like, I don't understand. Are you, know, you, are you, you trying to kill her? You, are you trying to kill him? You, you, you're oh, not going to go, hey, if, 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 you're, if, you're, if you're in a loving relationship and they're like, I also put a or pillow on my face, okay? I would never <laughs> dream about putting a pillow over my girlfriend's face. I, <laughs> but anyway, it is not for me. Um, Valentine's Day comes once a year. (laughs) (laughs) But I also found it like, because that's my very first watch. I didn't have that second rewatch of, oh, that's why that's happened. Or that's why that. I was very confused right up until I realized they were wiping their memories. And I'm like, whoa, um, what's going on here then? Or why are they doing that? You know, so I was a bit lost at the beginning. So um, I'm curious to see what your rewatch is. Yeah, Yeah. I'll probably give it a year or two and then I'll rewatch it. Yeah. I don't think you've ever gone back to any of the ones we've done. And said, oh, I rewatched that. 
No, I think I probably would with this. Oh, would you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just something you have to go out of your way to actually try and do it, and that becomes hard sometimes because we've always had a movie we're going to watch. Well, this week. yeah, exactly. Every yeah. week we have a movie. Whenever people have seen this, I'm like, early if it's not for the pod, I don't tend to watch a lot of stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting there thinking about Wakanda forever all summer. I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. no, I will at some point, but it was like not today. Uh, Hermes, the Grumble? Yeah. Grumble is you know and i saved it till the end was the um was the score i know you mentioned earlier in the beginning that you really liked how it played with certain things there was a couple moments especially in the beginning where i had to adjust myself and i i had to real okay i kind of see why you're doing but it was just too it was too much and two things there was one place in the car where he's driving and crying it might have been the opening credits and that I, went, I didn't have a problem with. Oh, and I that went. I, I went. The score here makes no sense. <laughs> it was when they're talking on the train, and she's like trying to get oh, really? into. Okay, it was. It was a lot of that. I didn't enjoy too much. I mean, they were definitely thinking about everything in this film. Oh, maybe yes, overthinking yes. elements, and this might that might have been one of them. Um, my grumble would be: I really found it sometimes with with, with the dialogue or the plot. Uh, I found it difficult at times to care about these to want to see them end up together. And I'm like, I don't, the, the scene when she's like, I want to be an open book to you. And he's like, you got to stop talking. And I'm like, what? give me one character <laughs> to root don't. for, just one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at the end they go, oh, I really, really loved you. Meet me in Montauk. I'm like, yeah, but that's the even start when you're all happy. And, oh, it's brutal. It was. The destined to fail thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but there's a beauty in that. But I was just like, as weird. I know I said the it's, chemistry was yeah. my thing. That's the actors overcoming what I thought at times was a weak story to get us there. So with that, anybody's best role ever? Okay, now this Ooh. one is hard for me with Carrie. This yeah. one is really hard for me with Carrie because I take this and I know it's not a film, so does it qualify to say kidding? The, and again, it's directed by um, don't Gondry to, as well. We don't tend to say TV because TV gives you a greater chance to flesh something out over an amount of time. Yeah. I, you, can, you can you can you can you can just mention. I'd like to give a special shout out to Kidding, which which we've done. But uh, for film, I'm going to say this is better than Truman Show for him. His performance, I I, I think so as well. I, I think do. so too. Okay. Yeah. For Winslet, I prefer her in Titanic. The Reader is my favorite. Of I've hers. never seen The Reader. I what? just rewatched that. My wife was enthralled by it i, I love like winslet in all play. things i love winslet in sense and sensibility and i hate sense and sensibility <laughs> i think as soon as she started it yeah i think um casualty series seven uh episode 34 i love i, I love her great in, as a patient i love her in quills and quills is a deeply disturbing movie now reader is a deeply disturbing movie it? if you have you need to watch this ian this is like two i've given you as homework reader? now right. i i love kate winsler and I, I probably like her in titanic i well i'll be honest i didn't like her in uh, revolutionary road is that what it's yeah called? that's what leo again yeah i really didn't like that at all um what about ruffalo both unlikable. is it his best role yeah that's what i'm asking I, mm, what's he better no. at? uh dark dark waters have you ever seen that? I've not seen that. No. He's a lawyer. That whole <laughs> he's definitely whole better in this than thirteen going on thirty. Uh, he's, oh, see, <laughs> see, I haven't seen any of the big ones. Like, what was the one about all the newspaper writers? Uh, Spotlight. Spotlight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, haven't I haven't seen, seen that. that. Yeah, he has. You say it all the time. Maybe it's a little better to be tame rather than the shouty roles. Yeah. He has a shouty role and he yeah. does it. Like, I'll say this: this is the best thing I've seen him in. But I'm I'm well aware that will change. Do you know what I love about Mark Ruffalo? Though, you know, you say to me, people just like 
me on stage. Yeah. I you think, think he's got Ma- that? Mark Ruffalo, he's got that likability. That's why his Hulk is better than anybody well, else. I wanted to throw back to, to Hermes and him saying that he's got a shouty bit that we'll like. Are you saying I'm going to like him when he's angry? <laughs> <laughs> In that sense, similar to the movie, I won't, I won't say the film's name, but similar to what we discussed offline about you need to watch before we talk yeah. about it kind of a thing. Similar to that. He's not in that one, but in the very similar context and topic of discussion in Spotlight, he does it. And I think he I think that one is even better because of it. That film is even better than the other film we talked about because of it. Cool. Um let's do this. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? In honor of Mark Ruffalo, Rage Game, Rage Game. Let's all play the Rage Game. I got five. Oh, cool. Uh, I very quickly scrolled them down here. Jim Carrey. Uh, when was this, 2004? Yep. Okay, 37. And Hermes. Roughly 20 years ago. Oof, 37, 38. Remember, last time Hermes ran the table. <laughs> 42. I miss, I hit or miss. I'm always hit or miss. 42. Oh. Hermes gets the first point. Oh, t- sneaky. Kate Winslet. Uh, we'll start with Hermes. Um, you said 42 for um, 39. I'm going to go lower, 37. You sure you want to go lower? <laughs> yeah. Go higher. <laughs> 42. Oh, cheating as usual. <laughs> Ian over here cheating as usual. <laughs> Turns out he was, uh, she was 39, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Got you good at this, Hermes. Kirsten Dunst. Um, 32. 32. Hermes? That one's a real rougher. Um, tw- 29. You're both way high. 22. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, because she was about 12 in um, Interview Vampire. I that just like want to make 90s, sure I don't it? have my math wrong on that one. One second. I'm just going to verify. Because when Spider-Man was tw- 2000 in two i'm 100 percent. she's 22 wow. wow so she was tw- born in wow. 1982 wow. so in 2004 she'd be 22 years old yeah yep. yeah she's yeah. very young in interview with the vampire she was wasn't she and that's early 13 or 12 early 90s, 90s. 93 94 somewhere in there yeah around there isn't it uh mark ruffalo uh hermes you first having already won uh, but we'll just play through it to see if he runs the table <laughs> 30 dead on <laughs> well i'm gonna go th- 32. Okay, he's not going to run the table this time. Would you believe he's 37? Wow. Yeah, he looks really wow. young. He does look really young. And then finally, Tom Wilkinson. Doesn't look as young. Oh, oh slight hint. He's <laughs> <laughs> older than 37. Hmm. Uh, Liam first. 52. And Hermes. 50 dead on. 56. Oh, come on. Oh, what a there you go. It's like there fantasy you football. You wait till you're disqualified, then you just pick up a couple of meaningless wins at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, Georgia, the critics, please. The critics. You're hey. now mic'd up. You're joining us. Welcome, welcome, Georgia. welcome, welcome. Welcome, Georgia. Welcome. Hello. Um, <laughs> I have got Richard Corliss from Time Magazine says, the latest and loveliest alternative universe created by Charlie Kaufman, America's most, we should probably say only, intellectually provocative screenwriter. Um, then we have got James Christopher from the Times UK said it is not as fiendishly cunning as being John Malkovich or as, or as savage as adaption but the surreal romantic twists are pure Kaufman at his neurotic worst 
Okay. Um, and then I found one from our good friend, Roger Ebert. Ebs. He Ebs. says, The wisdom in eternal sunshine is how it illuminates the way memory interacts with love. We more readily recall pleasure than pain. From the hospital, I remember laughing nurses and not sleepless nights. A drunk remembers the good times better than the hangovers. A failed political candidate remembers the applause. An unsuccessful romantic lover remembers the times where it worked. What Joel and Clementine cling to are those perfect moments when life... Uh, lives seem to be blessed by heaven and sunshine will fall upon it forever. I hope those are the moments some of those patients are frozen. They seem at peace. What does mm. it say about me that I just remember the negative stuff? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do too. So I, I don't know what sort of pleasure and privileged life Ebes is leaving, yeah. leading. But, uh, I try to be objective. I, uh, I try to be objective. But Ebes, well written. Oh, he's great, isn't he? he gave it four. Eves. Yeah, there's a reason yeah. why we always go to Eves. I mean, Absolutely. there's a lot of well, stuff about the Rotten Tomatoes metric that's been in the news. Maybe we'll show that for our Have You Heard About This next week. I have. Heard uh, but um, there's a reason why Eves is always the one we try to get in there. I mean, the guy was just the best to ever do it. Yeah. He just was. So I think you posted something about that, right, with his uh, picture there, there or retweeted something? I retweeted something. I think it was brought to us by, I want to think, was it Richard who brought it to us in our Patreon chat? I think it was. I can't remember. He brought something to us, and I was like, mm, "Interesting! It's an interesting read about how rotten tomatoes can be man, 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 can be and is man, be manipulated." So, yeah, that's what there we are. Because uh, it's, it's just a lazy metric. It's not a uh, yeah. I did. I said because it's not about being. It's not a score. It's not ninety four percent. It's not ninety four out of a hundred. It's ninety four percent of critics gave it a favorable review, yeah. even if that's three out of five. Mm-hmm. So for what it's worth, this got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, let's be honest, that's a good score still. And 8.3 on IMDb, so it's, it would meet both of our qualifications on that side of it there. I put out a fleece, as I'm known to do, and I said, hey, is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? And what we got was 57% called this a great film, 23% called this a good film, Ooh. 14% called it okay, 6% called it poor. Who hurt you? Um, for a beetroot <laughs> metric of 80%. Wow. Good score. 80%. Good score. Good score. So that's our own little uh, beetroot metric. You always so, bring good movies to the podcast. Oh, Hermes brings, Hermes brings, Hermes brings well-written films, which I yeah, always appreciate. Do, yeah. Something that Josh, my next favorite movie, said about me was, uh, he said, you like well-written, you know, you always pick well-written movies, or you pick Oscar winners for screenplays? I said, or Oscar nominated? I went, no, I just like well-written movies. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. I, just, I tend to like movies that the story holds up to scrutiny. Yeah. That's me. My, my ears and brain still work together. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there we go. Whereas Liam, you can, you, sometimes you can get by if you smash enough cars into each other and they blow up. Oh, yeah. Smash <laughs> enough cars, bit of a car chase, bit of a martial arty. <sighs> I yeah. love it too, Leah. When you come over the to odd, our show, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Don't you worry. Oh, <laughs> brilliant! The odd. Why is that woman showering in the middle of an otherwise not bathroom room? That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> I, all right. I understand completely. Yeah. So uh, Cheers, <laughs> let's uh, talk about our friends of the podcast. What do they have to say, Georgia? Oh, and I had a couple of comments on the George reacts as well that I wanted to kind of bring up here. It was Richard said, what's your issue with the Truman Show again? <laughs> you don't like the way it makes you feel or something like that. And then I meant to respond and never did. So I kind of wanted to just to respond quickly now. And the, my issue with the Truman Show is that I basically turn on the film really quite quickly because the idea of feeling like that, I do a Liam and basically go put myself in Truman's shoes and it terrifies me. Um, and if we want to go like, so psychoanalyzing Georgia for a second, and I'm sure Hermes would love it. Um, oh, I <laughs> I have a very very difficult time with accepting that I wouldn't be in charge of something. Um, so take from that what you will. But it's like I in my own life I don't mm. drink with people. I was going to say you. you I didn't I've drink until that. I was a lot older. 
um i don't drink around people i can't i don't know and don't trust i yeah so i have real issues with like being in control of things so the like idea of having memories wiped or the idea of being in a like environment where i'm controlled by someone but i don't know it absolutely just causes me to flip my shit and i can't cope with it um so i heard most of your discussion because i was kind of half asleep half snoozing but uh, yeah no i still don't think i'd have been able to cope with this just from what you guys were saying no um but enough about me uh friends of the podcast i got one from deck who says watched it for the first time today what a fun and depressing movie (laughs) with a happy ending question mark yeah um then we've got one from aj who says i enjoyed this movie it was unrealistic dysfunctional explored some questions would we be drawn to the same people even if we had consensual amnesia about that person the movie wants us to come to the conclusion that we can erase certain experiences, but our innate character and who we like to be around doesn't really change. The cruelty and unethical behaviour of the Mind Erase company was very well acted. The scenes where Joel is trying to run from the procedure while he's under it were very well done. Yet, yeah, fuck that. I could not watch that. Uh, movie's got a movie, but I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, I watched it a few times prior to this. Um, and then she gives her score. She said the acting, the story itself and the soundtrack are parts that she really liked. Uh, then we've got one from Nate. The Great. He says, when Jim Carrey decides to do serious movies, he always knocks it out of the park. There was so much more emotion mm. and relatable moments in this one. Bored my eyes <laughs> out a few times. The side story of Ruffalo and Dunce is very good also. One of those movies I was invested in the whole time. Truly a phenomenal experience. I want you to be right on that first point, but I'm not sure. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> the, the Majestic, really. We're going to say The Majestic. I haven't not, seen it, actually. All right. Is that him? That's definitely him. And then finally, we've got one from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. (laughs) (laughs) He says, unfortunately, I haven't gotten around to a rewatch yet, but I've seen this a few times and the first time in the cinema way back in 2004. Again, this is a Jim Carrey acting rather than doing his comedy shtick, which I always prefer, except maybe Ace Ventura. The relationship between Joel and Clementine feels genuine through uh, throughout and very slowly breaks her heart as the film progresses personally i have been in love with kate winslet since titanic and this film only accentuated that for me i love the character she plays quirky and different yet relatable and sweet the bright hair also makes a stand out which was unusual at the time i like how this film jumps about and all the mixed up flashbacks and thoughts going on in joel's head when i wa- last watched it i had totally forgotten mark ruffalo elijah wood and kirsten dunst were in it so much of the focus is on joel and clementine that those are the parts you remember i get why george put this in the same box as truman show but she may have liked it more personally i love this film and it ticks a lot of boxes okay excellent yeah. thank you very much uh let's see what we got from the uh fledgling fandom quickly 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 uh Okay, I think I there's a trend though, George, Dwayne that Smith's? everybody thinks you might like it. <laughs> That's true. I, no, thank you, David. <laughs> I think you'd probably put a Dwayne, bit more uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith says I had somehow Dwayne never Smith. before heard Mr. Blue Sky before I watched this. It's been played regularly ever since. That's got to do with Eternal Sunshine. So you, I don't remember Mr. Blue Sky in it, but maybe oh, I don't remember it. that either. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scriptical. David says, so we did this on a pod a while back. My choice. I love it so much that I would argue it's Carrie's best. But with Lisa's opinion, I just realized how depressing the ending is. Have your own take, but she simply said it means they're doomed to fail again over and yeah. over. Uh, yeah, if, it, it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy, or maybe they do figure it out this time. Who knows? Mm. They, they actually have the audio proof of what they need to work, work on. on. Yeah. So that's some pretty good therapy. Tough love. Uh, Sir, give us a damn, uh, also known as Mr. Mikey Wood, but we call him 
Fred. That's right. Sorry. Says, I love this movie so much. It's quirky and weird and heartbreaking and hopeful. It's absolutely gorgeous to look at, and everyone's so good in it. More personally, at the risk of sounding saccharine, great word, it was mm. the movie I needed at that time, having just been through a breakup. Wow. Yeah, I can't imagine watching that just after that. Yeah. Pedestrian at best says, it's a modern classic. Definitely thought-provoking, unique, and still pretty great by today's standards. Thanks a lot for chipping in, guys. The Spooky Natural podcast say, I've never seen it. My boyfriend tells me it's one of the best movies, and he really loves it loves it yeah mm. give it a watch yeah and kara says i'm with georgia here if i voted it'd be totally be a truman effect and couldn't be objective uh, i feel like people either love jim carrey as an actor or hate him with a fiery passion i am definitely the latter yeah i think there's a few of us from you know uh over in <laughs> that felt like we got force-fed jim carrey forever oh look he's famous and he's canadian yes we we know we know I don't know. He's still annoying. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, let's go ahead and say if you like this film or episode, it sounds like you might like Truman Show. I mean, it's another one where Jim Carrey plays it a bit more straight. Yeah. Um, trying to other IMDb. sort of. Go ahead. Oh, I think IMDb um, relates it to um, American Beauty and Goodwill Hunting, even. Oh, so wow. That's interesting. In yeah. yeah. Okay. American Beauty. American Beauty might be a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Truman Show, American Beauty, Goodwill Hunting, all of them right up there. Nice combination, yep. Mm. We, the only one we haven't done is American Beauty yet. So, uh, so there we are. Uh, if you like this, or well, we just said that, uh, let's give us a rating, a rating. I went to throw to Georgia, but that would be silly. Uh, Liam. <laughs> I really didn't think I was going to like this movie. I thought by the cover, uh, by the blurb uh, on the back. I chose it, Liam. Come on. Well, I know whiplash. That's all I have to say to you. Um, Fair enough. I didn't think. I was did you gonna... think it was symbolic? <laughs> I really did not think I was going to simply like this. <laughs> um, I'm banging on the wrong drum here. Uh, no, I, I thought this was um, a film I weren't going to like, but actually, visually, this this put me in. Uh, uh, a frenzy of like what the hell's going on what's going on with this and what's why is that dropping there why is the water coming in there why is the sand there why is he waking up there oh my god is it a dream is it real what's this what's that i was like all over the place um i actually really enjoyed it and i think i'd probably enjoy it more watching it again to find out you know filling in the gaps early on rather than trying to find out as yeah. i go along yeah. it's one of their movies that i think you'll enjoy better the second time around than the first because it's not one of those you know Sixth Sense films, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of, you know, only once only. It's a, it's a watchable movie again. So with that, and I really love Kate Winslet. I always have done. Mark Ruffalo in this movie also. <laughs> love him. Uh, so with that, I'm going to give this eight. Uh, a, a positive, strong eight relationships with uh, different coloured hairs out of ten. Okay. I think they work out in the end. <laughs> You're such an optimist. <laughs> Hermes. I think it is, I mean, it is one of my favorites, although I don't think it is as rewatchable as I would like to, to think it is. I, yeah, I think, I, I think you're right there. I've, I've seen it uh, quite a few times, but rewatching it now, you know, in the last 24 hours, pr you know, in prep of this episode, I noticed a couple things. I realized a couple feelings that I didn't share with the first time or the second time or third time I watched it. 
this time around, there was there was a couple holes and there was a couple things. So I would say uh, air uh, eight is a very fair um, rating for it, and I think I'm going to have to agree with a point five. Am I allowed to do a point five, Ian? Yeah, yeah you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with an eight point five. Just because. You. Careful now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a democracy, is it not? On this podcast, uh, Hermes. Actually, that question should have been directed at me. Thank you very much. It, it was George. I'm glad you. I, I meant. I said Ian, but it's only because I forgot that you actually had a mic. Yeah, so you have one. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot you're the one filling out the spreadsheet every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to point out Megan has messaged me and said clearly it's not me that elongates the wrong time. No. <laughs> no, we already we already decided. You can probably let her know we're about ready. I have. Okay. <laughs> okay, so eight and a half it is, yes? Do you, do you have a do you have yes, a pithy thing? Eight and a half um um uh, messed up car sides out of <laughs> out of ten. I don't know why I asked you. I don't have one ready yet. Um <laughs> this comes beautiful and sad, and I really like beautiful and sad. You do. Uh, yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, the visual stuff it's it's a touch it's a touch gimmicky but that's okay because it's a film that's come out like once yeah so i can live with the gimmick and the visual it's not usually my, my, my form of storytelling but i love the i'm not as faded with these are deuced that they're destined to do it again maybe they are mm. okay i feel like like i'm jim carrey at the end of someone, well, they're, they're gonna break up again okay okay yeah and it's not about i think we learned that it's, it's about the journey and wanting to wanting to keep it rather than lose it so uh i'm going to give this nine seconds of opening my eyes from my lucid dream to see what what are they dancing in out of ten <laughs> hmm. yeah. so there we go. it was hard between eight and nine that's why i had to split it it was between those all right so uh georgia where does the patreon kind of coming up it comes in at 8.25 wow so th- apparently when we asked what do you have to do to get a good response it was this film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, three, eights and a nine. So I put uh, Liam and Hermes sort of split the, 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 the will of the people. I was too generous, apparently. <laughs> I did, almost win. I did, almost did, win. Did, did anybody go 10? No. Okay. That's interesting then because it means they all kind of came in around the same. Three oh, wow. Three eights and a nine. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so all the stuff to do now is talk about what we are going to be doing next week, Georgia. I don't know if you want to cue Georgia. Oh, yes. I While we're doing that, that I'll, I'll remind everybody, we want to thank our, our Patreon backers. That's Julene, James Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, what's your handle? Silva, Dwayne Smith, the Yeetmeister, Reverend Bruce, Thanks, Nate man. the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike, Richard, Ryan Kukets, Dirk, his friends call him Diggler, AJ from Nova Scotia, Stu from the Stu World Order Production Podcast, uh, Dom, and of course... Number one with a bullet. The man who's always at my timing. <laughs> I'm talking about Hermes. <laughs> so thank you very much again for bringing a fantastic film for us to discuss. And go check out his podcast, which runtime is not nearly as bloated as ours. So you join our Patreon. It's probably three times the uh, four hour mark. Sometimes we go quite long. <laughs> so if you enjoy that thing, go ahead and pay for it. If not, yeah, we keep it around an hour. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so Q Georgia, here we are. So next week, it's not a Georgia pick. So I don't know why we got Georgia reacting, but we're going to go ahead and do that. There's a film we've been talking about sort of using as an entry point to another world of filmmaking for quite some time. A film by a filmmaker, a film that he chose to write a script for and able to finance the film he wanted to make. The film that we're not doing that he wanted to make was Reservoir Dogs. To pay money for that, he wrote the script for True Romance. 
next week we are doing true romance on what i believe is its 30th anniversary something like that so uh, that is what we are doing next week so it will be a liam week so there we are so it'll be liam myself and i might call in a favor we'll see how that goes so that is about that. So uh, all of us have to do one more time is say thank you very much, Hermes. Go check out his stuff on the Scuttlebutt podcast. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, good time had by all, as was hopefully had today with our elongated, bloated runtime. <laughs> but what can you do? We were trying to run away from the memories. It's Megan Mouthing. It's tr- not me. Megan says it's not her. The room. <laughs> <laughs> we had to educate Liam on what Napster was. <laughs> <laughs> so please join us next week. When we tackle the, uh, well, at the very least, Quentin Tarantino penned film, True Romance. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Hermes. And I've been Georgia, briefly. (laughs) Very briefly. (laughs) And I'd close by reciting a little bit of line from that poem we heard earlier. How happy is the blameless Vestal's lot, the world forgetting by the world forgot. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, each prayer accepted, each wish resigned. So in conclusion, this is all I'll say to say goodbye on this fateful day. Out damn spot, out damn spot, <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs> the flippity flip flop. English teacher, beautiful. out.